You're a long pod or a short pod, man? I, I listen to the four-hour ones. I love them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a direct quote from the pit of hell. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Dungeon Punks. Uh, it's Nathan Bean back in a big chair for the moment. With me, I've got Mark Boardman. All right there. Gareth Bolly Bolly. All right. We've got special guests. Ooh, all, ooh. Oh, yeah, all the way, all the way from the Americas, the former colleagues, Warrington's finest son is Daniel San. Hello, mate. Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> Look, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> What's that American accent there? <laughs> For those of you who don't, don't know Dan, I assume that all our 300 listeners don't actually know him. 300? Something like that. That's <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, Dan's a friend of mine at Nathan's. He lived in San Diego and now lives in San Francisco. Uh, he's originally from Warrington, moved over there, what, when you were 15, was it? 17. 17, yeah. Uh, he's been living there ever since, hence his American accent. It's a transatlantic accent, yeah. but it's, I, I, it's died off a little bit. It's because yeah. you've been back here topping up your Englishness. Is that what it is? It, almost. Uh, it's like a booster. The yeah. last, you know, <laughs> it takes like 24 hours and I, I, I'm almost back. It's weird, like isn't it? But even when I uh, speak to my brother on the phone, and my brother now lives in New Zealand, and when I speak to him on the phone, it yeah. just subconsciously kicks in. It's Has he weird. not got a New Zealand accent? No. No? Huh? No. Fair. He, he also lived in America and kept his English accent. Uh, I was, well, I joined the American Navy okay. out of high school in America, and that's where I lost my accent because um, when, like, I would say, can you pass the water? Oh, They'd yeah. be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. So then you start going, can you pass the water? Of course. And then water, water, you know, yeah. and then it, it starts it's it's away. creeping in. Yeah. Social question. You do. Yeah, I, I but, but on a, on a subconscious level, to it, I mean, you make the decisions to say Aband- that. abandon your identity. No, I understand. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got it back now because you've had a can of a can of dandelion and burdock. So yeah, I had a kick about a can of dandelion and burdock. Some, yeah. some gravy on your chips. I had a kick about fish. Uh, fish. I didn't have fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chips, gravy, and mushy peas. That will bring it back right away. That's a lot of moisture on one plate. I'll be I honest with you, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Can you handle that? Yeah. Is that's what you're supposed to. Yeah. Gravy chips? No. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm it's, just, it's, it's definitely a northern thing, isn't it? Any any kind of wet on these chips is a northern thing. Because down south, we've said this before, but like, mashed peas maybe in London. Yeah, just salt rocks. You order peas in London, they'll give you garden peas. Yeah. You know? A lot of time. You know? Are you blowing up, mate? No, I had like a spasm in my leg, but then I realised I never had my phone set to my vibrating. Oh, I thought she was calling you. I told you, I need my phone. I'm being mugged. I think I might be having a stroke. Better be with me a second. Yeah, so Dan's over on an extended trainer buying holiday. Yeah. How many pairs of trainers have you bought, mate, since you've been here? Is it 11, 12 now, is it? 11 pairs. Well, to be fair, I did order six just to be shipped home. Don't from Manchester, you, you, you ordered them in Manchester to be shipped to America. In a shop. Well, yeah. I ordered them in the shop to say that they won't get in my business. Right. Because they fucked everything up. Jesus I fly, fuck Christ. you, fucking morons. Yeah. And then bought a load of stuff in the shop anyway. 
That'll, 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 that'll teach him. That'll teach him. I'll teach you a lesson. I'll, I'll, lesson. I'll just spend fucking grand in here on shoes. Jesus I, I did Christ. still buy two pairs, but just because I couldn't get them back yeah. anywhere else. You know, that's your thing, isn't it? You love uh, love a trailer, like, clobber, and that, don't you? Shoes and records. Yeah, I'm the old... just shoes, mate. Just shoes. Well, yeah, <laughs> shoes, clothes, records. Yeah. Uh, you are um, a consumer. I'm propping up the British economy yeah. single-handedly. That's so, good, man. Thank you. Thanks know, for coming over. I think we need it. Spending yeah. that American Doha in our... Yeah. Uh, in our Have you seen how much it is? Conversion. I mean, yeah. this is a weird time podcast. £1.2 to the dollar. Remember when it was $2 to the pound? I, know, I, used, yeah. to be, I used to feel like I was taking the piss out of your economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like, $1.2 oh, right. to, to the pound. pound. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Or $1.26 or That's something. That's pretty fucking low, isn't it? We, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the best time to come spend a dollar in... Crap for us. Yeah, so yeah. we thought, well, Dan was over in case you, you... I mean, you probably heard his name on the podcast anyway. You probably heard Hager slagging him off, to yeah, be yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for all the good things stands down for us. Hager apparently has no gratitude whatsoever. Yeah. They've, they've, got, they've dropped the beef now. They've, they, they, have, they hooked it out. That, yeah. I mean, I'm glad because I, I was worried things were really going to explode. <laughs> 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 Two noted temperaments kicking yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah so Dan, Dan works for the company Super 7, uh, based, based in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when we did the uh, charity do back in, oh, when was that? Was that? Uh, in the summer, wasn't it? Last June. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Super 7 sent a load of stuff over. And then Dan sent a load of stuff over for the last chill we just had, but the British uh, customs people decided that they didn't want to get it to us in time. So, yeah. Uh, Thanks, Blanche. Appreciate yeah. it. Nice one. So H- have... HRMC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So uh, we are going to have a little giveaway. Uh, with some stuff that Dan sent over. Yeah, there'll be a question at the end of the episode relating to some content in here. Yeah. You have to dig through. There'll be deep lore. It's a deep cut. Deep cut. <laughs> well, my brain's already going. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, <laughs> you have to put it in a five-star review, and that's, yes. where, the, oh, that's yeah. where the answer lies. You should lies. work here all the time. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Five-star yeah. review. That's a good idea, actually. On iTunes. Even yeah. though... Yeah. On iTunes. This, like, the way it works with a lot of these podcasts is the reason that you get hyped up and you get more listeners is because people get switched on to it. The reason that happens is because people leave nice reviews. Now, look, I'll be honest with you, mates. We've been fucking doing this podcast, or they have at least. I'll just chime in whenever. But I've been doing the con- podcast pretty inconsistently for the last three years. And to be fair, give us a fucking review. Yeah, it's not much reviews, to ask, is it? Nah. I review all your old bollocks from numerous magazines and things. The least you can do is me. <laughs> Is us allowed to turn? Look, this is such a heartfelt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's usually how it you goes. This is usually how it goes. Like I get just dead annoyed. <laughs> it is ent- entertaining you. Entertaining you for free. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the punks. Yeah. The punks part of the dungeon punks doesn't like asking for any reviews. Yeah. Or anything like true. that. Yeah. But. It is essential in this day and age to you know support your community and that's why you work in market, isn't it? Well, <laughs> that's why he works in market. Yeah, he's got it. You're fucking. Well, no, I just you know I in America like downloading this and listening to it on my commute. Yeah, and I you know would like to see it catch on to more people. Excellent. Do you, you ever listen to it in the shop? Jenny asked me this question. No. There's no. no way. A, you couldn't have the fucking sound, the sound levels. Or... Yeah. yeah. There's someone coming in, like just... asking for it. And in a minute, in the background, there's someone mumbling, all of a sudden, it's just like, ah, fuck off. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. And not just that. It is sometimes I'll, in the car, I'll turn it up, like, I can't hear anything. And then the next thing is just, <gasps> everyone yells at the same time. <laughs> and it's like Martin McFly, you just go, 
Yeah. Yeah. Go flying backwards to the back seat of the car. We're not the most professional <laughs> outfit, but uh, it's like the start of the light in the dark by outspoken. <laughs> yeah, when it comes in with just a monkey guitar on the side, turn it over the next thing, you just farting in on the other side. I was like, that. Christ, damn, outspoken, non spoken. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seen Chokehold's got a new record? Out? No. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. No, let's get Jeff started. York's already started on that. <laughs> he went in on it. Oh, oh yeah. Of <laughs> I saw some choice commentary from him. It was fucking brutal. What? Yeah. Yeah. But there's not even straight edge anymore. Nah. No. In fact, I think it's only three dudes in the band as well. But I heard the song, and just to sound right, and Chokehold's a product that could only come out like in 1992 yeah. or yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Poorly played. When you're okay with, with hardcore sounding like a wet paper bag being kicked around the yeah, playground. Yeah, yeah. That's when Chokehold was allowed to exist. Exactly. It was more the ideas that you yeah. were into anyway. And the arguments and shit like that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. This, is a, this will lead into my fads, actually, but, you know, a big part of that was, like, the context, you know what I mean? And when you hear a band like that, like, they, they've got modern production values on this new record. It just sounds weird. Like, yeah, it just sounds weird. Did like you see like the, the big controversy with them about a year ago? It was the Trump thing. When they played that fest and they he got up and said something but oh. because... Yeah, because politically yeah. correctness has moved so much further on, he thought he was giving a right on speech. And it was that, that some uh, trans person of color got up and went, Nice, nice, race, speech, nice racist speech, Brenda. <laughs> and then it, a fight just. What kind of world are we living in where Chokehold gets called out of a, Like, is that like some opposite world? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Back in the day, you were like, ah, oh, see, I, I remember like, I kind of used to like Chokehold, but I also like kind of bagged them a little bit because I was like, they're like a pussy Earth Crisis. You know, I was yeah. like, my Earth Crisis can't play instruments. But that's kind of funny. Yeah. Nice I'd racist be... speech, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The world's moved on, my friends. It really has. Yeah. That's the thing as well. Like the world has moved on, and like I just, it, it just bums me out when I see these bands that were real kind of relevant and like, moved me or whatever at the time, and then you see them now, and it's just like, the world ain't for you. Like we're talking about the car before, like watching Earth Crisis now. Yeah, just don't do it. It's yeah. Well, I I, I was speaking to uh, Thomas from Foundation. Sure, uh, good band. And that cool. band's cool. Yeah. yeah, but I was saying like, are you doing any more music and? He's like, you know what? Hardcore should be a young man's game. It is. Yeah, it's all, it really like, is. It should be for people. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm dusting off. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like I was on that. I was, I was talking to you one about it. I saw someone on Facebook the other day and some fucking old fart complaining about the state of hardcore today or whatever. And I said to him, it's fuck all to do with you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We we, did we thought it, yeah. we thought the same thing when we were coming through. We yeah. thought, fuck yeah. all you old people. Yeah. Or just fuck all the... You know, right now, like, we will see uh, a band, like, you know, Gorilla Biscuits still are relevant to yeah. even new people finding yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. out today. Sure. But, like, literally when I was getting into it, Gorilla Biscuits had stopped being a band the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... <laughs> Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it was like... It, it, But it still seemed like it was so long ago and Same. because there was no internet yeah. just to, tr- tr- you know, chime on to anything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so... It felt like it was a, a generation removed. But now the younger kids, they they don't even look back like no. and be like, oh, these are classic records. What I really yeah. love about it is that the you know, what is going on is their thing and yeah. they don't care to look past it. I think there's a certain uh like here's a point. So when I first got to hardcore, all that rev stuff, I'd literally everyone just started growing their hair out. So, yeah, like, so, well, yeah. so like ninety three, ninety four, whatever it was. Yeah. 
everything that was current, I was into. You know, I got into mouthpiece strife, yeah, all those same, things. Same. You know, new age of well, to... not strife because San Diego had beef. Yeah, of strife, course. But... I mean, you got yeah. like, you got regional problems there, but uh, yeah. you know, for us Hicks over here, they seemed all right because um, you're removed, aren't you, from all yeah. those kind of oh, things yeah. anyway. Um, but I remember, like, I, I remember feeling like I wasn't straight edge enough because you, you know how difficult it was to get records yeah, totally. yeah. even yeah. they weren't that old yeah. so like the chain of strength EPs I guess they'd been out four, year, four, four or five years or something they hadn't been reissued on CD at that point and I remember because oh. I, I hadn't heard chain of strength which is ironic given how I, my feelings on that band now yeah, yeah, but yeah. like at the time I remember like feeling like like I just was like I wasn't like a proper straight edge kid because I hadn't heard this fucking key band but I didn't know anyone to tape it for me yeah, totally. you know, and yeah, the, yeah. Law, the law when you couldn't when there was no represses or whatever, yeah. the lore of these things grew and grew because you imagined it to be so much better than it yeah, actually is. Exactly. Because you mythologize these yeah, things yeah. because they're not readily accessible nowadays. You can, you know, you can kind of like turn on your phone and or you can see what fucking Harley Flanagan has to say on any given subject. You can well, see I don't know why you'd want to do yeah. that. But, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like before, you, all you had was these like, mythos. Kind of, like yeah. mythos and these stories well, and be like, oh, I heard the fucking you know, blah, 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 he stabbed this guy with a carrot or whatever. Do you, do you know what I mean? Well, just look at the Jules okay. thing, yeah. right? Sorry, Jules walked away. Yeah. So it was the biggest mystery in... Perfect. And, and yeah. all you had was the video footage of Alone in a Crowd, a little bit of side-by-side footage yeah. and, and some of the live stuff yeah, that yeah, it was here. That's hard for and, and you were just like, that's the perfect hardcore front yeah, band. We and he walked away. What was he, a, a clipper ship captain? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, you know, we, all we heard that he used things. to paint boats in New York Harbor or something like that, and it would just be like... Oh. And it turns out it was all true. That's yeah, the main I mean, thing about yeah, it. Some, yeah, but, yeah, but then Jules just does that uh, Axe to Crowd podcast. podcast. That was fucking great. It's great to hear those stories, but don't smash my mythology that's in my mind. Like, even... He was the only one that was still resolutely standing away that, like, you know, yeah, you you do see what John Joseph or Harley Flanagan says on a daily basis you can with see what Instagram. Or, that yeah. we, you know. But they're so thirsty. They always have been, haven't they? They've yeah. always been. They've never, they've always put themselves out. Well, Harley especially. Yeah, especially, yeah. They used to push sure. themselves like a metal band, didn't yeah, they? That yeah, was a yeah, thing, yeah, that, so. that kind of weird rock kind of metal. And Dwight and Integrity had the same... Metal. Yeah, 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 totally. It's all undone with... The accessibility, you know yeah. what I mean? It's and, that, and that's what, what sort of kills it, unfortunately. Yeah, and, you know. but while you're told, like, you know, Jules is going to be talking on this podcast, right? So, you of course have to download, yeah, it. Totally. yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you're like, it, yeah. but you're like, oh, he's just an old nerd, yeah, yeah, that's what, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. You go, you go, remember that that thing that you said in 1997, in 1987, the answer I've literally got no idea what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah, but right. What what did you really you know, you were wearing this? And he's like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're wearing the white champion, right? Yeah. That one, yeah, yeah. Because they don't care. Yeah. Because it's just something it that was they a moment did. in time. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas you've been obsessing about it for twenty five years. Or fucking picking out what you're wearing exactly to, to go to a yeah, show yeah. Exactly. to be like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking Oh Jules had the uh Adidas uh, top tens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I gotta wear or you know whatever. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Absolutely. It's good that actually grandpa's because it's cool that like Tom from Indecision is yeah. so into modern day hardcore. Yeah. Like, I can't believe Respect. how. Yeah, because totally. I, I I am not. You switched I, onto it. Like, I, I listen to something like Vane or Candy, and I go, "This is actual air aids. It's horrible." Yeah, my, but he is like so. 
understands when they've, they've been all. doing that like March Madness where yeah, they've yeah. been putting record like modern records against each other mm. to get to what is the best in a bracket I still listen to like quite a bit of new stuff from time to time purely because I get sent things get to sent review you know that's, that's cool. the only reason I say switched on to it because I was like alright you know uh, yeah. but I still I find myself Likening things to old bands. That's all I ever do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that bit sounds like. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's that? always been the case, yeah. hasn't it? But so, but it makes my. But the thing is, when you look at the people who are reading it, I think, all right, I'm writing this for people who are like me, who are old. But like a a young person's going, if I say, oh, it's got a fucking, I don't know, like a cornerstone mosh part in it. Yeah, they like, don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. So like, the thing is, this and this is the difference from like our time in that that's how you found those records back then, and it felt like an achievement when mm, you found yeah. it because. You know, you'd do, you'd sort of like, it'd be like ex- excavating, so you'd find something at the top level and then you'd read a zine that likened it to something else. Or, yeah, and then see, it's like under, yeah, and I don't think people listen to music like that these no. days. The whole way music is uh, enjoyed is completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we used to be so attached to things, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is what, you know, disposable and things, and it's so disposable these days. You know, I look at it like I can break out a record, I can go, right, boom. But where I was when I bought that, yeah, so, who I was with, yeah, yeah, yeah. what we did, uh, who you I, taped it for, who I taped it for. Um, I can remember fucking that like, I got into this band off the back of these spelling error on the insert, like nerd shit, you know. But, but there are those kids who are still musos like I'm crazy, sure are, yeah. you know, and 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 they are gonna uh, instead of I remember who I taped this for. I remember the three people I shared it with that yeah. got yeah, back yeah, to yeah, me yeah, and said yeah, I fucking yeah. loved it. And it's but. Like, <laughs> It's never going to be the same as going through a thanks list and saying, oh, what are these bands that they're thanking? Mm. And, yeah, I should look into that. It's because, what it is. because then you have to go to very distribution or whatever to yeah. try and find, yeah. oh, do they carry this? Or does this distro that comes to the shows like every fourth show, <laughs> do they carry it? Because if not, like, now mm. they go, oh, let me look in their thanks list. Oh, they say that. All right, well, let me pull Download. up my phone. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, so, I'll watch it on YouTube right yeah. now just to see if I like it. I mean, and if it, I do, then I might buy the footage. record. Do you remember what you said, like, this sounds stupid, right? I'm not sure people listen to this don't care about all the hardcore bollocks. But I'll <laughs> tell you, when I was a first, like, a little hardcore kid on, on my own, it's me and Alan in our town or we didn't know anyone else. The only thing we had was records to look at. So if I want to be a part of this subculture that... But by my understanding, I didn't know hardcore was still yeah, a thing. Thought, I thought it'd be gone. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was gone. Right. I thought it was like being like some kind of revisionist. It'd be like, oh, cool. You know, we were wearing a shade, didn't DMs, because that's what they were wearing on the inside of the, uh, you know, the minor threat discography or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I remember like we went to it, we finally found out there was like a, a gig taking place. I might have been strife and sick of it, or might have been that gig, or, or certainly around that era. That, yeah. But like um, we tipped up and we didn't, we, we, we didn't know. We just like normal people, and you sort of walk in. All of a sudden, you realize you're not. Everyone looks a different way. Everyone yeah. holds themselves different way. That whole kind of style and things like that, yeah. we had no clue about. So it was just like I remember sat there walking. We followed this kid who had a Sensefield shirt, and I didn't know what Sensefield was, but I just saw the Revelation logo on the back of his T-shirt, and we were like, "I must be a modern day hardcore kid." Now it's following, yeah. and we were literally making notes on how people dressed and weird shit like that, which probably sounds hilarious to people these days because you can literally. You know, to look at a record or whatever, or you know, Instagram. Instagram or fucking YouTube, whatever you like. You know, when all those people went, got really into the 90s, didn't they, a few years ago? Yeah. And you'd see all these people wandering around wearing like, kind of clobber everyone used to wear back in the day. Yeah, t shirts and that. Yeah. I always used to think the same about hairstyles. Like, you'd see kind of like, you know, you, you 
go on the street and you'd see you know, a girl with like pink hair or something but oh cool she could be in the same kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. now anyone can have pink exactly, hair yeah. and that, that's the thing is that you know we're kind of like gone beyond or tattoos you know anyone yeah, yeah, as yeah. well I remember we used to see like if someone wore a pair of bands chances are you were a skater you know what I mean now it's like fucking the people who are serving you down Nando's are all wearing you know vans or what have you it's uh yeah, it's just whatever, isn't it? It's like, remember, you don't get that. I don't, I don't think you get that anymore, that region, regional Yeah, you don't. Thing. Like, you'd go to a show, and the lads who came from Wales who were disturbance all dressed differently than the people from Manchester. I mean, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the kids from London and the people from Leeds, they all dressed different. Now you look at Instagram or whatever, Maybe all the bands mean, dressed the same, everyone yeah, dressed the same. It's, it's very homogenised. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I think that comes from being separated and being, yeah. like, kind of, you know developing you in your own little kind of microcosm it, it also is what shops are in town good trainers shop in town like the kids are going to be in good trainers yeah, exactly. if you have like a clark's outlet <laughs> kids are rocking up in clark's or whatever you know? got off his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a sketch as well he's got a sketch as well yes, hey, look at them. they've got a clark's outlet though they might be wearing wallies mate yeah, but you know, you remember Clark's didn't used to be a Clark's. No, it used to be school, school shoes. School yeah, shoes. I used to get my shit knocked in for wearing a pair of fucking yeah. Clark's. I just wanted a pair of Troop or British yeah, Nice. Yeah, totally. And that muggins here rocks up in a pair of fucking orthopedic Clark's. Yeah. No, mate. <laughs> but yeah, nowadays I think every city is more or less the same. Every shit city's got a urban outfitters. It's got a size. You know, you can get, walk into any of these shops and get. I'll just get them off the internet. Or get them off, or buy, buy five pairs off the internet. Yeah. When you're in a shoe shop, right, yeah. mate? Just to show, <laughs> I'll show you, bought, 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 and shit, so, and I'll take two of them off the wall. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> your shop. <laughs> could like, could have been seven, money. though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have been seven. Right, anyway, enough so, of this ramble. So you said that links into your fads. Why? What's your fad, mate? My fad was, um, I had a couple of things lined up. I was going to say Umbrella Academy. That was going to be my fad, because I'm incested in that. But I figured someone else might say that anyway. So what I've been doing last night, and it's not really a fad, it's just because I couldn't be asked turning YouTube off, was just watching loads of old shows. Like these days, like I said, we said before, getting videos and things like that of old oh, shows yeah, used to be a fucking ball. Like, a big, you used to yeah. send someone, send Mel Hughes in Ireland yeah, a tape. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Black Holes, yeah. He'll take you like a side by side show at the Amphrax yeah. or whatever. Yeah, some one, new... once he got his neighbor's VHS yeah. machine. That's what he said. Right he had to go get a cable to run yeah. it. God, However many it? stuff you could fit on yeah. 120 long play or whatever it. it was. Or yeah. if you didn't, and then you send it back and you've got a long play tape, you can't play it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wicked, yeah. So I've just been watching, I've been enjoying the wealth of old shows that have been uploaded onto the internet. And it was just a good opportunity to have a browse last night at some stuff that I remembered from reading in zines and things like that when I was a kid, like specific instances that are now, like, like, like we were talking about, like things that are a bit of a mythology in your head. The Earth Crisis Philly show, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's the one I was watching last night when um, Carl was giving it some uh, some lungs about, I don't know, not eating cream cheese or something and he gets <laughs> a pot of yoghurt buzzed at his sweet. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good. And it did, I tell you what, that didn't disappoint. You but, know, like in the end, yeah, I've always yeah, thought, yeah. I bet that fucking kicked off. And fair play, it did. <laughs> I've heard, and, I've and rightfully so. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I'm vegetarian. Everyone can do whatever yeah, they want. Course. But if you're vegan and someone throws that on you, like, and, and also if you're vegan with a message and you're trying to get out there, and then someone does that. Fucking I yeah, it's say, fight. It's it's, it's, it's red right to yeah. a ball. I want to say as well that I think. Um, did he have a, 
Did he have a fur coat on as well? Yeah, I think he had I think a fur there was yeah. some, they yeah. basically went down there with the intention of, of, of causing shit. Winding yeah, up, totally. Yeah. Which is it had been it apparently had been building up for, for a while, for a while, yeah. a few shows. Well, I mean, people need to realize that this is the other thing that sort of is. Worth you were consequences sometimes, don't yeah. you? You've got to realize that it's um like let's see, Earth Crisis back then. Being vegan these days, you can go to Greg's and get a vegan sausage roll. It's very, it's easy. And it's very good. It's a great, it's a great sausage roll. It's you know fair play, Greg's shout out, Greg's. But you know, these days it's easy to, to be vegan. Back then it weren't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it, it required effort. It's like a lot of the things we keep talking about. It required effort to go and do these things. He was vegan for a bit, so I was like, right. you know, it's were you? No, you were You stay veg, didn't you? Um, but we all had a had a bash it or whatever. Um, and yeah, I guess like your feelings about those things are quite heightened. A because you're young and everything seems to have massive importance, doesn't it? Like it takes on way more significance when you're younger. Um, and it's empowering. If I yeah, remember rightly, though, as well, wasn't the beef the kid who did it was vegetarian? Yeah, the I, I, beef. You know what? I think he might the, even the beef have been vegan. Was, to was the pro-life aspect of it? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was to do with abortion and stuff like well, that. If yeah. I remember rightly, mm. it was to do well, with the hardline I mean, element just, of it. Don't forget back then. That was a very Everything was uh, telephone or, exactly. or Chinese, yeah, whispers, yeah, exactly. which is Dialogues, probably yeah. not. A you didn't have the immunity of information. Yeah, like like I said, if you want to see, someone says, but, oh, someone's going to at a show these days. Within 10 minutes, we can probably find out yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, exactly. The the ramping up of, oh my God, before you even heard her, yes. mm-hmm. you heard what they were all about. Exactly. Yeah. And like, don't fucking come to your town and like <laughs> smash you if, if you've got eggs in yeah. your fridge. Yeah, yeah. But whatever, you know. But so the counterculture to that is just the same as when Minor Threat and, and SSD were playing. Like yeah. people coming to the shows actively no edge, yeah. you know, yeah. like to, to go against it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to, you know, it's just... It's interesting it's just pe- to watch those People things. criticizing other people for feeling some kind of way about stuff. It's well, still, fuck hardline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Earth Crisis were never hard. Hardline. Yeah, but they had yeah. their thing on the first seven inch, didn't they? All that war about abortion shit like that. Which well, they was, had that one that member. Was written, yeah. They had that uh, one member it, that... This is where I have to fucking wave my hardline card because <laughs> <laughs> actually um, the guy who wrote the lyrics for that um, particular line was Shane Durgie, who was yeah, the uh, singer yeah. for Framework. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he played bass in Path actually for a while. And all that, all that war line of Earth Crisis was essentially Framework without Durgie, like because he fucked off on Gatekeeper. Um, and I think they put like uh, something in the lyrics saying, "Who who is uh, like naked expert, crouching yeah. on the." <laughs> on the floor with the X up hand on the framework seven inch. Is uh, that Ben? I think it's Nate. Um, I'm not sure who done it. Maybe it was. Was uh, that after shooting at the tellies? Yeah. Hey, yeah. fucking this comes up all the time. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's some mythology for you. Anyways, uh, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Guava or something like that. I don't know. It's one of those people, hey, anyway. I have uh, the seven inch. It's a great record. I, I fucking love that record. I think yeah. it's great. Those bands that time, Blood Runs Black. And, Fuck yeah. yeah. All, it, all, but remember when. All Out War got, uh, maybe not even repressed in the original press, there's a small essay for yeah. the use of the word fetus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, it's, yeah. In the, uh, it's in it's the picture record, you know, yeah. on CD. There is, a, there is a thing about that in there, what, you know, while I use that term. I don't know, it was just, like you said, it's just that time, that place, everything just seemed to be a bit more fucking intense. But do you know what I mean? Like, say, things build up, well, people regional still, differences. I'm, I don't know, because like, like I said before, I'm not as involved in things, but people stood for a lot more, mm. but I'd say things are more politically and well, socially motivated maybe now. I think because people actually got something tangible to rally against. Like yeah. In the 90s... We had to kind of make stuff up. Yeah, to, well, yeah. The, the, the political situation, I didn't seem, didn't seem quite as 
as heavy. You know what I mean? He had Clinton in charge. He wasn't like a yeah. a terrible compared to what I mean. In, what I did before? Twat, whatever, yeah, but, you yeah, know, yeah. compared to some of the others, he's he's, he's you know he's not quite the rallying force like someone like GW is yeah, or Trump. Thatcher, you know what yeah, I mean? Or yeah, Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are fit, fucking hateful figures who are actively trying to fuck over their population in at that time in America. I don't think that was so much the case. You know what I mean? I think that's why it was a lot of middle class kids looking to kick back at something. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but that's. Having visited the states at that time, that's the vibe I got. Well, I just feel like uh, some of them vegan hardcore kids, it, they self-educate, right? So they, you know, yeah. they follow like meet your meat and pizza and, and things like that, mm. like, and they will go and see that. And once you're exposed to that's how animals are treated, yeah, it's then, hard to fuck it. then yeah. you can become quite radicalized because yeah. it's it like is anything, horrible. Isn't it? I was thinking, I, I was having this conversation, it's not worthy of a day about this, but they were talking about um, the radicalization of people in prison and things like that. And I said, it's, a, it's people, have, people are in prison or people who are down in the luck or, you know, coming from a, a poor social situation, it's like become quite easily radicalized because they have fucking just a core of anger. Yeah. Like, you know, where I'm from, like, I'm you know, pretty scruffy working class background something, and I hated a lot, do you know what I mean? I didn't really know yeah. why. And I always say to people, I probably could, I could have been one goose step to the right and maybe that, totally, was, the, yeah. that was the way I might have gone. Well, I just got exposed to, like, the right straight-edge stuff and the vegan thing, it's, and that seemed like a suitable vessel for me. But it, I, I don't think it would have been that much of a stretch if someone had given me a convincing argument. Well, it's also when you way. feel like you're a little bit of an outsider. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You find your tribe... Hmm. And you rally hard for it. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So if someone takes you in and you are like-minded and you're excited about stuff, then... You don't even need to be like-minded, though, can you? You can be pretty easily persuaded. Yeah. If you look at something like Romper Stomp, yeah. the yeah. film, that's all it's about, isn't it? It's some kid who's angry with the world who meets someone who's who's got that kind of Respect charismatic or big brother that you want to yeah. look up to. And it says, yeah, this is what you should, this is what you should believe in. Look, look at what Adolf Hitler said about these people. And then... And then you go, oh, yeah, well, I remember that one time when someone did me wrong. And then then you just build, like say, you say, what is it saying? I'll ride or die. That's what they yeah, say. That's, that's what it is, it? Yeah, and you uh, just find a cause to. Yeah, I always say that when people always say to me about the straight thing. That's a, it's not a million miles away, is it? Like, I could probably have gone one way or yeah. something. So you're saying straight edge is your fad? No, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's a twenty-five year fad at this point. There's a bunch of people who could yeah. use that as their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it has been fad. Craft beers is fad. But yeah, basically, that was my fad. Is just watching a lot of old shows and uh, enjoying them for what they are, and being yeah. reminded of uh, <laughs> of the virility. Good of jumps. Youth. Yeah, good jump. Fucking good jumps. I'll tell you what as well. It's the other thing. Earth Crisis footage. Anything after Ben Reed is no good. Yeah. That guy had fucking stage presence. Yeah, yeah cool white guitar. Swung that fucking yeah. guitar. Yeah, and he's just does that thing where he jumps back and it's like he's with his feet up. And, oh man, yeah. Ben and Reed. Also, yeah, high. Yeah. Scott Crouchy showed up there. Yeah, like, yeah. Bulldog's good on stage. Yeah, they were they're fucking gnarly, man. Earth Crisis in their prime. Yeah. I'm going to say ninety two well, to ninety five. And also, perfect. It started going a little bit downhill when the backups stopped. The ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of emotional like, those were the, the best part because it was yeah. the hard vocal with the like the emotional s- scrawl. <laughs> I tell you, the backups on fucking All Out War amazing. are amazing. Yeah, They're so fucking. There's one kid in the background just going, ah! like, yeah. like, he's just screaming his head off. It's well good. Yeah. Anyway, that's my fact. <laughs> no, we'll
was saying about Faz. Faz. Here we go. Oh God, look how embarrassed he is. He's embarrassed about it. He doesn't even remember everyone. We're not forced him to even tell us these things. He does it himself. Yeah, do. He does it. Self-flagellation. I mean, when it comes to TV, and you know I'm pretty terrible at watching TV anyway, and I'm a dipper and stuff. There's very few shows that I watch kind of like religiously and kind of like, you know, as soon as I'm, I have to watch. But Bergerac, you're one of those, and that's oh, not a big one for you. But at the moment... <laughs> The new series of Sewing Bee is awesome. It is, mate. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what? what? did you say? Sewing Bee. Sewing Bee? Yeah. Oh, with Joe Lazer? Yeah. You don't watch Sewing Bee, mate? What the fuck is a Sewing so Bee? We're gonna, we might have our fucking uh, Great British Bake Off moment again. Sewing Bee is fucking well good. Yeah. Sewing Bee, like a spelling bee? Yeah, but it's a no, sewing. It's a sewing so it's like, it's like, it's like um, Bake Off. Right. But with sewing. Fuck it, did you watch this as well? Yeah, because of it. Fucking hell. <laughs> I think that this is the thing, is that British TV seems to get those kind of programmes so right. So right, yeah. It's so like some kind of like skill, which is kind of like artisan, but people at home can do them yeah. amateur as well. And they just get the format of those shows so right. <laughs> What fucking world am I in? Not sewing bee. Yeah, sewing bee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never watched the Great British um, Pottery show, Throwdown <laughs> either, which is awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. A great British pottery throwdown. He's yeah. right though, because Shut just <laughs> like watching goggle box of people watching, yeah, yeah. Um, not the sewing bee because I haven't seen that, but them watching Strictly Come Dancing. And then people are sat at home like, oh, she fucked those steps up. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, they they're experts, they, like, yeah, yeah. But they also become like really steeped in what in it, it is. Like every year, because of the way it's presented, and they bring the audience in to kind of know it what it works, is. Isn't it? Well, I, I just, I've like, never even heard of like this. Like every year, kind of like the Bake Off is pretty much must watch TV, and it has the kind of like one or two moments bigger than the FA Cup final. Yeah, was it like, really? To be honest, FA Cup fans have been shy for years. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like more, yeah. more eyes are on it. Yeah. Wow. Always, always flusters me that you don't like Bake Off. I'd, I'd expect you to get into that. Because uh, you like a... A cake. A, you <laughs> like a cake. But you like something where it's like you can pick a personality of, and you don't like somebody, but you like someone else. You well, it's also... Pit them against You can other. do class warfare when, yeah, yeah. when you're watching Bake Off. Which, or know, that's, that's kind of what, is there a working class element in there? Is someone down so, there? Well, there's, all, there's always yeah. some... There's always, you know, like last season of Bake Off I watched was not the last one but the one, one before, before right? and there was the Scouse girl that went to the final I was rooting for her you were rooting for a Scouser yeah, yeah. interesting interesting well <laughs> North West over two Londoners well okay fair enough is that yeah. how it works for reason yeah for, for me for me it does because you, you know saw. I'm from Warrington but he says I'm a Scouser anyway yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. When you're in kind of like uh, <laughs> grey area, like. we're in the halfway house. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you dig sorry, B, mate. You what? Sorry, I watch think you it. Like it, yeah. You know what? I'll give. But it Joe Lysett is hilarious. Yeah, he's really good at it. I've not seen I... Sewing B, but I, he was on uh, Richard Herring's podcast talking about it. Yeah, I like it, and it made me want to watch Sewing B so bad because there was a, an older lady that does it with him. Yeah. Well, I... actually think previously because Claudia Winkleman. Claudia Winkleman did it. She was really good on it. Right, see. She was Winkleman was a host. Yes, yeah, of, of sewing bee. Yeah. yeah. See, this is that's not good for me. Why well, you don't like Winkleman? Nah, mate. she wears too much eye makeup. Yeah, but she looks like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, it's great. <laughs> I like, I'll tell you what, I Do like her more now. Fire to herself. What? Yes, yeah, yeah. in a Halloween costume. Was he on the cover of Rage Against the Machines first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. Okay, Paul Dad. Cultivate Chinese. Covering petrol. No, yeah, a kid bought like um she bought them like Halloween costumes or whatever and they dressed up and the Halloween kept costumes caught on fire and like burnt her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, Yeah, she she got like certain costumes and stuff banned from being able to be Sold in shops and stuff, yeah. So how do you feel about slagging off Winkleman now? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with Winkleman. What I was about to say, if you let me fucking finish, was like, um, Winkleman, she bothered me before because she just seemed like a bit... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? But then I saw an advert, she does an advert for some shampoo or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. where she slates herself and she says, yeah. ah, Winkleman, nice air, fucking personality like a void. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And she, she takes it like a, like a champ. So I was like, all right. Well, she's always on that uh, big fat quiz of the year at the yeah. end, and she's funny on that. She thing. seems all right. So, I'll, yeah. all right, I'll rename I mean, my. On, so, so you're strict, saying. She's definitely the funny one. Yeah, she's a strong like yeah, straight, yeah. straight woman. So okay. So you're saying you like Winkleman over Lysett? Yeah, he's the, he's the one who. Because I love Joe Lysett, but I don't think he works as well on that as he as Winkleman did. Because he can't have as many double entendres on landing. He still does still do it. Yeah, yeah, he still throws them out. Because he, that's that's yeah. the quality of yeah. his Uber comedy. Uber. Yeah. Very He's good. cool, I like him. All right, so it's a good program. Right. I like yeah. Boy, yeah. All right, I'll dip in. I, I, I keep saying I'll dip in on the, uh, the Great British Bake Off as well, but I, I think I might have missed a boat on that one. So what's the second fact? The second one is an album which I kind of came out towards the back end of last year and it sort of like bypassed me a little and it's not really a band who I would previously listen to but um, the album is... I can't think of a band you wouldn't have previously listened to. It's a band that I have listened to in the past but not like a a band that I would religiously listen to. But the um, album is called Sound of Music by Lieback and it's literally that. Krautrock. It's it's literally Lieback who are like the Slovenian kind of like industrial kind of like electronic avant-garde band yeah covering all of en- my favorite genres in, yeah. in one band covering Co- the entire sound of music joe a deer a female yeah. deer and well, it's so mental. creepy it's really good basically what happened you is don't disappoint you do you <laughs> <laughs> is that i think in 2015 2016 it was the 70th, 70th anniversary of um yeah the, the musical ja- no the japanese um sort of like end of colonial rule in North Korea and they got invited to go over and play in North Korea and, of course, and, they com- and what they did is they commi- commissioned work and some of that work was Sound of Music right. and towards the, end of the, towards the end of the album it starts to go a bit on the commentary on North Korea as well so like how do you problem- solve a problem like Maria suddenly starts turning to how do you solve a problem like Korea and then the, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I love a pun yeah. that's a solid and, pun as well yeah. <laughs> alright kimchi I mean so like some of the songs but do you guys know Sound of Music or yeah. I don't know if you do or not I do a bit so there's like a song of course um, you are 16 going on 17 mm. and that is turned into the creepiest fucking ballad ever Fuck me, this is mental. It's, it's, it's re- I mean, if you like stuff like Over and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. probably be quite into it. It's it's different, but it's really, really good. L-A-I-B-A-C-H. Yeah, yeah. I played it to Marie and she hated it. So that's always a good sign. Was there too many special effects in it? That's a deep Well, how do you solve a problem like Marie? 
Let's take her to uh, Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was going to be your fad, you see. I thought that's what you were doing in the car. You know was what? watching uh, if, if audition month, tapes. If we're a month on, because it's the same fad every year, from about April onwards, my fad is always going to be Eurovision. It's coming on, isn't it? Eurovision. At the moment... Hang on, didn't you go to the UK, or the English song? I thought you... No, yeah, I, 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 of course night. I did, mate. Yeah. So, basically... <laughs> Of course I do. At, at the moment, because um, it's forty odd songs, they've only chosen the countries have only chosen about thirty seven. Because you watch the all the other ones going yeah, into I, it, don't you? I know most Every of those country. songs already, but because not all the songs have been chosen, it's not. I'm not fully there in right. full on fad mode at the moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the fever's building, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely. I think it's heading to be quite an underwhelming year as well. None of the songs are really. Has, has the UK's been decided? Yeah, yeah Bolly was there oh, when yeah. they did it. Who, who, who's who's representing? Is it it's a guy someone called, famous? No, it's a guy called Michael Rice. So he won a That's show last year. So all together now, I was trying to think of it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hosted by Rob Beckett, who... Oh, is that him with the So he won that show, and he's, um, he's the one who's representing us. He's got a good voice, but... So, decent song. Do, to to delve a little further into the uh, Eurovision world. Oh, people don't want to know about Eurovision. No. Oh, <laughs> it's. My wife tweeted Eurovision yeah. once. It was the best year I've ever had for getting new followers and stuff. It's a, a peak year for me. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> Do you think people downgrade or other countries downgrade the UK's choice? Even if it is a great song, because they're mad at the UK about Brexit, Everything. or just uh, or in general, always. or imperial yeah. <laughs> colonialism, yeah, and all, that all shit. of that. I think there always could be. A, I think there always is going to be an element of that, and I think there's always going to be some countries who are always going to vote for the, the neighbours, yeah. and, and you're not going to get away the from true. that. But when yeah. people say, "Oh, it's fixed," the same countries don't win all the time. Don't be fucked. You know, for the last like. You know, ten years, we've had different winner pretty much every year it's apart from Sweden that's maybe won it three times, and that's because Sweden takes this shit very seriously. But Yeah, because they've got pedigree, they got ABBA yeah. back yeah. in the day. I mean, but we had Bugs Fizz. Well <laughs> Bugs Fizz won it, right? Yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. So what was it making your mind up? Was that was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah was like, Did they didn't they do a set when you went to see them? Yeah, they? so when Wait, hang on a minute, there's two Bucks Fizzes, isn't there? There is two Bucks Fizzes, you're right. Oh, oh, oh. Fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. I know some yeah, shit. So when I went to when we selected the um, UK entry, the we didn't really know what was going to happen there. We had to queue up for a little while. Um, me, Marie, and friend that I work with. Um, and out, got, out of the three of you, who is the biggest Eurovision fan? Bully. Um, it'd be either me or Marie. Uh, it's, who got we would the argue, other one? We, we, who got the other one into no, Eurovision? Neither. It's You're something that I've been a fan of since I was a kid because it was essentially yeah. pop music, which I love. Yeah. And like, so that's why and, you and, and Marie like clicked and stuff because the, all the voting you, and stuff. You love so yeah. num as well, don't numbers you? and pop music, brilliant. Yeah. And you know, I've always <laughs> kind of like been a fan since then. <laughs> I went on first date with Marie, and she was a big fan, and she just mentioned, mm. "Do you like Eurovision?" And then. That's it. We're and then statistics as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, do you, where do you stand on stats? Well, funny you should say that. We did used to call you Dr. Dr. Pop, Pop, didn't we, yeah, for like yeah. a long time. Yeah. His nickname was uh, this... Uh, That's a great nickname. Yeah, Dr. Pop, Pop actually. Yeah. Dr. Pop. Yeah, the, return Dr. the return Pop. of Dr. Pop. The return of the doc. Um, good. 
Excellent. Good, good fucking fad there, Bob. Fucking hell. No, no big surprise either. <laughs> Fuck me. I mean, you'd never go so far as to actually go to the competition in other countries, would you? Yeah. Oh, you wait, know, yeah, you know we are. Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> um, every year... Like to Lithuania? It, it's quite... Well, it depends, because every year when the country wins, so it'll be in that country in the next year, and I'll say to Marie, do you want to go? Now, if it's somewhere like Ukraine or Russia, she's like, no. But if it's somewhere like, say, Portugal, she's like, oh, I'd like to go that. And we do try and get tickets, but it's just really hard. But, you know, every year when they, we know that they're coming up, we do try and get tickets. It's expensive to go. It, it's not that cheap, yeah. Mm. And also as well, because whenever the finals are, you'll find that they bump up the flights and bump up the um, hotels. It's crazy it's how just... people fucking love it. So having said that, me and Sarah, we watch it. When it's on, we'll sit down and we have like a, a bit of paper and like we write that. I always write down some stupid name for each one, you know, based upon the performance, whatever. And we're like, you know, we, we, we sort of really rate them. That really surprised me. It's a fun time. Like... Yeah, I know. We just had a laugh doing it. You know, don't take it too seriously, I think. But like, I, I mean, I'll never fly to go and watch it or, or any of that. <laughs> I, would, I would get into it if it was airing. Yeah. Like, just because what happens in this country that doesn't happen as much in America is like the go, finale go, go is strictly... <laughs> <laughs> the finale is strictly or Eurovision, things like that. They take the entire nations, mm. you know, American Idol used to be like that. In it's events television, isn't it? It's, it's cool. weird as well, because like the premier kind of like Eurovision sort of like blog and site is one called um, Wee Wee Blogs, and that's run by an American guy. Wee so, Wee as in yes, yes, or as in W-I-W-I. What's that fucking mean? I don't know. I think I've not asked them. Go on, Daniel Sam, what's your fad? No, what's your fad? I'm struggling, mate, to be honest, I haven't thought of one yet. All right. Well, I've, been, I've been so busy with work. How boring is boring. that? Boring. Work. Work. I, in Leicester, not yeah. getting a fucking decent not signal. A fucking, <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing as H for me. Fucking yeah, you, know, you get four G, three G. Mine's H. Are you, are you actually on like it? What's the? What that I'm, mean? I'm meant to ask you. Rotary. I don't fucking no idea, mate. Harvester. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah which it was. That'd be amazing. Fucking hell. The shit. Right, what, what's your uh, fad then, Daniel? Well, besides... Uh, Hating Hager. Yeah. Besides <laughs> okay, plotting yeah. the downfall of David Hager. <laughs> uh, no, I recently have been filling in gaps in my most treasured uh, record collecting, like, collections. Which so, is? Well, for example, I've recently been focusing on getting all the rarer Oasis records because okay. I had everything. But then I saw these, you know, the one-sided promo 12-inch singles, and I'm like, I'll always want them, but I kept seeing them going up and up, and then I was like, well, the dollar is better against the pound right now. So I've been on this weird Discogs and eBay, like, all-out assault to get, you know, to fill in my collection to get it. Okay. Absolutely perfect, but my other fad is uh, I've been re-watching Game of Thrones okay. from the start to... You've done that on purpose. No, it is the <laughs> truth. It's the out. truth, though. <laughs> It's the truth, though. I know, both of them. <laughs> I'll say nothing. I'll say it out of this one, but, like, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I remember my first fantasy series as well. I've been re-watching it from the, the start to the finish, but the way I've been doing it a lot is in a very interesting manner, is that I've been uh, getting a really nice hot bubble bath and then... Fuck it. Fuck it. No, mine was a no, this is fucking great. This is a camp episode. Man. You're gonna have to fucking. You're gonna have to go hard, dude. You know what I mean? And then I've been propping up the laptop on the sink and uh, just letting HBO like auto run. So I watch maybe like two, and if you know, maybe let a bit more hot in. 
maybe get to the third episode on a on a day off. Fuck a duck. Rubber duck. Those episodes are a fucking hour long, Dan. So you were sitting yeah. up for three hours, mate. It was like a Sometimes. prune. No, it was like the like California range. No, well, I found out <laughs> that when you get old, you don't turn into a prune. Oh, is that right? So I'm not saying you're old, but it's because something to do with the collagen count in you. So because I was sat in a tub the other day, I yeah. was reading my book, and I noticed when I got out, I wasn't that wrinkly, and I thought yeah. perhaps I'd turn back time like shit, but I hadn't. I just <laughs> you'd had, actually advance. Yeah, I'd actually, like, I'd actually aged like. ten years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed I've not been pruning. Wow. You know, yeah. Fancy that. Um, but well, let's rewind a sec. So I like baths. As yeah, we've noticed Instagram, that. Instagram would Instagram would may have uh, informed you. Fucking hell. Um, Southport. What? How was Southport, it? Southport, Southport Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. For all your bathing needs. No, I, I I love a bath. I'm passionate about it. And so that's why... Fuck <laughs> off! I am, I am. Where do you stand on bathing? You don't, because you have a shower. Yeah, I have a shower, yeah, yeah. I have a shower. I take a shower every morning. Do you have a shower after your bath? No, I take a shower every... <laughs> I'd have to have a shower after every bath, yeah, definitely. No, 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 Bath in the evening. I'm not out there on a Leicester work site. <laughs> You're not doing a proper job. Are yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Come so on. anyway, <laughs> I found out that my water here in Oakland was only set to halfway. So what I used to do is I had to boil like two or three pans. <laughs> fill really? those. People in the... get burned. This is well. Mental. No, no, no. I'd fill those in the thing as the hot water was coming in, and then he's you just know, trying to reconnect his northern roots. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's like and then so I have it from the fire. Well, yeah, <laughs> I will put three oh, pan, hot pans of water in and a George Formby record on, and I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what yeah, I was doing. I but then I realised that around the back of it was a dial, and I could turn it to hot to keep right, it right, like hot. So now the bath gets really full with blazing heat water. So, you know, I'll, I'll get in. At, you know, I'm already red and pink, yeah. as you can tell. You are a flushed but, man, yeah. But I look like wow. uh, Winnie the Pooh piglet. <laughs> when you get out yeah like deadliest catch yeah <laughs> <laughs> it like a little lobster yeah <laughs> but giving it all that so I've, I've been re-watching you know, giving it all that all the meats in the time yeah, 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 yeah. but the thing is in the rewatch, besides the the bathing element of it I'm in a wank when I'm in all the sex like no. 14 seconds but I'm not I'm not a puritan like yeah, you yeah, yeah, who yeah. just goes oh my god I can't believe there's sex in this this is out of order there's actually tits in this Oi. it's not necessarily I find it quite I'm with him on it I find it a bit uncomfortable sometimes like, do I need to see this fella's todger what's Again. it adding to the story yeah. it seems like lowest common denominator to me I, I, I disagree no. especially on the rewatch after hearing these kind of comments oh I've, yeah, I've, I've been, like, thinking about it, like, how do they show what a cruel, horrible world this is for, especially for the experience of women on the show and how some of the women have been rising above it, like, being able to fight back against it. Being able and to it, shag their brother. Oh, yes, no, <laughs> <laughs> That's empowerment. <laughs> she could do what she I wants. Mean, I call it incest, but whatever. If she wants to shag her brother, go ahead. You know what, the thing is, no, you've already got but, a point. But but for real, like yeah. obviously some of it was definitely gratuitous in the first three seasons. Yeah. But, I mean, it was half of what was talked about, I think, when it came to the show was but if you've read the books or, you know, like I listen to them audiobooks because yeah. they're 
Because you can listen to them in the bath as well, can't you? Well, and on on bar and whatever, yeah, you sure. know, like everywhere you go. But the good thing about listening to them, they're read by uh, this Shakespearean actor, Roy Dutrice, okay. and he does an incredible job. So if you want to get an easy way to get into the books, the audiobooks are really good. Um, but what I find is it's so much more horrible in the books, like the treatment of of everyone. Like it's just it goes an awful a lot younger feudal well, world. Right? Yeah, it goes yeah, younger. Yeah. It's really awful. So I think they've done a really good job of visualising some of it. You know, and then that some make, of it they've enough, looked, kind of makes sense. They've looked away from some of the things as well, but I assume the special effects are better in the audio book as well, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that <laughs> the dragons because I'm on season seven again now. Okay. So the second so I'm on last last season, halfway through it right now, uh, in my rewatch. And the like it's night and day from like season four or whatever with the dragons to now. It's, oh my God. Like, what they've been spending on it or whatever, like, is... I suppose it, once it got popular, their fucking budgets went up, didn't it? So they actually had some more yeah. money for it. Some yeah, it's the biggest budget TV it, show in the world. I mean, like, yeah, the biggest like, budget TV show in the world and biggest uh, eyes worldwide on a TV show in the world. But, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, same. I can't get into it. The, um, what makes it so good is just the how well developed, how the world has been built. Yeah. Like, the world building of that it's his, to his own detriment in his writing because he's now a little bit stuck, I think, where to go with the books. That's why the books are lagging behind sure. the show. But just every element is layered and layered and layered of, like, all of the different countries and stuff. So it's not just, like, you know, if you were watching, I don't know, for example, uh, let's say Minder, yeah. <laughs> you're only concerned with Arthur Daly and sure. whatnot, like... And then there's little characters that pop up, always a nod to a full tapestry Actually, of yeah. a... It's what, yeah, in terms of like, I suppose in D&D terms, it's like having really fully fleshed NPCs. Yeah. And it's yeah. like kinda, uh, Especially in the books, because in the books, there's only point of view characters. Right. So you've got Bran, Tyrion, blah, blah, blah. But all those, what you would consider NPC characters, like all of the other characters that are in the book have amazing stories that are being told from the point of view character. Interesting. You know, so it, it I I do think it's great. There the rewatch though has had me like the high points what I've really liked, I've enjoyed so much more. And then the low points when I was watching it the first time that I thought were really low, I've hated it even more. Really? And then some of the things that was a bit indifferent, like, oh I liked it better in the books, have improved with the second watch. Like because you start to notice a bit more than just the, hey, look at me, I'm the main thing going on in screen. They really actually do hide a lot of, of a stuff, nods yeah. like to what's going to happen in, uh, the, in the future. Foreshadowing and shit. That yeah. only someone who's probably watched it a couple of times or is so well-versed in the sure. books are looking for that. Okay. You know, so I, I think it's been pretty good, so I'm really excited for the new season. Because oh. you liked it first, didn't you, Nate? I liked how grim it was. That was the thing. I liked the bleakness of it, but I I got worn out on it. Do you know what I mean? I think after a while, I was just like... Because to be fair, at that time, you haven't got a lot of good fantasy TV. They've never really done fantasy. You know, fantasy in the UK has always been like Hawkeless Slayer. It's always been like yeah. a kind of like oh, a... Beastmaster. Yeah, yeah Rubbish Show, things like, like that. that, which I like, but, you know, they're kind of... They're flawed children, aren't they? But like with that uh, Game of Thrones thing, I was like, I haven't read any of their books, but I'll give it a watch because... I like battles and people getting their heads cut off. That was always my 
that was the thing I disliked the most about it, even more than the gratuitousness of it, was that they go, right, we're having this bad battle now, and then you go, and it cut away. Yeah, you and then see you'd, it. You'd, you'd be like two people, and they'll go, oh, that was a fucking battle, wasn't it, lad? Yeah. Yeah, that's like, what oh, me. I was like, just, where's my battle? But just watching, even if you, you know, you think, I'm not going to give it a chance or anything like that, if you watch the episode, The Battle of the Bastards... That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's the one I tuned in on. I thought yeah. it was sick. I, See, watching that, this was my third Egan time made me watching watch that, that episode. Yeah. The sheer of like letting people in on what it probably was... Ha- right, what it had to be yeah. like. Even historical TV shows have never really I think shown the, what that what would I, be. The programme I thought did it better in a way, was that um, Lost Kingdom. Yeah. When they, had that, pitch, fucking when they had that pitch battle and the thing. Because it's such the smaller the numbers. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really good the way they did it. Where they were just like letting people through the wall and yeah. then murdering them. Yeah. Well, really Vikings, uh, I like Vikings as well. And that... Uh, See, I find that the same as Game of Thrones to me. It's just like... I watched it. Yeah. I swerve a lot of stuff, you know. I Jen like likes that. I yeah. thought it was going to be shit and I yeah. thought, it, it, you know... It had been recommended to me where I was like, oh, no. And then I caught a couple of episodes on Amazon Prime. From there, I was like, so, like, because there were a few actors that really... He's one of the Skarsgård brothers. Yeah. He he plays this guy, Floki. Yeah. And he's kind of got a screw... Floki, our brother of Floor. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a a screw and he just... He plays it really well. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of them sort of programs. That like the Nor- there's Norseman as well, isn't there? That's like I don't see that. yeah, I think it's like a Netflix version or something. Is that and then what's that one? A black black sails, black, black flag, sails, or something? Pirates, yeah, about the pirates. Loads of that kind of stuff. Seems weird that all those but, things are kind of caught on, but I think that's all post Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's due to the success. Yeah, you totally. know, like um, it's weird, isn't it? I suppose. But it's just made me excited for the new season. Oh, I'm that's done soon, isn't it? April last, and this is the last season. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. And um, there's uh, good podcasts that go along with watching it. Like sure. so, you know, you watch the episode, and then there's this podcast company that they do a lot of pop culture reviewing. Sure. It's called Bold Move. I recommend that to anyone who is Bold. a game. Bold, yeah. Like, B-L-L- like B-L-L- slap it. All right. Bold Move, and they do instant take. dead one. So, yeah. They do an instant take on the Sunday, then they do a full one on the Wednesday, Tuesday, I think, and then they do a Thursday, like, spoiler one. Dude, people go in on this shit, don't they? Fucking hell, it's mental. But... You know, those are the ones that are like fully Patreon, like yeah, 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 like fueled and all of that because they they really put like a ton of research into things nah, and putting it. it together. You know, but but yeah, it, it's a it's a good one. So there's my fad. That's good. Disappointingly, but nah, you know, that's good. no, that's good. Baths as well. Yeah, I recommend baths. Game of baths. Um, <laughs> so have you got anything then or what? Yeah, mine mine's been taking the piss out of people watching episode uh, series three, True Detectives. <laughs> Oh, it is so good. Mate, <laughs> everyone was going, oh, I can't wait for the season end. I can't wait for the season end. And I went, right, if you go and watch some Jonathan Creek, a bit of Scooby-Doo, a little bit of The Wire, and then another episode of Jonathan Creek, that's what you're going to get. And then Chris Kelly Chris went, how did you know that? I went, because I do. Because I'm sure it's as shit as the first one.
So yeah, about three weeks ago, we uh, all got together down Temple of Boom, uh, did a Dungeon Punks. Was it Karma affiliated? I don't know. I, I get weirded I think, out with this affiliate. I swear I'm concerned Karma's fucking in the ground. But yeah, like, I think Dave put Dungeon Punks, Core Hammer, Chiller down Temple of Boom. Yeah. Um, about 50, 50 people turned up. Yeah. Free was, entry. Uh, well, isn't Dungeon Punks and Core Hammer the same? Yeah, tree? it's very complicated, it, Daniel. It, it kind of. There's there's separate strands here. There's, yeah. there's separate financial strands. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. there? So, there's certain PayPal accounts attached to different things. Um, no. Is there a rogue element yeah. like that have gone off? Dungeon Punk is the rogue element. That was, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that's a splinter faction. Yeah, yeah so that was about 50 people turned up. Uh, Lecky sorted us out with Temple of Boom free of charge. And, uh, nice. We all sat down. Nate ran a game of D&D for his new module. Uh, Bolly ran a game of, uh, what was it you did? You Year Zero. You Year Zero. Zero. Yeah, I did uh, Shadowrun game. Coliseum Rex, Jamie from Coliseum Rex ran a vampire, oh well, New World of Darkness game based around some kind of crazy... So it was like an episodic uh, episode, yeah, conspiracy. So you, I didn't actually see yeah. what he was doing, but he played outside, didn't he? And yeah, he played outside in the sun, yeah. He had some assorted bods out there. Yeah. Um, but look, I'm kind of annoyed because... Well... Gavin JCB Gav, played it. Yeah, Gavin JCB said so it was amazing. Is it? What we've arranged is that we're going to go up and play the full thing oh, fuck. all the way through. Wait, um, uh, yeah? yeah? Oh, sick. Nice one. His shop isn't a shop. Is it? His shop is a private shop. Okay, see him perk up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private, private shop? shop. You say that. You know what I mean? For a fucking fridge door you got to take an egg into a, a <laughs> petrol station yeah. at 7pm and then uh, say a rhyme. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you directions There is some mad shit like that. I think Javier was telling me a little bit like about some shoe shop you had to go into or you went into some shop and it was like a grocer's at the front Bode, you walk through Bodega. that might be it and yeah. it's, you walk through the fucking fridge or something at the back and you go into yeah, so, so it's essentially like a dirty New York style convenience store and then it's the actual like um, a shoe speakeasy in the back wow kind of have you ever been there I bet yeah. you haven't yeah of course you have yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, is that in New York yeah and then there was a oh, the okay. A-Life Rivington Club was kind of like it looked like a you know, like in trading places where, you know, they go smoke cigars. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Things. Yeah. It kind of looked like that. And then in the back was a, a really nice shoe uh, gallery slash shop. Fucking, people are mental, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. Imagine if you just... It's like a license to print money. Get it? Seriously. Fucking hell. Imagine having a shop inside another shop. Yeah. But you can also just have a Coke if you want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. The Bodega, yeah. like, would so sell, it's just a would working sell all shop. the stuff in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the front. Yeah, that's pretty well, cool. That's to an extent yeah yeah, yeah. imagine just going in everyone else going in and be like oh, I'm excited about these shoes I'll be like fucking look at this they've got, they've got Mr. Pitt yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well they're foot long papyrami things yeah. so we've got a show with that for taking pictures of in 7-Eleven <laughs> doing a panoramic yeah, yeah. Uh, what no, we're talking yeah. about <laughs> Slim Jim yeah. Slim Jim yeah. that's it you need to step else. into a Slim yeah. Jim says mm. Macho Man hey. <laughs> yeah, that's right fucking hell that uh, like, got sold off don't even taking photos of it he did he did. Yeah. He shouted us, us out of that fucking yeah, convenience. Yeah, it was 7-Eleven, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so we, um, good little day, wasn't it? It was sound. I we was, had some Wild uh, on the Streets represent. We did. There was some other stuff going on. Uh, a lot of people played 40K. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Aga was doing, just walking around, wasn't he? Played Spectre. Was he? Yeah, yeah him, Paolo and But he, it's Smart. funny because he looked a lot like Phil Spectre with his yeah, hair yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, as big yeah. as he did. Um, 
So, uh, for Wild in the Streets, were you shown how to play it by Chris and Don? Well, when they yeah. came over, yeah. Was yeah. Don yelling at you the whole time? Yeah. I, Why I, have you not used that card you didn't tell me? Because you, well, you should have used it. <laughs> Don's like a drill instructor that, when yeah, it comes that, to that shit, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, when it comes uh, to that, when it comes to everything. Actually, yeah, he shouts at me a lot in, <laughs> yeah. in text format. Yeah. Um, you know, He's probably I, shouting at the podcast right now while we're talking about this. <laughs> No, um, so yeah, we did that. There's a bunch of different games going on. We just yeah. we didn't do it too, you know, too. No, doubt, yeah, yeah. Like People brought their own Wild and Streets games and um, games ran their games and, and did whatever they did. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so Bordy, you had a Shadowrun thing. Yeah, I did a Shadowrun game with. Um, what is Shadowrun? Shadowrun for those that don't know. So Shadowrun's a cyberpunk game set in 2050 Seattle. Um, like Blade Runner ish? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but, lots yeah. of heroin, lots of coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people getting, there was literally people getting shot in the face with shotguns as well. So <laughs> Amazing. Kind of did fit in. Um, yeah, so it's cool, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit slow on that. I was <laughs> yeah. Cody did it, don't worry. Um, <laughs> so I had Phil, the two Phils from, from where? Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool, okay. Couple of Scouse lads. Okay, excellent. And uh, a lad called Stephen, Stephen Ayres, I didn't know who he was before the game, but he was cool. He put on an accent the whole way through the game. Was it irritating? Or... No, it was sick. No, it, that's great. That's like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, he popped like straight away, like, I went around the table and said, can you all introduce characters? And he, he was playing like a like an ex, um, like, gang of street fighter. Okay. And he did it like Rocky Balboa, like he had a broken nose and oh, shit. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, it was, was so fucking. Kid, was he the kid with the wild hair? Yeah, 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 like and anime hair. And had the bad company t-shirt yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, I think he's. I think he's a South Boy actually. But yeah. yeah I, I commented on his t-shirt. Yeah, I was it was like, cool. Oh, was and cool. then we had um, uh, Andrew, who's um, my Patorian on Instagram. Yeah, he was oh, in it. Andrew. Yeah, oh, he good. was cool. And then who else? Fucking hell, forgetting someone. Oh, Sam Green. Of course. Sam Green too. <laughs> I was going to say something. No, say it. not to break his arm. It's good. Yeah, so I did. I ran for a game. Where their job was to go into um, a yakuza backed club. See now, straight away, if I'd been sat there, I'd been playing boardy bingo with this. I'd be like, right, katanas, yeah, Uzis, yeah, yeah, all that kind of thing. So three samurais. There was two. Like, yeah. There was two. Uh, the two like yakuza henchmen. One was called Warp, and one was called Cub. Nice. Yeah, that's a good touch. <laughs> Very good. And were they into it? Then the people. Yeah, yeah, they loved it. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were yeah, before or not. No, nah, none of them have played Shadowrun before. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Was were... that a snub-nosed doozy? Like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yes, I think it was. And, uh, so that's, you yeah, had cool, man. And yeah, did you get wrapped up it. in time? Yeah, well, the idea was to play the morning it, session, yeah. but we started about half ten, and it got to like one o'clock, so I said, look, it's going to, if you want to carry on playing, or if you've got other stuff to do, that's fine. They went, no, no, let's carry on. See, that's cool. Like they, yeah, so we played. We probably they... played about five, six hours. Oh shit! Yeah, that's so because about one o'clock, I was talking to you and said, "Oh, you nearly done." You went, um, "We did not even." Got it was mental. Then it even started. Connor said. We did this in like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, they just went in and just shot everyone. <laughs> Connor's mates. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, uh, that's that squad. But it, it was good. It was like, they were all like, like invested in it. They all had like, I tried to give them each like a little moment to yeah, use their like little, cinematic moment yeah, their little things. And what I did beforehand was just, I messaged them all on Facebook and said, look, here's the background to the game. I sent them like a little sort of like in character introduction to the game sort sure. of thing what sort of character and they all told me what character so I made all the characters for them so they didn't have to talk about with anything good, like good. that. And just sat down and said, look, just come up with what you think your character looked like, what a little bit about his background, and then say any contacts that you've got, and then just tell the rest of the table, and they all just did that, explain the characters, and they all kind of like interacted with each other. It was really good. No awkwardness. Everyone just got no awkwardness at all. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Because sometimes that's the thing. Isn't it? Yeah, totally. People it's hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one thing playing with your mates or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. Like a dickhead, but you know, 
and sound like a dickhead in front of everyone else. How'd you get on with your module? Me? Yeah. Because uh, you that's the first time you've run it, really, isn't it? Yeah, it, basically, I wasn't going to do one. What, what are you doing? Me knees gone. All right. Um, we played five sides last night we're all uh, fucked he's fucked <laughs> uh, yeah basically I started writing this module because did the uh, In the Name of Suffering module for Dungeon Punks and obviously because he's done that now I have to do one better That's, that tends to be how, how it works <laughs> the way it works is so one right. shit yeah well you know no, in, in a good way though he's come yeah. you know Fager can fire it together evolution yeah. Fager can fire it together anyone can yeah exactly so um, I thought alright I'll have a go at this and I, I took um, a, a scenario that we played with a regular campaign with Bordy and that like last year two years ago whatever it was and I thought right that looks work well as a standalone yeah. you know it's it, you know, it's like a dynamic action movie kind of thing you know so I thought I'd give that a try run it for some 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 squares so um, we threw it out and I had like five people or whatever who wanted to join in uh, Sav Lewis Dominique Craig and there was one other young man who like name escaped me Mark Martin sorry dude I remember your your character's name but Blue Card John yeah Blue Card John yeah you know him <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, and I did much the same for them. I gave them a little bit of a heads up of the kind of um, background that I like to run, you know, what the world is, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and I had them come up with their own characters beforehand. I just told them, like... So what characters did you have there? I mean, no mind-blowing ones. Half-Elf, Ranger, uh, Rogue, should I say. Uh, what was There was a, a half-orc in there as well. Like, the characters themselves were... No one was sort of blowing my brains with that, but they had some pretty cool... Uh, ideas. And I basically, I set it up differently to how I ran it with you. And I ran it like a, basically it's a cult that needs this drug basically for their rituals and they need a, an abundance of it. There's only one other dealer in the area. Can you go and like fucking knock out a dealer, get the means of production and bring it back to us so that we can kind of, you know, the long and the short of it is the cult's looking to get powerful. So yeah. they want more of this particular drug in order to get their, like, summon their fucking god or whatever it is. We didn't get quite that far. Um, but it went pretty well, and I, like they, they they bought into it, and I set up the drug buy. They went in, and then once they you got a lot of knowledge of drug buys. Yeah, I do as it goes. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> but anyway, I set it up, and uh, the, the drug dealers were in fact sheer neck soldiers. Okay, right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Like, when they when they, they fought them or whatever, and they could see the uniforms of the then the customary uh, opening the can right next to the right mic. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. A key point. It's kind of how we do. <laughs> Um, sorry to derail you. That's fine, mate. I normally can do it on my own, do you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, we did that. They they busted the the, uh, the drug dealers, discovered that they were like corrupt cops, if you like, and then followed the paper trail back to this keep uh, where I ran the same scenario. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. To, to similar results. Actually, the way they, they discovered where the keep was was pretty cool because like they fought like the, 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 the corrupt cops, the Templars, if you like. Yeah, yeah. And then... I thought they were just going to kill them. And the only the only tip I'd given them that these guys were actually corrupt was that there was like military-grade arrows fired into okay. the melee. So oh, like, yeah, oh. yeah. they were like, oh. And Sav thought it was a drug bust. He thought, oh, we've been rumbled. He didn't realise it was up to them. Well, too. Yeah. And the way they got it was like they, they cooked they cooked one of the Templars in his own armour. Like it, they superheated the metal wow. and like fucking tortured him. And I was like saying, where is it? Where's, you know, where's the means of production? And, all this? and he, he wouldn't have any of it because he said it was, it was better to die here than go back and yeah. he betrayed him or whatever. So it, it kind of ramped up the you know, what kind of badasses they were dealing with, if you like. Anyway, they made it back to the keep and it ran somewhat similarly to how it did with you, you know, prison riot and so on. Uh, but it got really bleak when it just, I put like, um, basically, 
long story short, the uh, actually, you know what? I shouldn't even say anything no, because no, I'm, no, I'm no, doing no, a no, fucking yeah, module. Yeah, right, yeah sorry, uh, forget I said anything. <laughs> it <laughs> went well. Yeah, it went really well. <laughs> you should buy this when it comes Sam out. Was, yeah. Sam was bummed out when he came over to my table and he had to shoot off, and he went, I can't believe what's just happened. Really? Yeah, we just had like a quick exchange. I didn't really get to see him all day, and he said, oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he was bleaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Sick. This I mean, is always what you want, isn't it? This is what I, the way I always run my games is if people don't come away with post-traumatic stress yeah. disorder, then I have failed fucking miserably. Well, that's what, that's what I used in my game was, so they had this mission to rescue, get this package from this thing. So sure. they get into the inner workings of the the, tri- the Yakuza bit. Yeah. And um, one of the fills was a, a shaman. Okay. And he said, like, all right, I want to ascend something. And I went, all right, you get this, like, this burst of, like, despair from this corner and it's like a boy f- walked in it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh right okay and then I'd also said to him when they were in the club oh, you see the Yakuza guys walking around and they're, they're with all of them all with women with girls okay and instead of probably girls not women Ah. And, and Phil Miller pops up and says, well, so what do you mean? I said, you know, making an making intelligence check yeah. and I said, yeah, she looks like she's about 14. Wow. So straight away he's like, all right. Because I know, I know their yeah. sort of political leanings, if you like, or whatever. Yeah. So they basically found this like underage, like sex dungeon oh. thing inside the thing. Brutal. And they just fucking flipped out. Nice. And they just started fucking gunning people down. That's why this is the thing. It's what I'm going to tell you about. It's why it's good to know like what kind of people you did. Yeah, so yeah. Like, like, it's like I told you before. I always find the things that people are sensitive about yeah. and then kind of put it. I mean, in most people are sensitive about that. Yeah. I mean, unless, so, you're, unless you're playing, of course, with a paedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, which is something I try and avoid. But you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So there's underage girls, and yeah. 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 The other thing I did as well was, without telling anyone, uh, so I did all of them's character sheets. And between Phil's two sheets of his character sheet, he opened up and it was like a message to Phil, your character has been implanted with a cortex bomb. What does that mean? So it's basically a bomb that's inside his head. Bomb in his head? Yeah. And uh, you're being bribed by a member of the Yakuza to turn over details of your missions and stuff. Oh, shit. Until you pay 50,000 new yen, and then they'll give you the disarm code. The name of the Yakuza guy is Takeshi, and he was the leader of the... uh, Sorry, he's... um, that's is 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 the Takeshi clan, and then when they found out what the mission was against, Takeshi nice. was like, but he didn't tell anybody else all Played the way through. Nice. Yeah, and it's kind of added an extra element in where he was kind of working on his own because he's got his own agenda. Exactly, That's good yeah. man. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. That's what we call um, layered storytelling. So yeah, good success then. I would say. What about you, Mister? both. Give us both barrels, mate. Because um, I'm going to be honest, you looked a little bit bummed out. Yeah, I was. And you know, with me anyway, I'm very self-critical about stuff that I do, whether it's kind of like playing as a game or running a game. I'm quite often self-critical. If I don't think I've done it as good as I could have done, I get really bummed out. This is why you need to get become arrogant. Like me and Bordy. <laughs> yeah. Because me and Bordy are so like, yeah, I was fucking great. The players are idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they might have watched one of it and they're all going, that was fucking shit, wasn't it, boys? Uh, you just didn't get it. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was really self-critical about how it how it went down. Really, I didn't think it I'd run it as well as I could have done. Now I had four players on uh, my table, and what I think it's mainly come down to is it was kind of like dominated by one player over the other, and a player who wanted to pretty much fight everything, right, uh, and. It kind of like led the campaign into a certain direction, which necessarily wasn't meant Mutant to go. Mutant Year Zero is not really about and that's it. that I, kind of thing, fighting is more to it, isn't it? Yeah, Mutant Year Zero is kind of like, in some ways, a proper role-playing game in that you 
it's not about kind of like fighting all the time. It's about kind of like the interactions sure. and, the, and the other stuff. And I think going down the route that we went, I think a lot of people didn't really get the full experience right. of what that game's about. Mm. And it also meant that I had to improvise a few things, really. But there was like towards the end, it can it can look like gun that a particular character was trying to rile up this kind of vat which they knew was contained what the zone girls had called the deep one or something okay. like that and it was basically a creature that because they didn't have the right kind of like mutations or right kind of didn't have a lot of mutation points they were probably never meant to destroy and it, it kind of like riled it up so that i'd got to a point where paint themselves into a corner pretty much and like one of them said, well, if this is sort of like a water processing plant, surely there's going to be some chemicals. I haven't thought about it, but I thought, yeah, that sounds fair enough, and it gives them a, a means to kind of like try and defeat this sure. thing. But what it went is that went through kind of like rounds and rounds of... Because th this particular creature, basically, every damage it, it takes from um, characters, it then gets and doubles their own strength, right. essentially. So we just went through rounds and rounds oh. of combat of just throwing these chemicals, just hoping they burnt to death, and it was never meant to be nah, that. So, yeah, yeah. so it went into a direction that I wasn't in, entirely happy with, sure. and it was probably never meant to go down that way. It was meant to be a whole like kind of like lot more conflict with kind of like NPCs, a lot more conflict with the kind of like people on the island in charge of the pure personal pure shit, and like people, yeah. yeah. It. And it it never actually wound up being that way at all really so that's i think one of the things that i was bummed out about but everyone said they enjoyed it but then again people probably yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not gonna say no that was shit mate from doing that do you think you've learned a lesson of how you do it differently next time like trying to give people you know like you're yeah, saying just, one person's trying yeah, yeah just play with you lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> play with mates and the, yeah, <laughs> the way it goes yeah you said one person was kind of leading the mm. the flow of the game I mean but, there, there is a few things as well which I kind of like still have not got used to really but with regards to NPCs, I always kind of like end up neglecting some NPCs. It's easily you know, done, man. You, know, you, you, know, you, know, you have too many, you're just like, oh, they... Can't you, as the game master, or what, what the term yeah. would be, can't you, like, when someone's leading this revolution to go do this, just, like, either Stop brick it. wall it, like... Yeah. Oh, when you get there, there's actually nothing there, and there's a something. I mean, you know, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's one of the things sometimes, though, isn't it? But you know, sometimes you know we've all probably done it, but you've had an adventure planned in a particular way, yeah. and then it goes it doesn't goes go it, it go, doesn't go entirely the way that you're meant to. And a lot of times, but that can be up, interesting. Like, yeah, 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 that's what it is. That's yeah. where that's where you Quite get. Often, yeah, yeah, that's where you get the good stuff. That's kind of the good stuff when it goes off grid. I think the thing is because the way that it ended up on sort of like this, this was sort of like an uh, adventure from um, the book itself, really. Right, okay, so, so it's largely something which I took from the book and just added a few things here and there. So they're on like an island anyway, so there wasn't really a whole lot of. Other, other stuff it wasn't like do. an open sandbox where they could yeah. go doing stuff in. They were pretty much confined with regards to where they were anyway. And, you know, I I just end up, I think, painting myself into a bit of a corner with regards to it and end up, you know, having myself... I mean, I thought it was brave of you to do it as not an insult, as an inexperienced uh, GM. Yeah, absolutely. To volunteer to do it and say, so look, I'll, up, I'll, I'll put my time into this and people can play it. 
Especially like as well, playmate, to be honest. It's great with people you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, it's not easy. sitting here doing it with your mates. Yeah. That's like when the thing with me as well, but I'm all... I just like arguing with mates. I'm, I'm, I'm 45 years old. You don't need any new mates, do you? Yeah, Yeah, but the good thing is it, it, it hones your... Like, it's just great practice. Yeah, it's totally. training. Yeah. Because now you can take what you learn from, you know, people that you're not as comfortable with to be able to do this again and again, you know, yeah. and get better at You, you learn. Every, every time stories. you do something, you learn something. Because the other thing is, as well, that, you know, we have still been playing our own little campaign. So, like, about a week before, we'd actually done another one um, prior to that as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Which, were, you know, which was a really fun session. Yeah, like, yeah. Which kind of like... Um, essentially like a jailbreak, jailbreak yeah. and that kind of like was such good fun it worked yeah. really well but also as well because i think it's mutant in some ways for a one-off kind of set session isn't that it's tricky it, 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 yeah it's quite tricky because you're never really going to get to a point where you build up your mutation points yeah. or, or the buy-in of the players for the the, the character and the everything. character and the and the community as well. I think people did... The thing that people did like is that the mechanics are really easy. Yeah, sure. Everyone yeah, can yeah. understand it. You just have to roll, can... roll these. Every, everything over a five is a success, isn't it? So that's all right, isn't it? I mean, that... Yeah. Oh, is it really six? On, it, it's just yeah, a six, just, isn't it? Six, every time you get a six, that means you've done, got a success. Oh, OK, fair enough. Yeah. So I think people did like that. It's just kind of... I don't think they got the full experience, experience really. There's also a, a few things which I've kind of like done during that which um like some of the npc characters which are played which we never sort of like normally do so chroniclers which we haven't got in our game at all yeah they're so fucking good they've right. got this because every character class has one particular skill which no other character class has and yeah. some of them aren't like the fixer that you have yours doesn't really work that well really does it no um the chroniclers have this thing called inspire so basically, if anyone's trying to do something, they can kind of like add their skill to, to they can roll dice for them as well, ah, okay. really. And so I was kind of like using that and kind of like when people were trying fighting and trying to fight stuff, I was kind of like just going behind them, going in for the throw. Oh, and stuff like a motivational yeah. speaker, yeah. yeah. Hype and, man, that, and that was pretty, that was worked Hype really well. Like flavor flight, yeah, exactly. It was a flavor flight or bez, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And there's just freaky dancing. And the slave one. works pretty well with their specialist skill as well, which um can't even think what it's called, but it basically just soaks up damage and that's pretty right. cool. So it was kind of good to explore different character classes which we you have so far in And you'll be able to game. use next time. Yeah. And the other thing as well that on the game that we've been running is that because you had a bunch of uh, mutation points for stuff. We got to see how um, that works with kind of like using like six mutation points yeah, at a time, yeah. where you were just projecting all kinds of kind of like manifestations on people and stuff. What's your mutation? Is it physical mutation or is it like X Men? It can be, it can, it can be, be both. Sorts, yeah. So you can have some. So you're going to go over like a 10 foot dick? Yeah. Uh, like only ones which we've got. Yeah. Jack's, Jack's got one which is human plants, so it can like, you know, has like a sort of like. Bark-like skin. Oh, you can like use tree kind of like, yeah, 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 you can use okay. sort of like spiny fawns and stuff. Yours is mind terror, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, You're a mind freak. Connor's yeah, is. Uh, <laughs> Connor's, I think, is tracking, is it? Yeah. yeah. 
I love it. It's arranged for him, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Gav's Gav's kind of like flames and stuff. Yeah, he's got like a flamer. Flame on! He's got yeah. Gav's a flamer. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a shirt with fire on it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a wow. bowling shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's flames. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good day, all over, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. Because well, we absolutely flew through ours. It was done in like. Probably oh, you ended up playing Escape the Dark Castle, so didn't you? Up playing Which is fun as fuck, isn't it? Yeah, I love that game. That, yeah. It's a chill game. Yeah, it's that. It's great, um, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying about your players and stuff. There, I think I was all right with the people I had. Um, Me too. Brilliant. One, I think it was a like you say, combat can be really fucking draining. I'm really trying with D and D to fucking circumnavigate that yeah. combat. It's, it's hard, man. I, you know what I mean? It's a swamp, isn't it? Yeah. So every time I've run this little thing, I'm trying to refine it a bit more. And to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't too heavy in that respect. They they did pretty okay, and I scaled down the baddies so it wasn't too. I think you're better with less baddies, but maybe more tougher. Yeah, not necessarily tougher, but better at being baddies. Yeah, no, I quite and, agree. and less less of them. Less henchmen is what I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's the fucking, key to it. It's draining, but um, yeah, like I said, for the most part, I was pretty happy with that. And going on to what you were saying there, because I've run it with you lot, and I've run it with the, the, those guys the other day, and. To be fair, like I knew three of the people there, like you know, yeah, yeah. kids or whatever, but um, I never gained them before. Um, so I felt comfortable with them. But what I've done, because I'm trying to publish this this one, you know, I want to do a good job of it. I thought, right, I play with my mates. They can be very forgiving. You know what I mean? They'll just play for any flaws or whatever. Well, they'll give you good feedback. So. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. For the most, they say this works that dumb. Well, they like, this is shit. Yeah. But <laughs> to be fair, they're never like that. You know what I mean? No, they don't no. say something like a lot of bum. But... Um, but what they will do is be, be very passable when I fuck up a rule thing or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're like, we'll gloss over that because I'm, I'm not the best rules guy. Yeah. Um, so what I'm doing to make it good, I thought, right, I'm going to have to take myself out of my comfort zone for this. So next week, I arranged to go and play this with a load of squares, like a load of people I don't know. Like I went on this uh, group, like a uh, Leeds role-playing group or whatever, where they meet at different venues, not just the comic book store, but they like play upstairs and like a pack or some places yeah, like yeah, that, you know what right. I mean? And they have a shit ton of different stuff going on. It'd be like someone doing a paranoia game, right, okay. uh, loads of different bits and pieces. So I just hit the geezer up and I was like, yo, how, how do I go about doing this? I told him what I wanted to do. He said, I'll make you an organiser on a, have a meetup page, is this thing, um, and just see if anyone wants to play it. So I, I threw the information up, said, look, I'm playtesting this thing, I need to come down for my paces as a DM and also you know provide me with feedback if it sucks fucking I'm sub, you know I've got fairly thick skin just tell me but the only way you're going to get to the minutiae of these things is to play with yeah, fucking so, nerds do you know yeah, what I mean people are used to I breaking think, games I think that's the thing that I think that's pretty much specific to D&D yeah, maybe absolutely. another couple of, because, maybe oh, as well. yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of games which A no one on uh, my table table have played Mutant before, so they they don't yeah. know whether what whether you're running it right or not, and it's kind of like a lot of games. A lot of people don't really care, yeah. but D and D people are so invested. Yeah, in absolutely. That. But if you get kind of like, oh, that spell doesn't work like that. There's some people who absolutely fucking yeah. tell you. And that's what I want, just for the sake of this, for getting it right. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, I've, I've, are you going to make some feedback? You should make some feedback forms. Yeah, no, I've got that lined up actually. Feeling. Feedback yeah. forms. Um, I, and I'll be honest with you, I, I thought no, when I put up what the setting was like, and you know, you all have played my, no, you guys have played my games. Well, they're not fucking. But then it's not pointy hat, high magic shit. Yeah, it's, it's some lo-fi, mud and miserable. Yeah, yes. it's fucking hard going. So I put it up, and people got like fucking. I had like fifteen people get in touch. Really? Yeah, we want to play. So How many times are you gonna run it? I'm gonna run it twice there, and then uh, I'm gonna run it at the comic store. With some the dudes I used to play D and D okay. with before I play with you guys because yeah, yeah. they were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a hand. They're right. good guys, you know. 
So, yeah, I'll be uh, putting myself out there a little bit and uh, I'm sure it'll make for an interesting story because, you know, I can be sensitive sometimes. Well, <laughs> you you should know. play with absolute diehards, yeah. which you're going to, but you should also see if there's like a novices thing to yeah. see how easy it would be to crack. Yeah. Well, I put, it out, I put it out on the thing. I said, look, I just want randos. Experienced players, great. If not, also great. So a guy hit me up and said, I've never really played before, but I really want to get it down. So I was like, yeah, just come along. The best way you can play in these games is to be with people and follow their example the or yeah. show you the way, you know. So I'm kind of psyched for it and people give me some good feedback. I used a big picture like from Excalibur because like, you need like a header image or whatever. Yeah, and I was just yeah, like, yeah. so I got like a fucking key off of just standing in someone's guts. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> I thought that was cool. So next time, hopefully, I'll have a, a story to tell. The best story! My adventures with these people, yeah. I said these people, when I've played before with other people, it's, it makes me realise how fucking volatile, <laughs> volatile I am a lot of the time. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be a that'll You'll be, be on time. your best behaviour. I will. This is for a, a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll win a good shirt. And yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, overall, cheers for, to Lecky again for organising because yeah, he had a bit of a couple yeah, of personal time, issues that day. Yeah, yeah, so I really appreciate him opening up Temple Boone for us. And, and cheers for coming down on that. Yeah, I, people I came, it was amazing. People yeah. drive down from all over for that yeah. shit. I couldn't even stick around because I, I was working the night before, so I was literally running that that uh, module on to two hours sleep. I was absolutely fucked, so I, I, I pieced like, straight afterwards. But, mm. you know, I know everyone else went out and got a bite and hung out and stuff. So From room back on farm. Is it? Yeah, that's what I like to hear. That's what he said. It was, it was, yeah, it was good one. Yeah, yeah, good do. Let's do another one, innit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Perhaps when we press on this one gets ready for publication, we could do something. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, so I'm looking at July, maybe. Yeah. The only man a whole way for is the sky blue belly kid in '83. Rock Taylor's. My memorex perform tape decks. My own phone sex. Watch out for Haiti bitches. I heard they throw heads. Yo, who whole platoon is filled with raccoons? Corner sitting wine, niggas sipping apple bone. This ain't a white cartoon. Cause I be ducking crazy space. The kid hold white shit like blacks rock ashy legs. Why is the sky blue? Why is water wet? Why did Judas rat the Romans while Jesus slept? Stand up, you're out of luck like two dogs stuck. Iron Man be sipping rum out of Stanley Cups. Unflammable, Noriega, aiming nozzles. Stay windy in Chicago, spine tingle, mind boggles. Kangos and rainbow colors, promoters try to hold dough. Give me mine before Poe, wrap you up in so-and-so. I ran the dark ages, Constantine the Great, Henry the Eighth. Built with Genghis Kong and Red Suede while he dawned. I judge wisely, as if nothing ever surprised me. Lounging between two pillars of ivory, I'm lively. My dome piece is like building stones in Greece. My poems are deep from ancient thrones I speak. I'm overwhelmed as my mind roams the realm. My eyes the visions, memory is the film. Others act subtile, but they fragile above clouds. They act wild and couldn't budge a crowd. No matter how loud they get, throw they growl and spit. Clutch they anyway, I've got a question for Mr. Sun. Yes. Uh, we have a mutual friend. Your very old friend, Rob Moran. Yeah. My Nathan and Bolish friend also. Yes, Rob. Yes. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to tell us anything about his uh, his days of the uh, live role-playing vampire scene in San Diego? Well, Rob is the person who actually exposed me to role-playing. He exposed himself to. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, but Rob, Chris Cola... Uh, Chris has been on the podcast. Don. Don has um, been on the podcast. We've got a friend, Ben. Uh, ben Nahum hasn't yeah. been on a podcast. No. Made me a nice cup of coffee, though. Yeah. I had a nice time, thanks. Yeah. And uh, a few others in that older SD Edge community have uh, played. But so the, we used to go down to play Warhammer 40k. Sure. And I, I was uh, 
Nurgle Space Marines like nice. had a ton of Nurgle stuff. <laughs> Sounds so Nurgle. <laughs> yeah, but loved it. And there was this one time where we were playing and I was playing against Rob and he had his tanks, his Space Marine tanks because he was playing Chaos, I think. Uh, Chaos Space Marines. Yeah, sure. sure. It was or yeah. something. It was, was like Nurgle versus yeah. whatever. And we're going... And he's moving his tanks, and then when it was time to unload the troops within to like to attack me, yeah. he, he moved his tank across the field, and then you know the seven spaces he was allowed to move it, and then went. <laughs> <laughs> and he turned it around, and and as the the lowering thing made this sound effect, where I just looked at him like. What the fuck? Oh and he realized what he what did. He's doing? like, oh. and I was like, ah. <laughs> to give you that, to give some context, Rob's a fucking Rob's a a, a very uh, he's a cool customer. Yeah, isn't he's he? a very, and he will rile cool. yeah. everyone up. <laughs> he will find something about you that's funny and destroy you about it. So to see something like that, it's a chink, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. straight in there. So that's yeah, so perfect. <laughs> Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, when when I first started hanging out with Rob, uh, he was a member of the uh, San Diego Vampire the Masquerade Guild. This is what I want to hear about, the fucking Hello. guild, dude. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Now, <laughs> most of it was sh- not shielded from me, but most of it I was not knowledgeable to. Sure. Rob definitely had fangs. Amazing. Oh. You said to me the other day you think he played Unbroken shows with the men as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. With fangs in. Oh, my God. Uh, that's mate. amazing. In I my mind, yeah. You know I, I don't care whether you're. I don't care if it's true or not. It's true now. Yeah. It's become law. Yeah. Absolute law on a podcast. But oh he God. definitely had fangs. He had his uh, Davanian yeah, yeah. Like, you know, streak. Davanian is one of Rob's idols. Sure. Like the damned. Amazing. But um, I remember one time we all went into Rudford's. Uh, What's that? Which is like a Denny's type okay. spot. But we were in there and all of these swooshing trench coats and stuff come in after us and I'm like and it's Rob Rob's wife at the time Diana myself I think Don was there we were sat down uh, after a show and these come in and, and Rob's like looks over he's like oh, I've got I've got to go say hello <laughs> and <laughs> it was to say hi to all the vampires amazing what a man but, do you know what I mean just drifting between worlds I imagine you know if they would have had like uh, what's it you know them e-cigs or whatever then oh, they could have like Go smoking first and I'll walk in. Mistfall. But Vampire the Masquerade was like cosplay before cosplay. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, but role play and cos where role yeah. play and cosplay collide. Exactly. In a weird way. It, was, it was live action. That's yeah. 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 man, and it's uh, yeah. because there's been a but in a very mysterious, and it was all the goths. Oh yeah, you know, it, dude. When I was re- I was watching a documentary about this, they, they've done a documentary about White Wolf, which is a company that made you know did all that originally yeah and there's a really big it's, it's fascinating even if you're i mean i've never played vampire or it's a little bit kind of you know it's a little bit too much a step in the dark it's a little me, too treading the ball yeah exactly that's a little, know, bit like too a little theater <laughs> a little bit thesp you know what i'm saying yeah. but um i watched the documentary i found it absolutely fascinating particularly that side of things that you're like people get fucked people get fucking into like we you know we're, we're sitting around playing D or whatever it might be and for the three hours of playing, we get sucked into it. Then we were all just like up and up and down and 
on yeah. like a set of dickheads. Bordy has this very noble voice that he puts on from time to time. <laughs> but, um, you know, we crack on. But the fucking investment for, like, vampire, like the politics and all the things that go with it, like yeah. the whole social tiering and... The, you know tribalism and whatnot. There's a lot section. Yeah, well, it yeah. requires everyone to buy in yeah, wholeheartedly exactly. to make it work. Because if you're going to laugh about it, then yeah, it you can't do it. It doesn't work, does it? The, yeah. the, the, everyone's um, ruined. It's ruined. Yeah, the house of cards just tumbles. You're killing the buzz. That's so like, they've got this. You know, this footage of these like kind of. I guess I, I mean I don't quite know what they're doing, but it looks like a meet in a big mansion or a kind of you know like a like, like a, a club. It's a very social scene. Yeah, too, and they're all right? just they all just seem to be walking around like being like treacherous I don't know what they're doing like scheming and shit like I was, I was waiting so I'm gonna fucking whip out a steak it's gonna be a fight what's going on you know yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that would be me I'd be always <laughs> a fucking walking around the somersault yeah. yeah yeah coming <laughs> on the motorbike <laughs> <laughs> so if I do a somersault here yeah, 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 this side, yeah. that's cool right um no it's, it just seems weird but when I was watching I would it, love to talk to him more about yeah. it because I haven't really peeled back oh. the I would love to to get. That. You should get him on. Dude, to talk one day, about. one day. We will have it. It's, it's been on my mind for ages because like, Rob's a fucking cool guy. Yeah. He's a funny dude. He will. He's so funny. He know. will be laughing that that everyone wants to know about <laughs> yeah, it. Like yeah. on a on a like yeah yeah we we can joke about it and it is funny to think about Rob doing it and and but but also but like, it's cool too yeah the, the thing is is like the fact like I'm gonna I'll admit to something I've got a bit of a fucking man crush on Rob Moran yeah same uh, yeah in it do you know what yeah. I mean? when I got Life Love Regret I opened up his page I was like if you if I think it's, it must be the original press because it got to come with a little book that like that they each member had a page yeah. and like Rob's in there and he's got like like the twenties he's like got that. all sorts of I think he's yeah. in, he's wearing like a, he's wearing a vampire vampire, vampire, vampire or a sandwich yeah, or something like that Nosferatu shit yeah some shit like that he's got like a some misfits Elvis records Elvis records yeah a bit, a bit, like, maybe Benny Buddy King Holly. Like, yeah all this stuff and I remember looking at him going and but then there's an X watch and then there's all yeah, the little yeah. kind of the nuances like she's an interesting guy. Fuck is this guy's deal? You know what I mean? He's Mexican. Yeah. Whatever's a white boy's in this band. What's going on? He just strikes me as such an interesting human being. I'm Someone a, posted a video on the on one of them nineties Facebook groups the sure. other day, and it was an old yeah uh, unbroken video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was no, watching, I saw it. I thought, how fucking cool is Ron Moran? Got a white base. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. around. He's just like yeah. yeah he's man. got he's either got suede or a Porsche on. And just he's like one of those so people. Cool. Who's like, and I get this from a lot of San Diego people. I mean, they just seem to be like they got a they're different. So like, you got other. I mean, I've been to a lot of scenes, East Coast things, and things like that. And you, it's equal parts knuckleheads, middle class white kids, and kind of you know, scally kind of kids. Do you know what I mean? That's the mix. San Diego, they all just seem to be like some switched onto some niche shit. You know, there's no bullshit macho attitudes of anyone. Everyone's just kind of like quite accepting. I think. I mean, I, yeah. this is a very small portion of people I've met, but everyone, all of them, just seem to be like punk kids more than. More than straight edge kids. Do you know what I mean? Without a doubt, the, even just the band I did with Rob. Yeah. Two things we decided on when we were forming over my dead body, like yeah. this, we're gonna do this new band. The two like tenants we said that it has to be, it's gotta be a straight edge band, and punk has to run through the blood yeah. of the hardcore band. Good. Because we were so sick of like hardcore kids and hardcore bands not even acknowledging punk, punk sure. yeah, but yeah. in San Diego the punk and the hardcore scene for the most part same has, difference isn't it? has been the same like not not necessarily like the pop punk sure. stuff but 
even a lot of, you know, I liked pop punk. Like, everyone has had their But, like, when we would go to, say, Showcase Corona or something, if there were punk kids there, they're being, like, almost, like, disrespected by the hardcore kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You it's know, like, you, oh, you see that what are you of... doing here, you fucking idiots? Yeah, like, exactly. kind of thing. Whereas in San Diego, it's like, if you look at all, any old pictures of Oh My Dead Body playing, there's, like, the kids from the Drats who were all cross, crusty, yeah. like, cross punks with leather jackets and stuff, up front singing along every word, yeah. you know? And it That's was, fucking cool. It was exactly the same. So, you know, it to us, it, it meant a huge deal. So... It, it, when you look at like 31G and things like that mm. as well in San Diego like it's all I mean there's been snobby attitudes sometimes with that yeah. you know Justin Pearson who ran 31G has always had like a bit of a chip on his shoulder because he's so disgust out there like people have so many opinions of him that he's probably a little bit more guarded yeah you know? of course that's fair enough so because um, I'd, I'd say that level that label's seen as a bit of a or was seen as a bit of a pretentious label as well by people probably outside San Diego. That's certainly how it came across. Yeah, we me. were like a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Without really, you know, knowing it, but yeah, because I'd say because the people here who were into that kind of stuff didn't respect my and Nate's exactly view it's of what Al- and Bolly's view of hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. they thought we were like fucking meatheads or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't know anything about yeah. us. There's well, only people exactly. like you know. There's only certain elements of that people oh. like Nick Royals who give you any respect. I'll say this as well. Fucking for years. This sounds horrible. I don't mean it sounds horrible to the members of Unbroken because I love that band. But at the time when I, when I first got uh, Ritual or one of the seventies, where it was, I liked it. I thought it was cool because I was like, it's. I guess they just they were questioning shit on the back of the record. It's never my style, but I liked it because they were clearly doing their own thing. Yeah. But for a long time, I was in like Unbroken denial. I would like I wouldn't like go about about wear a shirt or anything like that purely because a lot of the people who liked it in this country were fucking dicks. Like mm. it just seemed to be like. They were snobby with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, we like unbroken. We don't possibly like Stripe. And I was just like, it's all fucking whatever to me. Do you know what I mean? It's cool. It's just fucking straight edge hardcore. But, um, well, but but that's the that's the almost uh, what we talked about earlier, like the telephone yeah. aspect yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're reading into a picture thinking, oh, this makes me stand apart where members of Unbroken probably felt the same way. Yeah, like yeah. some members probably felt that, yeah, we're not the same as Strive. Sure. And other members of Unbroken felt we are the same as Strive. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, but it's whatever you interpreted it as. Absolutely. But like the 3-1-G thing, just think about that one person, Justin Pearson, dressed a certain way. Totally. Toured Europe and, and the, the, that whole the thing. world yeah. <laughs> dressed that, not the world. Everybody, but, everybody's pants got three inches shorter, didn't they? That yeah. were in, yeah, <laughs> that were into tight, that. Yeah. The, belt, the belts went white, yeah. the hair became Spock-esque. You know. It was that band that we that we put on in Star and Garten, they all had the Spock hair and that. They were from San Diego, weren't they? I can't remember who it was. They all had proper Spock hair. They all looked like Lego men, didn't they, remember? <laughs> I played the Bill men, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was. I, I, thought it was I thought it was the Locust, but... Locust, no, Crimson Curse. I mean, we, we, uh, we saw Swing Kids, didn't we? Yeah, that's Swing it. Swing Kids is what We put that on, though, didn't we? No, I don't did think Trog, we did. Did Trog put it on? Did Swing Kids play over it? I yeah, 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 yeah. So sick. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They're a band that I kind of, like, I enjoy now. Do you know what I mean? I, I, time, that's the thing. At the yeah. time, I would not entertain that no, shit. I was like, fuck that. Because the people well, who liked it were so disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. But, say, I mean, even in San Diego, where I would go to Swing Kids shows, but I would feel an outsider, sure. even though I knew most of the people there. And yeah, my totally. friend Alicia was doing 3-1-G with Justin. 
Interesting. You know, um, it's weird. San Diego has a massive kind of impact, doesn't it? Like on, you know, I, I was I was explaining to someone the other day. I do me and uh, my friend Pete is jamming on some songs or whatever at the moment, and he's he's a huge like San Diego enthusiast. Like you know, Chris and Robin all those. Yeah. Um, Crimson Curse, things like that. His band, but I, the, the the kid who's playing drums. I was explaining to him that Gehenna used to be considered a San Diego band. I was like, yeah, listen totally. to that. Like, it's great. It sounds the early songs sound kind of similar to Unbroken. And I think it's because at one point they, were, they shared a member uh, early on, I think. Yeah, Steve. Steve, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I want night... to say, did they record the demo in the same session or something as Unbroken? The mix sounds. Well, I read something about that. Uh, no, but ago. they recorded yeah. it double time. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah, I guess it had that sound. But Don was my gateway into going into a lot more hardcore shows okay. from pop punk, punk and punk. okay yeah because your your first band was pop time wasn't it was that a punk? no 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 my was... first band was swindle which oh, was swindle. Oh, swindle. Yeah, yeah yeah sorry yeah, yeah that was before and that, then when right? i went away to the navy they carried on without me and when i came back we did uh palpatine together yeah. which was very san diego filtered through Metallic hardcore in a right. weird you way, but it's very I've, punk at the same I've time. I've never heard Palpatine. I've seen, like, you know, Chad Stroop, he, he throws up so many fucking old flyers and things like yeah, that. Yeah, man. I fucking and love that. Yeah, 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 he's fucking great. It's, yeah. That's my, of all my bands, Palpatine is his favourite band. Really? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I actually saw him say something about that because I, I don't follow social media too much. When I turn on Facebook, I dip in, I always have a quick look and see what he's been putting up. Yeah. And um, I love it. I, I love Chad's uh, stream. It's fucking great. It's, it's really mm. interesting because it's a. It, he must have gone to a million shows. So that's the only fucking yeah. thing I could imagine. Or he also just gathered yeah, ephemera, yeah. which most was... people wouldn't think to do at the time. He did I'm so glad he did. Um, he did a scene break... with Artie, Breaking Free. Breaking Free, that was yeah. it, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember reading that. Um, what, that with Ralph Brothers? Yeah, Ralph oh, right, Brothers. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking mental. Like he, yeah. I, I... Before I knew them, I'd bought the Breaking Free, because I, I had a couple of issues, and I bought the Breaking Free t-shirt that they had it off the record the local record wow. store so which had pictures of my first sick of it all show wow. on the shirt oh, right. so it was like all of these worlds colliding but, but don was taking me to shows you know whatnot and i think it was the second time ever i went to the j cafe was gehenna was playing this noise fest okay uh where death metal dave who was the was the drummer in the Locust at the time, was the one putting it on at the Che Cafe. And him and Mike Cheese got in some kind of <laughs> argument. So or, this is what I'm driving at. <laughs> I think, basically, they wanted Gehenna to play at a certain time, and, and Cheese, Cheese was, was like... Cheese was no. having it. <laughs> so, ended up, Cheese slapped him around. <laughs> and <laughs> and oh. ripped his carnivore shirt and he oh. just was out like doing this almost like politician speech my carnivore shirt was ripped and i have uh, received <laughs> physical violence and and i was just sat there like this is so weird so gehenna play and they f fucking rule yeah um it's when rich was on bass sure. steve miller on drums justin on guitar and mike singing and then uh 100%. we go to this taco shop afterwards yeah, I mean, 80, 83%. 83% is my shit. I'll get along yeah, with that. Draw back the, the hammer, hammer that writes my name in hell straight. straight in. Just, I, I win, win again. again. Yes. <laughs> Such a great song. Well, I was loving this lyric. I fucking love I remember yeah. getting that demo and being like, what the fuck? This is the best thing ever. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. So, so Palpatine was definitely influenced by Gehenna too. Yeah, so, I, I can, yeah. you know, all right, fair enough. But um, 
we go to this Don Carlos place and I'm like, you know, kind of the new kid, like, and there's, you know, Steve from Unbroken, whatever. Yeah. Basically, Gehenna just breaks up in this taco shop. Wow. And it just <laughs> completely splinters. And that's why they become more of a Nevada yeah, yeah, band yeah. than a San Diego band at this point. Because it's just in a mic, keep doing it. But everyone else quits. And then because of Mike's behavior at the show, basically, sure. is, I think, the main point of it. And then that just spurs him on to be <laughs> way more wild and way more punishing to the crowd uh, going forward. And then, you know, he hooks up with Mike Rhodes, yeah, who sure. looks scary as fuck. That's a terrifying a, human being. You know, when, when most people didn't have uh, tattoos, he has Satan tattooed yeah. and on his forearm with uh, John Wayne Gacy and Charles Manson and Dude, things man. like that. You're like... I remember Whoa. I've got a picture of because I, I I was collecting a lot of uh, pictures of Gehenna for, for, uh, from that period yeah. purely because I was going to do an article on it. What point. before the before the Hawaiian shirt phase? Yeah, basically yeah. right around the time when they were still like you know gnarly straight edge band if you like. And yeah. I was looking at these pictures of Rhodes. I'm just like, the fuck is with this guy? Like he looks like if you put it contextually, looks like Damien. Yeah, he looks like a fucking psychopath. Like. He's wearing like a morbid, my favorite picture, he's wearing a morbid angel shirt. He's got like some fucking, his base is all fucked up. He's got three strings on it or some shit. Uh, And he just, and he's got a big baphomet on his arm. All this, some mad little, he had like a deus, (laughs) deus toe, but who was it who told me? It might even be Javier. He said that he didn't have, he had the deus like trifiction logo on there, but he didn't have them all joined up because he was worried he might get possessed. Lola lines or some shit like that. That's another one sucks. In it, yeah, exactly. And then, I, I think it's like a Chromag sticker on the base. All yeah. these things, you just think, at, at that time, You're in like, that place, oh. that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of, you know... And we, we would go, like, Don and and myself would go eat a fake burger and, you know, those yeah. kind of people, like, roads and cheese and whatnot would be there after a Gehenna show. And I would just be like... Let's <laughs> not talk to them. Or not... not not talk to him, just I just remained quiet because yeah. I was like, Doing this, this, <laughs> this person is not scary, but intense, though. I yeah. imagine like just intense personality. Like, yeah, I but don't. Just from reading, like, like we were obsessed with them from reading, like, Inside Front. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Them and Earth Movement. We were, yeah, <laughs> we were just, yeah. just bizarre obsessions with yeah. uh, Gehenna was like one of the first bands. I, got, I ended up getting a tape. It came in on an envelope. Do you ever see you know, the first day yeah, I yeah, 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 the Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the first things I got through the post because my mate all. Pop- Palpatine's demo came in a... Did it? Uh, it must have been a thing. In, a, in an envelope that was very much influenced by Gehenna because... Or by Gehenna and Gaiva One because sure. what you could do is... At Kinko's, you could get these... You could get go buy stickers from, like, a Staples, like, but it's a sheet of printable paper oh, so on a sticker. Yeah. And then you could run it through... So on a regular copy machine, not a colour copy machine, but a regular one, you could run it and the, do a red tint. Oh, wow. Cool. Like, the ink could be red, and then the ink could be blue. So you put it back in, and then you run it so it, like, is offset just yeah, slightly, yeah. so you get a red and a blue thing. Nice. It was very San Diego look to a lot of stuff doing that, because there was, within the scene, there was, like, three or four, like, broken Kinko's copy keys. Okay. So you would go put <laughs> theirs in, charge up, like, 14 copies, pull it out, put your one that you snuck in in your backpack in, right. run all, all your copies... Them, yeah. Take that out and then go pay for the fourteen copies. Nice. That's yeah. the kind of shit I like. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, talk to me about before you go. Guy of a one. I keep seeing that name pop up. I never heard anything by him. Who was in that band? Uh, Eddie Castro from uh, 
he went on to do the Cardinal Sin Quartet yeah afterwards. I, I heard some story about that guy I think Don may have uh, told me about Eddie Castro oh yeah, yeah possibly he was the one that got beat up that's that right. the monster crew that's right that's what started, started it. all yeah. this so Orange which, County versus White Cheese, White Cheese came back yeah yeah I, basically yeah. the avenging angel of White <laughs> Cheese <laughs> Cheese like was off on the peripheral like wasn't really living in San Diego sure but once uh, he heard Eddie was the one who got beat up because him and Eddie were tight okay. from East County, San Diego. Sure. Back in the day, that Cheese was like, okay. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Essentially, it. and it's like over a period of 18 months, it was like dead man's shoes <laughs> for the monster crew. Oh, like, shit. There was one time at Coos Cafe, Cheese just walked in and the main one or one of the main ones. There was two guys that Cheese got that day, but one of them was one of the main ones that beat Eddie up. And Cheese started punching him at head height all the way to the floor. Like, bang, 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 bang. Like, eight punches all to the head as he's dragging him to the floor. And then... Uh, and I, I think Cheese might have had brass knuckles yeah. on. Holy fuck, seriously? Yeah, yeah. And he, he smacked the other kid too, but this, the main one, he sm smashed him all the way to the floor. And then they were trying to mace him at the time, but he just, but just, it just off, yeah. ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, smashed him. And then I'm stood there at the, you know, people run out of Coos Cafe because the mace, mace is, yeah. like, all over the place. And I'm stood near the end, and I just see the blood start to come out the door like a stream holy shit and i'm like oh, yeah <laughs> but because i hated them because of what they did at that show and yeah. what they did in general like it was very uh sounds like a justified fucking response well it, it, here's the thing it's like in san diego like kickboxing dancing and all of yeah. that really was never was it somewhat frowned on because Coast it was no it was happening like to the nth degree in Orange County yeah, yeah. and Salt Lake City. Right. See, Christmas time was bad. Yours was the, oh, that kind of shit, wasn't it? But, moving back and forth and doing sort I, of I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think all that stuff definitely started on the East Coast, but, but because a lot of those LA dudes were really in the Boys of Earth crisis and stuff, I think it maybe... Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it definitely. Those, yeah. Those yeah, it, it, it's right. not, it wasn't birthed in Orange County, yeah, but sure. it was celebrated. Adopted there, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, well, it's like you know, Seattle and and San Diego had a different thing. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, it was way more positive yeah. Yeah. and inc inclusive to an extent. Sure. Like um, that, you could stand on the edge of the pit and not worry about like yeah, crowd killing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, which essentially it was just a different version of crowd killing, yeah, yeah, which yeah. goes on now, which I cannot even understand. No, it's crazy, huh? but um, you know things were different. So when they came down to San Diego for an Earth Crisis show, it was like, there was oil and water. Worlds you know, collide, and it? Yeah, there was absolutely. like, we don't do that here. Well, we do. Boom. Yeah. yeah. That's what you were talking about, about regional know. shit. Yeah, totally, sometimes yeah, right. it gels and sometimes it don't. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah I find that fascinating. I, I, I'm a bit of a punisher when it comes to, this is the kind of law I like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll pick anyone's ahead about like oh no me too know, yeah, this is, this is social like. history yeah exactly of social history of hardcore to an extent and uh, and if you did you know pre-internet if you 
you only heard about this if you knew exactly. someone. Yeah. Or someone yeah. wrote it down in the zine or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you always got like some kind of like, yeah, so you say, you someone used to be Someone wrote a zine about you, eh, Bob? Like <laughs> That's what we got did about me and you, yeah. Fucking hell. Unless yeah. you say you weren't known if you didn't get a fucking hate zine. It's like a diss, was not it? Yeah. A diss track. <laughs> fucking hell. It's one time I've seen Bolly kick off. I got slagged off in some fanzine. Yeah. This man lost his blob. I was telling well, Dark about that the other day. You didn't know about all that. <laughs> well, let, basically I you know I was, I was acting up whatever and uh, this one kid had, uh, he was interviewing some band they fucking started bad mouthing me and he read it and took you you, you uh, uh, my recollection of this is dim but I have a distinct recollection of you it seemed brighter than mine he did happen didn't it he yeah. fucking went up and had a he squared up to this fucking bloke and just got in his grip like it was crazy and because at that time I, I remember him shouting to him. I think it was four or five minutes. He said, "I'll fucking fight you all right now." <laughs> <laughs> it definitely fucking happened, man. The yeah. Quiet man. Yeah. On my own, now outside, I'll fucking fight you all right now. <laughs> they did that, not, and that's someone you don't go out after yeah. because they did like, not want to know. Of course they did because they were fucking. I mean, at the end of the day, the just little, shit talk, little shit yeah. bitches who were talking in a fanzine, and someone comes up and actually says, "Hey, are what the fuck?" Yeah. Even if it is, you know, well, balls. It's just appearing now. Say, though, but like even then over here, you you'd know who was kind of like worth anything and who wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so kind of like I, I'm no no disrespect, but you know, there was no, a lot there was a lot of people like that, weren't yeah. they? But, yeah, you yeah. Know, well, you just make people middle like class kids who, for you know, yeah. words. exactly that. You know, yeah. you had no fear from at all for what they got to 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 damage you. So you did swindle. Then you did Papa Town, but you're probably, I sounds like the worst thing ever, like your most famous band, but the band you're probably the best known for is Over My Dead Body. Yeah. So it's the band that did the most. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. In terms of you, I mean, you did European tour, you probably yeah. did multiple UK, uh, US tours, you put stuff out on Indecision, you put stuff out on Bridge Nine. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what other labels. That was, they were the two yeah, labels, so, so, yeah. Which is uh, arguably two of the bigger labels at the time. At the time, yeah. yeah they the were probably the two biggest yeah. labels at the time, yeah. Uh, without being metal-tinged, they yeah. were the two biggest. You know, like, if you were metal-tinged, you were probably on Trust Kill or something like that. Yeah. Having but, said that, Indecision did have a few. Like Adamantium. Oh, no, shit, definitely. Yeah. But all those bands jumped ship to, to not Adamantium, but throw down yeah, all leading moved. through the yeah, yeah, jump yeah. ship to Truskill because yeah, he correct. promised them the world. the world yeah which you know whatever <laughs> that's a story for another day yeah. you, you don't turn your back on Dave Mandel no in my opinion like I don't know Dave Mandel always will, like a good human. Dave Mandel will get you a tour van if that's what you want yeah, Dave yeah. Mandel will make sure your record can go as far as he can possibly push it you don't need to turn your back on I Dave have Mandel. only ever heard Good things so, about that dude. Yeah, totally. you know what I mean. Like, totally. I just, all the people I know speak. So I remember, strangely enough, I remember reading an interview with a guy, and it was in Simba fanzine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Years ago, and to be fair, not, nothing much else in the fanzine would particularly interest me, but because he's the straight edge guy, I remember him, him and her, having an argument about strife and mouthpiece. That's what stuck in my head. Uh, but the whole the way he came across was kind of this crotchety kind of guy, but with a, a sincerity. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I heard, Man- Mandel and Vic were arguing. Yeah, I think they were. I, I can't yeah. remember exactly what it's been. Fucking twenty five years since I read it, but like, there was there was some kind of thing like saying, "Oh, well, everyone's got goofy bands on their side." And it was Jamie yeah. Strife and Alfie were the two examples that were given. Um, was she in interviewing him because of Indecision Records or Indecision Fanzine? Because that's the record label started out at the. Fanzine. I think yeah, yeah, she was just interviewing because he was a mate. Guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she interviewed him. I just think as buddies or something. That's the way it read anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I thought it was odd because I think all the other people in the band in the interviews were kind of 
boring. Whatever. Yeah, boring. Basically, he was Pedestrian. like, yeah, he I was, was like, like oh. no, I'm going to say what I feel. Yeah, and he just seemed yeah. like a, that's the only that's the only time I, I didn't have any decision records, and I'd never read Indecision Fanzine at that point. But I was like, he's this all right. guy knows what's yeah, up. Like, yeah, like he's, yeah. he's all right, and it kind of always stuck in my head. And then his name would come up in conversation with people, and they'd say, oh yeah, you know. There's just not one person uh, that could say something bad about him. Sure. And if they did, you should question their yeah, yeah. yeah. speaks volumes, don't you it? know. And then uh, what's great about Dave lately is that he's just caught the hardcore Holy Ghost, so he wants to do the label full on again. Yeah, I've noticed. And he's, really? he's, been, he's been signing all yeah. young bands that need the help, like the same way, like a, a real proper hardcore label should Absolutely. be, instead yeah, of like totally. you know, while still doing some reissues that are you know like one ten he... and permanent. Yeah. Like for the kids who don't have access to get those records, they need to have those because hey. Count Me Out is fucking sick. That was a great fucking band. He um yeah he's done a lot of that hasn't he? He did um did he did an Unbroken uh, and the collection hard, hard stance recently Undertow as well he yeah. did that mm-hmm. one and also I think he did Instead did he not yeah yeah like he did all of those before he kind of came back to do the label on a more like full time thing and he, he goes up he's been going to every show around him taking photos, giving photos to bands. Like, he's just been, you know, almost, like, rejuvenated because the job he was doing, he was travelling for MMA photography non-stop. And, you know, that industry is either you work for UFC or you don't, don't, essentially. Whereas it used to be, you know, Sherdog and this and that and this, you know. So, so all does he not do other, that anymore then? No, he does it not to the travelling extent where he's away from home right, five right, days right, a week, sure. which he used to be. So now he's able to be passionate about his label again, and I, I think it's an amazing label to support. Good. No, I fucking I agree. Big Indecision Records fan. What are you doing? Anyway, what was your question? Do I you totally... <laughs> It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the stories and these little things that we're, we're interested in. So you did All My Dead Body in San Diego, then you did... Northern Towns. Northern Towns. In San Diego. Have, while you were still yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. So who was in that? Because I'm like, when I sing those questions, I, I, I think I'd only heard one Northern Towns song and it seemed different, you know, like it had a different vibe or whatever. Yeah. Just, I think it was on MySpace or something. It was like fucking youngs ago. But um, it's more like an indie vibe, wasn't it? I'd say, was it? Would you say? Yeah. yeah. Punk, indie, yeah. you know. Uh, with a little bit hardcore, I suppose, yeah. but it was it. Who had other dudes in it? What like what was? It? So Tommy and Brandon were in the band that they were in before. Was Please Mr. Gravedigger. Okay, but uh, Tommy has been and um, Tommy and Brandon have both been in Mrs. Magician since. Uh, lots of other good like San Diego bands. Okay, um, Tommy's been in a million San Diego bands and records a million San Diego bands as sure. well. Um, and then Mark from Swindle and Nick from Swindle oh, at the wow. time. Uh, but then Nick moved to New York and we got our friend Gabe to be in the band. And now Gabe has moved to New York and is like best mates with Nick out there. Weird. So it's funny. It's how it goes funny. Around, huh? But um, Northern Towns is one of the bands that I'm the, one of the most proud about. But it just didn't. It hasn't really fallen in. You know, it was never. It was never pushed by us. Yeah. Like, and we never really did anything. I think we played one out of town show and that was about yeah, yeah. it, you know. So do you put do you put a record out though? Two. Okay, right, because this is why I, I couldn't find much information about. We did a split with Sharks, which is a oh, UK, band. UK band, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, initially, off of the MySpace, you know, thing, well, which was our demo, uh, Frank Coe wanted to sign us to the Gallows imprint <laughs> imprint label Weird. before they got dropped. Sure. They were apparently 
being allowed to curate like an imprint label. Interesting. We were like, cool, but you know, we were a very part time band. Of course. So it it was like if we've put out a record on a level of anything like that, then of course we tour. Like we played our biggest debacle of a show with the band that has Brett and uh, Matt Freeman from Rancid in uh, Devil's Brigade. I okay, think. Yeah, yeah. We we played a show with them, and it was my idea that like <laughs> we were gonna fucking kill it and be like, hey, you should tell Hellcat like, because sure. we probably could have fit in on something like that. <laughs> but we Tommy showed up absolutely fucking wasted. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Brandon was not at that show because he he had previous tickets to. Uh, some stand-up comedy thing like a million years ago. So Mark was playing bass and... Shambles. No, oh my God. We started and the first song starts playing out like the cold dread sets upon me because Tommy is just... I didn't know he was wasted. So first and foremost. So I, I run over to him after the first song. I'm like, hey, what do you need in your monitors? Like, yeah. what can't you hear? Like, and he goes, he just looks at me like, no, nah, man, I'm golden. <laughs> I'm like... I was like, oh, oh we're we are fucked. fucked. <laughs> I turn to Gabe and I say, songs three through six, cut them out the set. Like, we're just, get, get we're getting it, yeah. this done fast. But then I still go up to Matt Freeman afterwards like, so what's it take to be on it? He must have been looking at me like, are you fucking are mental? You, are you on drugs? Yeah. The <laughs> because they chose, like, the Casbah where we were playing, they chose, uh, they gave them the option of, like, here, here's all these bands that we think would be a good thing. You choose the band that you would like to play. Sure. And they chose us to play. Fuck. And then... Fucked it up. <laughs> we really fucked it up. Damn. And then, um, but not that long after, we played with the Future Heads. Really? Yeah. Weird. And... It was an awesome show. And the future heads, everyone except for the singer, we played two mini sets in the in the back area of the club. So there was a front stage, then there's a back bar. Right. We played two mini sets and all the future heads were in there watching us the whole time. Wow. And then they came up and bought a ton of merch. Serious. And we were like, you know, I always I already loved them. But after that I was like, maximum respect. I'm pretty <laughs> sure actually I could be wrong on this. I'm sure Falcus or some of those guys told me that like, some of those future heads dudes actually used to go to like punk shows and stuff anyway. You can tell. Like, I think they've got that yeah. that, that connection. That's certainly up in Newcastle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure bro, Pete told me that one time because Pete's brother, yeah, was that band he was in McCluskey. Yeah. Um, he does that new uh, future sound on the left yeah, or whatever yeah. they're called. Um, oh, that band. Oh, yeah, do you know that band? Yeah, yeah it was Pete's brother's band. So yeah, I'm sure he told me one time that the future heads would, had some connection to hardcore. Apparently, they're they're reforming right now. Seriously, to, to be doing some shows. And I stuff, like that so. first album a lot. Yeah. Remember, was, uh, that that uh, Kate Bush cover they did yeah. always reminds me of. Uh, they released that right around the time on the Nice and Down to Nothing did it t- the first time DTN came over oh, to, right, yeah, yeah. to England and we did that. I booked that tour for them and we just they'd never heard that song but it came on the radio and I just remember everyone going, "This is amazing." And we were just so free for, for the rest of the week. You just hear people go, "Oh, oh, oh!" from the back of the crowd when you're yeah. playing. It was yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah, good record that. So, how did you get involved in uh, Super Seven? Do you want to tell the people out there? There might be most people probably know. Yeah, well, Super Seven is somewhat the passion project brainchild of Brian Flynn. Uh, Brian Flynn did a magazine called Super Seven, which was which reviewed Japanese vinyl, like old like Godzilla toys and things right, like right. that, and wrote about the culture that goes along with vinyl. 
with his partner at the time, Mark, and they did that, but then they started make you know, they found out where these old Godzilla vinyls were made, and then they would go to those factories and be like, can we do, like, a bright red one? And the Japanese people were freaked out, like, no, you don't do that. Godzilla's green. Right. But they were like, no, but this vinyl toy community and, you know, this art, want, like, designer one. toy, yeah, yeah. We want to do these one-offs that are American only, you know, like, that they can order through our magazine. So then the toy side of Super 7 started get going there. And then from from there, Super 7, like, you know, we're doing all the Safubi Japanese toys, but then Brian and Josh... Uh, and a few other and Alex, uh, you know Alex from uh, DC. Yeah, um, he used to work at Super right, Seven okay. under Brian. But they would be steeped in like toy culture, and they would do these one-offs of cool things. And then they started realizing that there were all these prototypes made for Alien. Yeah, by Kenner, that were never they made never because made. they saw the you know they well a they put out the eighteen-inch Alien toy, and then they said you know, this is too scary. This, this is not for kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. So they scrapped the three and a quarter, three and three quarter inch figure line. So then what they did was they said, well, these prototypes are out there and they gathered all the information of the prototypes. Then they made it for a comic con line. Uh, and then from there, the demand was huge. So for that comic con line, uh, they realized, Oh, we could actually start making action figures and, and carry on like where Kenner left off right, okay. with this style. So that was the birth of reaction figures. So Super 7 has progressively grown out of that. But where I come in is uh, Brian knows me through hardcore yeah. and through Jeff Jock and through record collecting, basically. Right, okay. Like, so before I ever worked for Brian, and like we would hang out, we would go get dinner and stuff like that. When you'd moved to San Diego to go to, to San Francisco, university. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, to, to go to, to university. Go, yeah, I moved to Oakland to go to UC Berkeley, but... Jeff lives in San Francisco, so we'd hang out and met Brian at Amoeba one time. And so we went over to his house one night and we, you know, he's got a, his record collection is outrageous when it comes to hardcore and punk, yeah. right? But he was getting rid of a bunch of doubles and things like that. So Jeff and I went over and bought, like, you know, oh, you don't need this Minor Threat third press seven inch. Like, all Jesus right, well, here's Christ. the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, we did that. And but Brian knew I worked at Nordstrom like as a hardcore Al Bundy. Yeah, <laughs> selling, selling uh, women's shoes. Selling women's shoes, but I was the number one salesperson in the entire Bay Area. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Or number one salesperson of salon shoes, which was selling the ladies' designer shoes. Okay. Like some of the dis personal stylists could make more because they sell from all departments. But for the most part, I was killing it. And Brian was like, my retail department. Like, I really want it run differently and I want some ideas and asked me to come over from there. And Super 7 was small at the time, so what was great about it was you had creative input as sure. well to the brand. Like, oh, well, what if we did this? Or a T-shirt design, let's, you know, like, I've, I've done, like, seven or eight T-shirt designs conceptually. Not that I did the layout myself. No, like, yeah, 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 ideas. But, like, you know, that one that's, you know the chest burst are coming out of cane, it says, heaven knows I'm miserable now, yes. you know, or, or like the Moss Isley Lads Club. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, all my marrying my like Britpop, like love to nerd culture sure. has been totally allowed to be done at Super 7. So that's great. But Super 7 this last year is just basically at the beginning of 2018, 
Brian was tasked by our kind of, like he has a friend who's a consultant and she tasked him like, all right, you're at a crossroads here. Do you want to keep this as a passion project that yeah, yeah, does yeah. well or do you want to do this as a brand yeah. like and he chose like yeah let's go for it oh, let's shit. let's you know so we went from having seven employees at the start of 2018 to now there's like 32 really fucking employees. Hell. yeah Damn, that's huge yeah and uh you know we've got a licensing department we've got a there's operations department sales channel we've got outside sales reps that go around and sell to the big clients now and you know and so i'm kind of doing the the retail division like the actual brick and mortar retail division sure. so that's where i'm at with them and it, it's really cool we got some amazing stuff on the dock as they said you know like <laughs> coming super seven is a really cool company to work for and and especially you know when you can be around nerd culture like to make a living from yeah. it it's great yeah. that's so cool like when we you know we came over and visited I was it was on the list of places I wanted to come out but you know just hang out yeah. but I fucking loved it I just thought this is yeah it's just it's a nice setup. I like the kind of the, the whole vibe is cool and yeah it's just it, I got the um, a shirt or something and it's even like the little details like the inner the inner the, like, yeah, tag yeah, and it just says like the kind of ethos I was like yeah I mean that's, that's my world you know what I mean so it's uh, so are you back at that shop now then yeah 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 I'm uh running retail in general it's just uh we're gonna be everywhere at some point soon Jesus. but in a without sacrificing what it, the quality the control the, yeah, yeah. yeah so what's coming up that you can tell us i've seen the robocop figures yeah they look fucking sick the conan figure it looks that one's up for pre-order right now so that looks mental what size is that is it the same size as that those ones Oh, so it's a oh, right. Yeah. Like He-Man size, right? It's the He-Man classics yeah. size. Yeah, that's what I figured when I asked you that the other day. I yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. I fucking asked you, but... In that same uh, seven-inch figure style, there's going to be a Toxic Crusader. Nice. Uh, there's going to be Voltron. <gasps> that's yeah, really Voltron huge. Figure. Yeah. Huge. But it's not going to, like, break apart. apart yeah, but yeah. it's going to be a very hyper-detailed, like, many points of articulation, actual... Big Voltron like bot. People what, a seven inch, a seven inch. Yeah. See, people are gonna dig that. Voltron never That's really got. Inch, <laughs> <laughs> Voltron never really, never really massive. No, it was no. huge in the huge States. In America, like, right, yeah. know, it's definitely their thing. We had Power Rangers later. Yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff came yeah, well, yeah, yeah. later. That, that's the yeah. thing that we're seeing, and now having some younger employees too is like, yeah, you know. All those 40-somethings, like, we're nailing all of the yeah, references absolutely. for us, but the others are saying, well, where's our Ninja Turtles? Where's our Power Rangers? Where's our Harry Potter? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. and we're like, that's new stuff. Where's your Frank Stein? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I still think it's been, yeah. like, it's new shit, but even so, it's, like, 20 years Are old. you going to put it to Brian about doing a, a Frank Cybot figure? <laughs> you should do it, mate. <laughs> That'd be fucking brilliant. I, I would love but, it. But, like, a He-Man style. Yeah. What with Frank Cybot is actually. Well, we saw that skeleton. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Get a Kez. Then do a Kez. <laughs> 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 I fucking would. <laughs> do the entire... <laughs> P place. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, uh, with the with the dude already. Yeah. Fucking hell, like Mr. Clemens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bobby Charlton. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? What yeah. does he say? Will be Spears. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? How like that, that generational thing? Because that, like you say, you're hitting the reference points for people in their late thirties through their mid forties. You know, that's all the shit. 
you know, the fact there's a Slayer fucking goat man chilling yeah. there, do you know what I mean? That's that's crazy yeah. to me. But um, I think the thing is, though, for like the likes of us who are in the forest and stuff, the the reason why we get nostalgic about it, that stuff has gone. But the you know stuff they're saying about like you know Power Rangers and turtles they and that's 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 yeah. still going. It's still current. Yeah. You can still get that shit. Yeah, it's, not, so. it's not twenty years. But He Man, like He Man has essentially kept going. But He Man has been the thing that's allowed Super Seven to grow. Yeah, yeah because the fan base is so like when we took that over from Mattel, like it's the most it's the most punishing fan base. Is it on really the fucking? Wow. Really? You think you, you have so. you think you have D and D squares that yeah. can really just <laughs> savage you? No, the, read the comment section May on I've, any I've on any He Man post from Super on your 7. Super Seven stuff. Yeah, so I've had to, I've had to pen to say things. Yeah. So do you get like without because I haven't seen that, but I would have thought looking at the stuff I see, I, I wasn't like a massive He Man fan, but I'm, I'm on my way around there. The stuff you do looks legit to me. So what's the issue? Are they like, but, are that, they, but that's how particular and punishing this fan base is, where they go, you know, the boots are a little bit more metallic gold oh than, like, the matte gold you have, or... Seriously. But, like, to the point where it becomes a 90-page thread on the <sighs> E-Man org about the colour of the boots on Tila. Fucking Or whatever. Hell. Like, it's <laughs> fucking wild. I mean, that's assuming that the paint shop where they got their figure got it right. Well, because it's just an array them. of of the casting of the quality like, of the, dude, the fucking at, things in the first place. Look at look at any action figure brand. You know, like look at, look at Obi Wan Kenobi in the, uh, the action fig Star Wars action figure range. You know, first time around, he, his color changes between yeah. his gray hair, Obi Wan, his robe, and everything. But they expect. Yeah. Do you know? Weird. Do you know what though? Like the thirty-five dollars a figure for those deluxe He-Man oh, figures, yeah, yeah. right? Are they the ones that are like yeah, are yeah, the seven-inch ones, the one that Conan's going to be sure. except yeah. the thirty-five dollars each. To be fair, so I don't think that's that expensive. Really, no, but for something, of but that. we're very metropolitan. For someone like, and I've had to learn this. I've had to like do this because doing the customer service side of things for the company, like they call the shop all the time. Seriously, they don't call. You know. I can't complain to someone in person, you know, so they call the shop. Sure. So I've had to talk so many people down, and I do understand it. If they have to buy four figures at $35 a piece for the pre-order... It's a chunk, you know. To someone in, like, Nebraska or Tennessee or something, it could be, like, two weeks' worth of pay. So at the end of the day, the way I see it... But then don't fucking buy it. Yeah, they have to buy it. No one's making... No one stood there saying, I'm going to kill your kids if you don't buy four. That's the other thing that's got me, and that's entitlement. You see, in this day and age, people think... That like that they they should be involved in the decision making progress uh, process mm. of these things. Do you know what I mean? Like you're saying, well, do you mind if you're not quite getting this wrong? What you're not hearing is that the fucking thousands of people are quite happy with the product. Yeah, they're just exactly. like, yeah, they fucking part of the cash. You just get this kind of like minority. But you do get mates. as you've probably seen on the things. There are people that finally just pipe up and say, you know what? If they weren't making this, this wouldn't be getting yeah, made. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so don't worry about it. So up, like, like yeah. how about you support them instead? Yeah. You know, they're like you're fucking this up for the rest of us. Yeah, because. Most people at Super 7, this just goes right off their back, but sometimes it's like reading that thing in a zine or something. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, you need to fucking answer for this. Like, I really want to tell them, like, you know, but it is what it is. 
But yeah, I, I like working at Super Seven mm. at, for the most part. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I, I love the stuff that they put out. It's great. Well, it's, it's, like I said, it hits our fucking yeah. little G spot. Those Robocop figures are going to be. But it's them. done with such an element of I work there, but I don't yeah. curate everything. And it's done with such a design eye. Yeah. Like shit always looks accurate. That's that's always my thing. When I look at stuff and like you know, I, like I get weirded out of things don't look quite right. Like those retro action figures. You know, yeah. like I think they're all great. A the artwork on the the box the box the artwork is yeah. always amazing. Like yeah. perfect. You know, like when, when I was a kid and you used to get random action figures, you know, you'd get shit, wouldn't you, that wasn't Star Wars or whatever else. It'd be yeah, like yeah, some yeah. Like fucking Rip, look real ropey, but yeah, you but, know but, what? Some of the real ropey stuff is what you want to go back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why we didn't redo the show no mercy on Slayer. It's like that's a fucking terrible but amazing. Yeah, it's perfect. perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. That's what Painting I want. In the way was, it is, you if, know? if you'd redone it or done it in some CGI way, or do you know what I mean? Like, oh, we would, it, yeah. it would have been like repainted by Ed yeah. Rapka, who's done a painting on a lot of the cars, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't need to be done. What was those? Yeah. He, he did that series like the worst. Is that what yeah. it was called? Bro, Ed, Ed, Ed Rapka yeah. did a lot of that artwork, didn't he? I think. Yeah. Ed Rapka's done all the artwork that's not Masters of the Universe. Because he's so fast. He used to do artwork for uh, all the old Megadeth albums. Yeah, like Megadeth like, and all that shit. And all yeah. that. Damn. That's cool, man. See, straight away you got that, again, there's a crossover. You've got the talent, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Because the worst, that's your own figure range, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the concept behind the worst is when you were a kid, all the baddies were the best figures. Absolutely. So why not do a line of only baddies? Yeah, perfect. I loved it. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I get the concept straight away. And now it's de- being developed. It's going to be a cartoon on uh, FX in 2020. No oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I fucking yeah. love it. Isn't that crazy where like art imitates figures? Like, figures yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, all yeah. Coast it's full circle, around, yeah. around. Yeah, it's fucking mental. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow, more power to Super 7. You should do a voice on the characters. I'd love should to. get Kitzel to do the voice for an evil doctor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's a new one called Cortex Commander, where is is he the one with a bowl for that? Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Dude, that should be Kitzel. That should be Kitzel. That should be Kitzel. I'll put it out now. That should be Kitzel. Let's start fucking change.org to make that fucking happen. Holy shit. As we said before, we've got some Super 7 stuff that Dan sent over that didn't quite make it for the in time for the chiller, so... We're going to do a bit of a giveaway. Dan suggested that write a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast. Yeah. But then, also, just to, so we know you've uh, listened to the episode. Oh, how about this for a question? Maybe it's not deep cut enough, but what does Vasquez say to Gorman before the grenade goes yes. off? Nice. There yes. you go. All right. Yeah. So Post that. Part of your comment. Part of your, your comment somewhere. Review. Yeah. If you can put, yeah, squeeze into your five star review, leave it up, and then we'll let this run. I don't know. What, what, should we put a date on it? We need to put a killer date on this, don't we? Yeah, so if we say. Ideally, we should put it to the 26th of April, because then that'd be all yeah. before 26th. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 By the 26th yeah. of April, and. Like we'll, said, we will randomly, we'll yeah. randomly select a winner from all the, uh, the reviews, and you will get. Or maybe a couple. What stuff have we got? Well, well, we've got we've got some stuff. All right, maybe Let's put it out. We've got some stuff. So um, don't worry about that. We've got some stuff. We'll yeah. pick a couple of winners or whatever from you know from the uh, the people who leave comments, and you will receive a lucky prize, lucky prize winner. So excellent.
well, one thing that I, you know, when you asked me to come on, uh, let's just kind of reminisce about Lost Boys. Fuck yeah. What a film. What a fucking movie. Good choice, good choice. Because there's many films that exist in a in a classic time that we look back on and say, oh my God, this is amazing, yeah. you know. Or this was amazing at the time. And we look back, there's some things we can laugh at about it now, sure. but nothing like that would be greenlit today. Absolutely not. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, we were talking on the way over to come here about top five films. Yeah, okay. And, and Bolly mentioned Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, no, that was made Bordy, that's yeah. Okay, yeah. Either way, like, can you imagine that being a script, like, submitted to be greenlit today? Would not fly, would it? So. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, they'd be like, what, what happens? What is this? But... It's that journey in the film that yeah. makes it so fucking cool exactly. and yeah, all yeah, those yeah. little nuanced like details and I feel Lost Boys has that. Absolutely. Like, that is, Lost Boys is one of those films from that period. Is, I don't know. I, maybe it's because I've seen it a lot but it's quotable. It's, you, all these yeah. films that we talk about, the ones that we like fucking obsess over, Aliens for example, you know, we can just boom, 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 peel off the lines. I don't know if it's because A, we have watched them so many times or B, that we saw them in like a a time of our life when we were very, you know, you're like a sponge, aren't you, to absorb something. Yeah. Or see whether it's just because they were, they're, it's really well-written dialogue. As someone who writes a lot myself these days, I, I go back to those things quite a lot because I think, what is it about that, those movies that makes it so fucking memorable? And I think it's some kind of weird combination of the three rather than anything particular. Whereas lots of other films around the time or lots of other films in general, it's kind of like the exposition happens in a certain way. In mm. Lost Boys, it's kind of like, they move to the town and then it all just starts just kicks off, kicks off yeah. and, and you know this <laughs> characters are introduced just to get you there yeah. you know yeah um, as a, as a story cool. oh, I mean this, this, we should, what we should do is we should give this some proper fucking time. well Dan was the one who when we'd all done done all the others when we've always done the other films he I think he texted me and said it's this so is, this fucking is annoying you don't go through the plot of the film and I'm, we've been trying to do it and I fucking hate doing it so Dan can do Lost Boys because no. it was his idea no I'm down with that because I have tried to do it when, on the occasions I've been on it you know steer it through the, the, from one thing to the next if it's linear I feel like it makes a better listening yeah yeah because dipping in otherwise is too much so let's let's first of all just, why did you pick this film is there, you've got a specific, specific like, memory attached to it or is it just because it's like say like a sort of timeless movie I just felt like it met with what Dungeon Punks kind of is in it a totally way does. it know? totally does and who, who was it who disagreed I want to say it was David Ager no I think it was Max was it okay well whoever it was oh, so come up yeah. well no we, we, just, we tried we to gonna, it before. we were going to talk about it previously yeah. whoever it was motherfuck you you know what serious. I think it was on the lost episode you yeah, know didn't record we have done this yeah. I swear but anyway it doesn't matter it's Dan's here so let's set the scene for anyone who hasn't seen this movie where have you fucking been it's basically openings, the opening scene is amazing do you know what I mean It's or you're straight into it do you know what I mean it's, it's haunting it's kind of scary basically it's a seaside town it's Santa, it's Santa Cruz it's, it's Santa Cruz. just down the road I, I've been there yeah. you know when I came to visit you yeah. me and Sarah took a, a trip to go there because yeah. we both obsess about it yeah. I went to the comic book store yeah, we'll the get bridge, on to that yeah. when, um, when Over My Dead Body was on tour with Count Me Out they made a special trip to go to Santa Cruz so they could go on the roller coaster hang from the bridge all yeah. of that Although in the yeah. film it's Santa Carla, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Santa yeah. Carla's a fictional town. You know what? I rate Jason. 
Yeah, man. He's fucking, oh, he gets it. He knows edge, what's going on. Edge dude. Right. Yeah. The, the, the only one standing, yeah. I rate all members of Count Me Out as people. Yeah. But Dr. respect Pete. to respect to Mazzola for holding down the edge. Yeah. Man. Especially being a straight edge vocalist and staying true to your words. Exactly. Man. Fucking love Mazzola, uh, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good fucking guy. Yeah. Like that dude. Opening scene. It's uh, what's going on in that? There are. They're, they're on the boardwalk, aren't they? Yeah, they're on the carousel. They're on the carousel, and there's like clearly some schism between two sort of youth the factions. There's the punks. Surfpunks, aren't they? Surfpunks, yeah. Surf Nazis, in fact, yeah. This is a, this is a, a, a thing that used to crop up in the 80s as a thing, wasn't it? That surf Nazis must die. Yeah, surf Nazis must die. Is that Trump? Thing, in yeah. San Diego, straight up, like, we were just discussing this with, uh, I can't remember who, but we're saying any show that gets closer to the beach, the amount of... Uh, likelihood that Nazis will be at the show raises exponentially. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, wh- why is that? What drives that? I'm curious. Well, because that's the same in fucking Virginia Beach, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, why the is that? beach is, is like Nazi territory. It's funny you reason. say that. I, it, but like like the evolution of this surf Nazi type right? thing. Like just white trash, peckerwood, yeah. fucking Nazis. Uh, uh, not that I'm trying to shoe on my own bullshit experience into this, but like yeah, all the seaside towns we've been to, I know it's different to American coastal towns, yeah. but there's a, there's some of the crossover in places. Is that you do get a lot of Drek Margate, for example, huge right wing, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Nazi rallies and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's interesting to me that I hadn't yeah. really considered that they. Uh, yeah, they do thing. like to be beside the seaside. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of just stop everyone coming over. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. First line around. of defense. <laughs> we got this. Like, it's funny that you go somewhere where you can get a tan, though, isn't it? In it, yeah. At the same time, <laughs> <laughs> so you can fight them on the beaches, literally. And the Nazis that do show up in San Diego are half quite well tanned. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, but so it, it's a it's a prison type thing too. Yeah, uh, it's weird, uh, isn't it? You know, yeah, I find it. I find that stuff quite interesting. So you go surf Nazis. But yeah, surf Nazis and, uh, versus. Uh, versus what, They're like, like goths, aren't they? Goths, yeah, yes. rock, hair metal dudes. Yeah, because they have not. I've got to put it out there. They have not got good style. No, they look. Well, Keeper's got good style. Yeah, Keeper's got good style. And the Billy Worth is it? That guy, the black haired dude. Yeah, the long haired dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks cool. Um, but it's almost like Alex Winter was terrible you're almost like curly hair with the mullet like that starts just at the neck they're like goths meet hair metal meet like new romantic confederate soldiers yeah Yeah. because they've all got like button jackets and shit yeah like Brooke McCarter, the, the guy who plays the blonde vampire, he actually was the Corey Hanks manager yeah Yeah. that guy the guy looks like Twisted Sister that guy Um, he was actually uh, Corey Hanks manager in real life oh wow yeah yeah, they they were had some sort of connection there but yeah his style like I think he's cool like that he does that kind of weird thing yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that yeah. that's so like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. outsiders is, yeah, as yeah. well like but their whole yeah, yeah. their yeah. whole yeah. shit works do you know what I mean even though you look at them because they look like they've, yeah they look like a fucking gang of knobheads yeah, yeah. like when they show up on the boardwalk like they're the guys who get bounced do you yeah, know what I mean it's like that the security guards like Stay off the fucking boardwalk yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. And, and off they go. But then you put them in a chokehold. Yeah, with a nice, like from oh, yeah, zero yeah, to full yeah, on yeah, chokehold. Yeah. It accelerates very quickly. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so this this chubby sort of like uh, Hispanic security guard, he, he steps in and like breaks up these two guys. I think they're fighting over a girl or something. He, or I don't think he's. Hispanic. He's not Hispanic. You've met though. Is he not? <laughs> he I thought, looked, for some reason, he, I I thought. <laughs> is it not the guy? He looks like Mario. Yeah, yeah he looks like, like the guy Super from Mario. Jurassic Park, the computer programmer from Jurassic Park. Newman from Seinfeld, which is one of the best television shows of all time. That Mark Norman 
Red Hot um, Chili Peppers program. <laughs> no, it's not him. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> well, he's got that kind of look, though, hasn't he? Like, yeah, like chubby. Yeah. yeah, anyway, like this guy. He looks like uh, Norm from Cheers. Yeah, right? totally Either right, way, yeah. Super Mario Norm's punching above his fucking weight, getting in the middle of this yeah, mix, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? But fair play, he has a crack. He's taking his job very seriously. Get off the boardwalk, he says, and yeah. so they do. So anyway, then the next you know shot, and this is the classic, isn't it? Is yeah. it like, this scared me when I was a kid. Is when the camera angles incredible. Yeah, yeah totally. I think it's just, the way it's they so, do it. They, the way the lights go out across you know, the, the theme park, park shutting yeah. down, and then you see him walking, walking across. And because he's so small, the angle you're basically looking through the eyes of the vampires. You're looking down, and he looks so small and isolated. Do you know what I mean? I can. Yeah. It's, it's quite. And you see how far the car is yeah. away. The, the car park yeah. is like an ocean. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's massive out to sea. I I, I I always kind of get like a Jaws vibe. Yeah, yeah. because you've seen it from the eyes yeah. of the vampires the as well. Yeah. yeah. And you know, well, and, and not just that was. How do you think that was shot? Like a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Or they did. a crane shot where he starts way like pulled back and then starts zooming zoom yeah, in yeah, as yeah. it goes down in. It's a but it's shot. a really amazing shot. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that's the one thing you can take from this movie as well. As much as it's it's a maligned movie and it's not about sports, it's fucking cool looking. You yeah. know, there's some really good cinematography. Well, and the, and the the song that kind of echoes before this, the one that goes throughout the film. Yeah. With the, with the kids doing the refrain, oh, like, it's, it's so cool. It's but the, cool. later on, it, it plays, like, the verses of it, and you're yeah. like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, the chorus is cool, but the verses, yeah, maybe not so, not much. so much. So anyway, the, um, so this continues. Uh, he, he, obviously, he gets, well, gets murked. Well, he gets, murked. he gets, gets his, his car, car, and he's yeah. pulling on the car door. Next thing you know, they rip him, he out of the, the sky. Car, it's the thing, yeah. you, never, he, you never see the vampires. Yeah, you never yeah. see the vampires, and he rips the car door yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how strong they are. It's right. hard, man. It's a hard open. Yeah. And then so, obviously, credits roll. You're into the you know the body of the movie, and the tone change is quite. Yeah, because it's like bright daylight. Yeah, because this is all happening in dingy darkness, yeah. and then the tone yeah. change. That is, is like, a really boom. cool like yeah. switch juxtaposition because it starts with them in the, the car, doesn't it? Driving yeah. to it's, but it but it shows them from above, like yeah, yeah. they're be, almost being monitored yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, nice. That's, that's a good point. So then it's this, you know, it cuts away, and it's this family driving uh, towards wherever it is, and starting a new life, and they're yeah. heading through. And uh, this is it's On one the of the great fucking opening intros to anything where they're driving along, and the music sets the tone they're basically yeah. they're tuning through the radio and there's like yeah. you know various like kind of like bogus songs playing or whatever and no one can decide anything and then just as they hit the outer limits of the city doors kicks in oh it's not doors it's that kind of bunny yeah. man yeah. Yeah. covering, yeah. covering yeah. the doors song yeah. that kicks in people are strained and then one of the best the, one of the best montage openings of all time like going through fucking stars. yeah and it is run down it makes is. you want to go to a beach town yeah. in America exactly you're like look at all these freaks I yeah. used to watch well, that it's so it's beach town is it it's been, it's been the whole kind of like alternative so it, to me I took it like a, a beachside like Austin or something like yeah that. exactly it looks kooky as fuck yeah, yeah. Like, 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 Venice Beach yeah. Yeah. that vibe where there's just wackos yeah, yeah everywhere you look it's like punks there's people like playing like uh, you know seafront games and things like that there's like Loads of it's the first time I ever saw like Chicano looking people. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like that, that whole yeah. gang thing. There's so much weird people shit. getting pierced and yeah, 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 yeah. stuff, which back then was, was mental. Yeah. Outlaws only, really. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And there's like people doing uh, the, graffiti, the, the graffiti and the kind of like the, the spray art. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? That body art of stuff. Who's the guy in the hood? There's like a guy that looks like a monk. He's got his hood up like that and a weird beard and glasses. There's so many. I, I've gone because I've, I've literally 
I know I'm talking, sorry, so someone else can talk no, about no, no, no. But like, I've seen this movie so many fucking times. That's it, great. It's insane. Do they see graffiti that says Santa Carla murder capital yeah. of the world? Yeah, yeah. On the yeah. back of the... Oh, the back of the normal building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder yeah. capital of the oh, world. Yeah. But that's... Straight away, there's exposition. And he's, he's the only one who sees it in Corey Haim, kind of. I think it's the brother, isn't it? Is it? Uh, Jason, one of them, Patrick. Yeah, just Jason Patrick. Yeah, Jason Patrick, yeah. Fuck. Right, so, uh, yeah, so the family's driving in and uh, you straight away get a sort of a sense of the dynamic between older brother, younger brother. How, yeah. how old do you think Corey Haim's supposed to be? Like 15, 14, no. 15? Yeah. Younger? 13. I'd say 13. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I, his brother's supposed to be like 17. 17, 18, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they always just seemed older to me, but I just remember because I was younger. Well, because they yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, because they were about yeah. 46 and 75. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and, and uh, then their Diane mother's room. Diane Weiss. She's, she's a good actress. She's well, fucking great. They also, as well, didn't think that she was going to accept the part because she, she'd only won the Oscar um, for Best Supporting Actress. Steel Magnolia. No, I think it was, no, it was after Hannah and her sisters, and that's yeah. only like a year before 86. Is it really? Yeah, Holy so shit. she was like, well big respected kid. and big news at the time. So then Last Boys killed her career. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did. Uh, what did she do after that? She in Parenthood. Parenthood, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> oh, is that the same woman? Yeah. Um, so Diane Weiss, um, or Weist, how do you say it? Weist, yeah. You've got we Corey Haim, who was kind of uh, was popping around that Huge. time, weren't he? Was yeah, but, the Corys. Yeah. But, but he went <laughs> fast, didn't he? Well, he did that one with Cynthia Rothrock. Licence to Drive. License, yeah. No, after this. Prayer for the Roller Boys. Was oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, I had a Prayer <laughs> for the Roller Boys good, good poster. poster where yeah, it all done it. Um, <laughs> and on the other side, it was Freddy Krueger. Oh, really? It was the other poster. Yeah, I, was, I yeah, hope you had the Freddy side out. Yeah, of course. But I swapped it sometimes because I thought Preferall was cool. Never saw, never seen, never seen the film. Yeah. But, Some uh, shit, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. pre bogus. It's rollerblading. Yeah, that's, you know. Is I, it rollerblading or roller skating? Blading. It's in lines, yeah, in lines. It's when they were first so coming out. Some soft shit, man. Um, so but License to Drive is after Lost Boys, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, License and to Drive. Huge. Dream, yeah, a dream. dream a Little Dream. Uh, this, this is the film that put those two into the... They're the real stars of this show, uh, if you look at like who else is in it, Jason Patrick, he did a few other good well, things. So what I noticed when watching it is Corey Feldman in the credits is listed first. Yeah. Mm. I think he, he'd done over more. Over everyone. Yeah, because Over Kiefer Sutherland. Well, he'd done Goonies. Stand by me. Point, well. Stand by yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, he... Had he done... He hadn't done Stand by me yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's seven, before. wasn't it? Yeah, so... Been, so what do you say? 87. Stand by me is just before. He's younger in that. Uh, Corey Haim hadn't done much. Silver Bullet, maybe. He was in that. He's a yeah. spazzy kid in the wheelchair. Yeah, in the Lucas. Lucas as well, yeah. When he enough. was the uh, bullied kid. That's right. But not much, you know. They haven't really done a great this deal. This is the first time they came together? Yeah. Really? First wow. casting together. Young cast. Um, what did Jason Patrick do then after? Is it after? Jason, is it Jason Patrick? Yeah. yeah, isn't yeah it? He, after he did Rush. The Rush was the film, film. that we, that pushed, he got a lot, a lot of hype for that, didn't he? Yeah. Is he a knack as well? I think he might be crossing the streams there. He plays a cop in Rush. He, he's basically a knack in Rush, isn't he? Right? No, he's a heroin. Well, maybe he's a cop that gets addicted to heroin. Yeah, I think that's While it. he's on, on uh, undercover. Didn't, he ended up not doing much, but he had a very... Um, no, he did uh, Sleepers. Sleepers. I wanted to say Flatliners. Bacon and that. Uh, that was, he wasn't Flatliners with his key. Sleepers on with a rapey, rapey, pushing down so the first, stairs. first that. one of that. Flatliners yeah. is the same um, director as well, Joel Schumacher. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer's the one, isn't it? I suppose. Kiefer's, sick. Kiefer's fucking wicked. 
Um, he's a legit maniac as well, and Reels is. Yeah. Um, I think the real crossover here was that Jason Patrick and Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer uh, plays one of the Lost Boys that we haven't mentioned this year, but he's one of the vampires. They actually had a, there was some static in real life between them because they were both dating, um, not, oh, what's her name? Madonna. No. Sure. I want to say Juliet Lewis. It's the other one. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, I think. I could be wrong on that. My brain... Uh, well, Kiefer starts dating her on the set of Flatliners, I think. So Jason Patrick is also in the uh, fantastic Speed 2. <laughs> yeah, he's the... Oh, is he play Keanu? Yeah. He, that's right. Speed 2 Cruise Control, I think. It was. Yeah. Is that on a boat? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Shite. Yeah, Kiefer actually uh, was engaged to marry... He was in that. Was it? Yeah, okay, I got it too confused. I'm sorry, but that's your great knowledge. Uh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland was engaged to marry Julia Roberts. She then pied him off three days before their massive wedding to go and... Uh, three days? Yeah. Three days before the wedding. Instead, she fucked off to hang out with Jason Patrick. So there you go. Beef well, Central. Kiefer Sutherland must have been like up here film star. Yeah. But Jason but... Patrick's fucking dog shit on your shoe film star. <laughs> That's fucking Julia mental. Julia Roberts obviously had a match for her personality. They're equal billion in Lost Boys, really. Yeah, but I mean, Kiefer kind of like picked up on well, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Also, yeah. if you're looking at it like that, you've got Kiefer or Patrick, doesn't matter because Julia Roberts was way up there. Yeah, anyway, yeah. she was like... She I don't know, Kiefer Sutherland was pretty fucking big, though. Yeah, yeah but he's well, a TV actor, man. Just She's think it. holiday royalty like that, three days before the wedding. Think of how much was set up for that wedding. And it was a huge wedding as well. It wasn't like some nickel and dime bullshit. It was like, yeah. uh, like a proper... Rat Pack kind of okay. wedding. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, anyway, we're getting off the point here. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're not with pretty laser beam, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I like to retain focus. Um, we had good focus before pizza break. Yeah, we did. We need to pull it back. Right, so... To call an we need to do short podcasts. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Let's talk about Jason Patrick. <laughs> and having an affair with Julia Roberts. Yeah, cool, man. The movie continues. Basically, you discover that these guys uh, are moving to this area. They're, they're coming away from a Divorce. failed, failed marriage. They move into Granddad's house, they yes. move to which is her father. Yeah, her father, and the house is insane. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yeah. yeah, they rock it's like up. Like a taxidermy. Yeah, yeah. Like a taxidermist, isn't it? Yeah. They, they basically rock up to this fucking. Like, it's like a ranch, and it almost yeah, like some big cabin so out yeah. in the sticks, away from the sea. It's up in the. Uh, it's like got that two levels, but open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, so an, I mean, like an open planet. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect yeah. for what what comes. Yeah. Uh, cabin, oldie worldy, almost like if you look at it, is sort of <laughs> like some overdone Evil Dead style <laughs> fucking yeah, cabin, yeah. isn't it? Um, and you don't really see the grandpa when he shows up. He's just laying dead on the floor, isn't he? That's oh, like, shit, yeah. He's laying sure. on the floor. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, they can't believe they've come to this town. The little brother's like, he obviously... They're not, Phoenix. They're not, yeah. they're not concerned that granddad's yeah. laying no. dead. Like, if he's dead, can we go back to Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and by the way, what kid in their right mind would want <laughs> to go back to Arizona instead of on the coast of California? Which seems <laughs> crazy to me. You know, it is crazy. Yeah. Having, having Maybe he's got places. his friends back in Phoenix, but I don't know... Who wrote that into the script? That's crazy. I think that would... I, I guess they're just trying to give the point that, like, he's... Rather be somewhere else. He'd rather be somewhere else. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it's a difference as well, but in between large city and kind and of... small... Yeah. yeah. Beachy town. Beachy yeah. town. But, uh, yeah, sooner or later, they fall in, or the older brother, he's, he's, I guess he's going through his rebellious phase, isn't he? So he, he ends up going to the beach. And um, once they've sort of settled in with Grandpa, they go down the beach, uh, him and his younger brother. Yeah. 
and the best musical act of all time <laughs> is playing. It is. Timmy yeah. Capello, I still believe. Now, this, this warrants is, some for a close inspection. Yeah, because without a doubt. First of all, insane. they rock up onto the beach, all right, and I guess there's loads of people there hanging out. It's just like a, a party town, isn't it? Everyone's, mm. everyone's down there. So you look around the crowd, there's like fucking moshers, gothers, whatever. All these people hanging around. There's a babe, star, yeah. in the crowd who catches... In, like, a gypsy woman, like, outfit. Yeah. She is rocking the fuck out. This is what gets me. So, visualise if you can. You're familiar with the British bulldog, David Boy Smith. Yes. Well, imagine a musician who takes that look. Like, he's wearing, he's wearing fucking wrestling He's fucking very But he also oh. looks like Gerardo from Rico. Yeah, also Suave. that guy, yeah, Rico Suave. Imagine this mashed together, a dude just fucking... Ripped. Ripped, oiled up, oiled people De- with with acid, wa- not acid wash, more like stone wash jeans. Yeah, are they jeans? Because they look like wrestling tights, don't they? He looks fucking crazy. I don't know, let's look him up. Um, I, I'm fucking I horrible. It's mental because it just seems so. Uh, what I can't get right is why everyone's buzzing for this dude. Like, yeah. everyone has come into town well, to watch this mother. Because it's he's the also, 80s, Booker Rick. But he's, he's also playing... playing, playing he's fucking saxophone. He, but that is the most 80s of instruments. Seriously, saxophone before, was huge. you saw this film, and then after seeing him do that, wanting to learn to play the saxophone. That's your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Says a lot. Speechless, there. You yeah. know me, I'm done. Well, this picture, I don't think it's from Lost Boys. He's wearing uh, chaps with bondage. I think he's uh, wearing chains. chaps. I think he might be wearing He looks chaps. like Triple H or Shawn Michaels to he me. He really does. Very Shawn Michaels. Big yeah. vibes, yeah. big vibes. Um, maybe even some Rick Rude in his prime. I don't know. You know, he's got he's got the fucking the torso for it. But he, No, he's definitely wearing chaps. In, in, in the film. In that, yeah. They're like purple, aren't they? Yeah. He's purple, on your Instagram before. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've boomeranged him. But oh, look at this picture. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Is that that's a sexy man? Look at him go. <laughs> he makes playing a saxophone, which I consider to be yeah, look, fucking bullshit. You like purple chaps, but it's only one it's leg. Like a, it's only one leg like with a, a leather jock strap, like fucking chain, and, and a and a three uh, three row pyramid punk belt. Yeah, <laughs> and the junkyard dogs <laughs> chains. chains. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's get around through. his wrist and his neck, and he has slick back. Mullet, Long hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like fucking stringy as fuck. Yeah, I didn't know he was. And you remember sex? No, I was going to this because I googled Timmy. Capella. He's a full sex man, isn't he? Do you remember sexy sex man that did the George Michael thing? Would show up in places and yeah. then start playing it, swing his hips around. Uh, the music is George Michael, but his look—he's he's channeling a little bit of Timmy uh, Capello. He's there. channeling Capello, and also the thing you need to know is that this this musician, because I had to Google him. Not so long since I need to know about this man. Yeah, you know, and you get I get that thing where I just go, what, what is his story? He's a very well respected musician. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he's like Tina Turner's fucking guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, when Tina yeah. Turner's performing, I can see that. he's in there giving it all that. Simply the best. Simply the best. There he is. So anyway, this guy's playing. All right, he's doing the business. Everyone's down the fucking seafront. Everyone's going off the fucking nut. People are losing it. It's like fucking, in comparable terms, and harking back to what we looked at earlier on, it's like Earth Crisis play opening with Firestorm in Syracuse in 93. People people are are losing it. Off their mind. People are going crazy, but when you watch this back then, if you can harken your mind back to when you watched it for the first time, did you still think this scene was insane? Did you still think Timmy Capello was, what the fuck is that? I thought, what the fuck was that? I want to look like that because I loved wrestling. I, I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to look like a wrestler. It didn't even occur to me that it might be odd for a sax man to be playing on a beach and for everyone to be losing it. I think that was my thing. I was just, I looked around and go, why are all these people buzzing yeah. up this shit? What, 2019? Yeah. 
what a fucking <laughs> insane thing. But it's that kind of there because I, it's so enjoyable. I don't think I even remember it. I watched it last night. Like, no way. That's Honestly, mate, it's fucking. It's key. That's weird. That, that's like the most famous scene. I'd say. I bet he's got his fucking. Well, it's he? the most famous scene when you think back of like, let's laugh at yeah, yeah. like the craziness. So it's it's mental anyway, but it's striking. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's and and basically it sets up the meeting between yeah Jason Patrick and his faithful meeting star, with star who's hanging. Well, they with catch him. each other's eye, and then yeah. she's she's like constantly running away, girl. Which yeah. If you think about this in a 2019, guys, he's just creepily stalking her. He's hunting everywhere her down. He's not, her not down. as bad as the guy near dark. That that's, was really that bad. That dude's proper. Well, like, this that's real sexy. That's no, because she's kind of like playful, like giving him the eye, and then kind of like moving yeah, away from him. Even Corey shit. Haim in this film makes a comment about it. Oh, you're you're stuck in yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So he's following her up the boardwalk. So yeah, basically he's giving her the eye, and well, she's giving him the eye to come on, and like even the brother's like, ah, she fucking stiffed you or whatever, isn't it? And but, uh, but also saying like telling him that he's being a creep a little yeah. bit, but eventually catch up with them. No, Corey Haim says, Corey Haim. Uh, yeah, I no. can go do something better. He says, "Haven't you got anything better to do?" Yeah. He goes, "Actually, I do," and that's yeah. where he's he meets yeah, he the frog, to frog brothers. Frog which is, so this whole this whole thing store. with the fucking musician is kind of like it's the axis upon which this thing spins because all the little star fated meetings and stuff happen there. But, it neatly uh, plays into the kind of like newcomers in a new town and finding their own kind of like things, yeah. what they, what, where they fit into it, yeah, and exactly. kind of like and making their own friends as well, isn't it? So he he continues his pursuit of Star, whereas Corey having to get the nice segue into like what I consider to be one of the best fucking scenes of the movie, yeah, where well. he's there's like a hey, it's a fucking cool comic shop, yeah, like a beachfront comic shop, a lot of scumbags hanging around, and he nerd. Oh, dude, he, yeah. He full-on nerd shames them when they're trying to dog him out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Now, the thing as well, when I first saw this film, lifelong comic book fan, okay, but I'd never seen a comic book shop like that. They, yeah, yeah, they would just be in W.H. Smith. Yeah, you might get a dog, you know, or, or like the news agents. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. i never seen a comic book store. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, the fuck? That's, yeah. a, that's a place? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's all sort of bought into my whole fucking idealised version of America at the time. But, you know, they're walking around the comic book store and he's, I don't know, he's dressed kind of weird, isn't he? Like, he's wearing something yeah. like fucked up. Kind yeah, of he's stuff. got like a weird, like, dust, like a duster, Long, like a yeah, spray a paint duster. Yeah, a duster and a Timmy Mallet style shirt on Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, just a, the most 80s, like, grid Hawaiian shirt, it's like maniacal outfit. So he shows up dressed like a, he's got he's got frosted tips. Yeah, it works, doesn't he? He's, he looks I mean, like he's in chain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks yeah. He's with, probably drinks a beer as well. With that, with that fucking weekend, absolutely. So he's walking around the comic book store, clearly buzzing off of it all. And that's when you meet the Frog Brothers, who yeah. are two of the fucking greatest uh, media creations of the fucking eighties. Wearing well, like Vietnam era yeah. like they're t-shirts. Yeah, he's a kill them all t-shirt. Kill them all and all that. You know the let's also just say that Corey Feldman is putting on this weird, like, tough guy voice yeah. the entire film. Yeah, right? and it's perfect. Why wouldn't you do that? No, no, but it's just so funny that he's playing a role within his role. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Oh, like his character is playing yeah. that role. Oh, yeah. Because he lets cool. it slip of a couple of occasions. Yeah, totally. he's like, ah! Yeah, well, like, you know. But yeah, he, they fucking show up and uh, they're just like, I don't know, they're kind of, this is weird when you think about this scene. So, Picture if you can, he, Corey Haynes walking around 
the store. He's picking up comics. He's looking at things. And these two dudes are fucking dogging him out, aren't they? They show up. It's and almost like, like he's the biggest shoplifter yeah. they've ever seen because they're following him. Yeah. Because they were, they were there, don't they? Yeah, it's their yeah, parents' yeah. Uh, comic oh, right, book yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. I remember. But they basically run it. And the parents are asleep. There's two different cuts of this. Like two hips. Yeah, like, like two hippies, aren't they? Like, they just, yeah. Zonked out. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you can actually see a bit of pop fact for you. There's a, in one of cuts of the movie, there's a, a guy playing a, a video machine right there. You hear the, it? Yeah, and that's the guy in real life owns the comic book store, Atlantis Books. Oh, that's okay. him. He, yeah, he, but when he, he was, was working there at the time, he was a kid. So he's an extra in the, uh, in the movie. He now owns I met the guy uh, when I was in Santa Cruz. So, you know. Mm. But, <laughs> so they're dogging him out and they're giving him this shit um, are we really going to go through this much minutiae of the movie because we're going to be all fucking night but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I can do it you need this comic book <laughs> exactly just as, it's not a comic book it's a survival guide and yeah I don't like horror comics so he says yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you guys I don't like horror comics because like, they pile him up you're like this one Mr. Phoenix could yeah. save your life it's fucking great but then, so they give him shit about his clothes Done it first of all. Yeah, because it was like a con. Exactly. They yeah. just up in your civilian wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> civilian wardrobe. Is that the best disc? That's ever. like something you would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff Jaffe and I and and Rob and others like we call non like people. Yeah, civilians. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, I think it was Don who told me that. Yeah, yeah. I think I picked it off of them because I, I, that's what I use it now quite a lot. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, no. So they, they they pie him off, but he he pars them. By hitting him with some Batman knowledge. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The way they've got the comics. Superman. Superman. It's Superman. Yeah, Superman. yeah, you can't put Laura yeah. Morris has been introduced. Um, Red Kryptonite's not. Yeah, yeah around, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then he says, they, they they sort of look at him like. He kind of gets the respect. Like, yeah, they're him. like, what the fuck? And he says, like, he was looking out for Batman number 14. Yeah. Like, four <laughs> copies left because yeah. I want the other three. Yeah. <laughs> a serious comic book, man. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's, that's, that's a what. Serious book. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's what kind of like ignites their kind of. Res- mutual, re- respect. mutual respect or, but, they, but they still kind of yeah. think each other are dicks which, yeah. which I dig a lot um, who is the other frog brother that's not Corey Feldman uh, Jameson Newlander and what was he ever in he hasn't done much of anything although he does appear in the third uh, the third uh, sequel Lost Boys Lost Boys movie the sequels yeah I don't know what yeah I, this is something we don't need to get into yeah. we do not need to get into when I was trying to find the Lost Boys it was the sequels that I found first wow and my, I had the same response um, wow their sequels I, 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 you'll notice that I've, well. you notice I've never mentioned it to you because <laughs> you know I mean? it's just yeah. like they're terrible oh yeah uh, keep I can yourself, only imagine Keep Yourself's half brother plays the uh, headman part in one yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there you go anyway he hasn't done much of anything I think he, he cropped up in, in that uh, yeah. movie they're straight to video classics Straight to streaming. Dude, so bad. It's just shocking. Apparently they're currently making, in production at the moment, a Lost Boys TV yeah. show. Oh, yeah. And they're just casting like some of it, but apparently one of the big things in there is that it's not the Frog Brothers, it's the Frog Sisters. Whoa! You know what? I'm not going to be that guy. It's What I'll say is that did I not say to you about 18 months ago, hey, I've got a great idea for a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I just idea for this Frog Brothers TV show could be Fearless Monster Bashers, some shit like that. They just fight vampires and shit. Like that. Yeah, other be fucking awesome. Be sick. But whatever. Yeah. So uh, where do we get to? Yeah, because we said we based it off the Legends of the Seven Golden Vampires that they'd learn like martial arts. Yeah, exactly. Shit. It'd be fucking. We, we come up with good ideas with TV yeah. shows all the time. Um, yeah. So, so then, so then he kind of gets a grip. He literally gets a grip of stars, only on the boardwalk and the little kids with a. And, and meanwhile, meanwhile, his mum is getting a job. 
at the video store. At the video. Because yeah. all this Start is happening concurrently, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's when we... Is that when we first see... Because the Lost Boys show up, don't they? Basically, Corey in, Haim is dressed almost the same as Max, Max is dressed. Yeah. Max Headroom. Yeah, in the <laughs> yeah, craziest yeah, yeah. high shoulder pad, like weird... Ill-fitting like blazer yeah, dusters. Isn't she having like a like talking about getting a job there and the and the lost boys come in and he like kicks them out. Yeah, yeah. well, wild kids. Lucy doesn't Lucy find a can like kid and takes it, him into the video store so his yeah. mum might be in here and then his mum uh, the mum comes in yeah. like gets the kid and then they start talking. That's right. But also that's that's quite sinister in itself that's the fact that there's like the little kid is on its own. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but that's like an indication of what it's like there, isn't it? Is yeah. that the, kids the, keep they're going so easy thing. to target the kids. Yeah, there. we should probably harp about that at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the movie, when they're going, that montage sequence kicks in. Millions of missing, millions of missing, posters, you know, yeah. missing yeah. Uh, uh, pictures of kids. And then he says to her, doesn't he, oh, I need I need somebody like you can, you know. Hey, you know what, I never thought of that. Yeah. Maybe that's right, yeah. That can bring me kids. Exactly. Yeah, basically. And then, so he runs the video shop, which is, that video shop's sick as well. Mm. You know what I mean? I like any any video shop in the 80s that's got loads of screens yeah. showing different things. It used to boggle my brain. Yeah. And then they, the, the lads show up. They're in there hitting on the chick, aren't they, who works yeah, yeah. in there. And he kind of bounces, he bounces them he out. He bounces they them. Don't, they don't fuck with him, do they? Well, yeah, exactly. It becomes apparent what the deal yeah, is yeah, like yeah. on. But uh, he bounces them. And then, sure enough, I guess that's where the Star Michael thing yeah. happens, isn't it? Like Because he's talking to her. He wants to take her for a ride. And then she gets off his bike and gets on... David's, David, which is Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. the leader of the goth slash Civil War reenactors yeah, slash, slash hair metal hair metal dudes, Rob slash, Moran's mate. yeah, <laughs> slash Vampire the Masquerade featuring <laughs> Rob Moran. <laughs> anyway, so they all start bombing it across, and they we changes to a race, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cajole like, like, keep up, with me, keep yeah, up yeah. like you can hang with us almost, or so just hazing prove, shit there. Prove it? your manhood. Well, he says in he, front of the girl. He says I can't keep up. He says so I can't beat you in a race. So you don't, don't have to beat you. Just, you just have to try and keep up. Yeah. I want to say shout out as well to Kiefer's delivery in this film. Man. Kiefer's that, fucking sick. His delivery of lines is like that's a confident man. Do you know but what I mean? it, but it is a little bit like. Hey, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I, I always, I always figure that he's, he's like that because he's using suggestion all the time to him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's, it's he, he's using the powers, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's glamouring him. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly All the time, yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why it's like oh, suggested that, that, the way Because that's why he hears it when he just sees the headlights outside yeah, yeah. the house. Michael, Michael, Michael's all yeah. in his head. You know, and all the shit. time, that's how he's talking to him, getting into his head all the time, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually a really good point yeah. I hadn't considered. So at this point, you just think they're like beach, no, beach bros, yeah, yeah. like going down, uh, driving around, being, you know, Yahoo's. just the same way that everyone would go to the park, like and smash bottles and yeah, yeah, absolutely. whatever. Um, they just scrub. But they have, they have their own like weird, like under the... Under the cliff hangout. Well, that's that's we get to that, don't we? Yeah. So they go skating across the fucking, um, <clears throat> what's it called? Scooting across the, the beach on motorbikes, tearing shit up. I'm pretty sure that, what's his face? Alex Winter's motorcycle has got some a skull on the back with lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For eyes. Yeah, right, yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So they go tearing across. There's some cool music playing. Very exciting. The Count loses them in the mist, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah so they're heading out. So, so they're, but basically, he says like, we're, "We're racing out to this point. You got to keep up with us." Yeah, and like they're neck and neck in it all the way. And as they're getting close to hey, the he end, he gives it a bit of fucking he, he twist, gives it a bit of revs, and it becomes apparent that like you know, it's a cliff face, and he would have gone flying off if he hadn't fucking pulled aside. Yeah, so straight away he's off the bike, 
come on, let's have it fucking. Tries to chin Kiefer. Yeah. Yeah. Kiefer takes it like a champ, though, doesn't he? he? Takes the whack. Just how far are you willing to go, Michael? All that yeah. shit. <laughs> so sick. And then that's it. The boys get in the mix. Yeah, he's in the gang, isn't he? So, um, Is that when they go to the secret base? Yeah. That's when they yeah. get to the underground layer. Yeah. Um, With the big Jim Morrison thing. It's like an old hotel or whatever, isn't it? Yeah. From an earthquake. It's a hotel from an earthquake. Apparently they built it on the fault line mm. when the big one hit. But it looks just under the, almost like... In the cliffs or something, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. really right weird. there where they're at. Because you can hear the sea and everything like that. So they go That's down cool, to the school. That's cool, man. I wish I had a secret base Dude, like it's that. fucking wicked, yeah. isn't it? No, them in Salford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he did this base. He basically gets introduced to that vampire, that, that vamp life. Yeah, isn't man. It? Um, is this the same bit where they're doing the? Is this the bit with the noodles and the rice and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. All, is that all that, that bit? That's what I was saying. Is like they don't they don't drag out the exposition yeah, like totally. a lot of eighties films would, where the pacing would be a little bit slower. They're like, have it all. We need yeah. to get to the other yeah, parts. Yeah, to the it's, yeah. it's very succinct the way they stage, isn't it? So that's like boom straight into it. And they're in the fucking... I mean, fuck you, Michael. You are a susceptible man. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because like, he, like, he ends up in bed with it, doesn't he? That's Not later. this time. Is no, that later? Because yeah. he's like drinking that bottle, the the wine out of the big like... Well, that comes after the... Bottle. Is that later that, as well? No, no. No, no, no it's this. Because he the, says... Yeah. He goes, Rice, Michael. Worms, um, Michael. Maggots, Michael. Healthy taste. Yeah. How can one billion Chinese people be wrong? You know that shit? Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like... If I was... Look, here's the thing I don't get. If he says to you, do you want out to eat? Here's That's a big thing of white rice. What, who has a tub of white rice? <laughs> I assume it's American themed. Do you want noodles? No. no. I want noodles, no. No. I want a num bread. I want a black bread. Where's the kebab? What's going on here? No, no, no. Noodles, yeah. Like, those can take... They're whopped in a sauce, but here's a thing of big, just steamed rice. It just seems to get shit night out. That's You're going to go there, have some rice. Like, order some else. Who brings it? Have they got just eaters, mate? No. No, uh... Bill, uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire. Yeah. Oh, he comes back with it, doesn't he? Because he says, um, that's what I like about this place, Michael. You ask, and then you get. And then yeah. my man gives him a doobie, and he gets that, then, like, fucking munchies show up yeah. with Bill, Bill S. Preston. And uh, it's, it's a wild time. Then he goes for a ride in a wheelchair. Mm. <laughs> Drinks wine out of a fancy bottle. Drinks wine out of a... Well, yeah, Kiefer, like, whispers to someone to go get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then they bring the ceremonial bottle yeah and then uh, she's like whispering behind him you don't have to do this yeah yeah and she's warning blood and he goes what and then just fucking next he's, yeah. he's already had him off funny about it so he the worms yeah. and the maggots and that he just sort of, like does that smirk thing and takes it back and you could just see they're all like yes yeah, you're in lad so that's good <laughs> and it almost starts happening instantaneously yeah on his way home he has to put sunglasses on everything yeah Kicks the fuck up, doesn't it? Now here's the thing that I'm I'm always been hazy about is this next sequence. So basically, he gets levered on the blood or whatever it is. You're one of us now, Michael. Let's go up to here, and, and they go up to the bridge, which, as we, I've discovered, is about oh, yeah. two, it's, two it's feet off the, the ground. Bridges now, yeah. right now, it's crazy. This bit's crazy. So they all go out to the bridge. It's an old train line or whatever that runs across the, the cliffs. That's the impression we get, right? Yeah. Um, bottoms up, Michael. They all jump down, don't they? Like you know, the, 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 there's a little cavity. The, the Lost Boys all jump down this hole and then Michael has a peep down. They're all they're hanging, hanging off the fucking yeah. from beneath the rail So tracks. sick. Yeah. Uh, it looks so crazy to him. It looks oh, it looks nuts, doesn't it? And then so they say... It is fucking mental. Oh yeah, it definitely is, but I'm saying like... It's a heavy hazing process, yeah. isn't it? Like <laughs> fucking hell, man. He's he's, he's levelled up. Yeah. Uh, but and he say, joins him. Yeah. Michael Emerson, come on down. That's what he says, isn't it? And like, yeah. Uh, he, he makes his way down into this... 
fucking non nonsense fucking experience. And sure enough, a train's coming along. Yeah. And they all start dropping off, don't they? Well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, bye. Boom. And they just disappear. It's all mist shrouded, but like, yeah. well, they're dropping off into like apparently a fucking chasm. But you can hear them laughing though, can't you? Yeah. 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 Well, now, after after a minute. Yeah. yeah. Now this whole know. bit is mental to me because I understand what they're trying to do. They're like, you're one of us, fucking do this or whatever. And they drop off. Michael's obviously not having it because that would be, for that life, would be mental. Yeah, yeah. He would die. Train's coming over him, but he lets go. Then he falls for ages. And then wakes up. Then wakes up in his bed. I, now, what the fuck happens there? I always What's assumed that, that he like passes out. They catch him. So that they catch and him and then fly him home. They put him in an Uber. Because his yeah. bike ain't there, is it? Vampire Uber. Yeah, Vampire Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I've always, I've never watched, I've watched this a million times. What the fuck's going on? Either he flies home but he's not turned into a vampire, so he can't yet. So they fly him home and leave him outside and he kind of makes his way to bed because he won't be able to go in the house, would he, anyway? Because they haven't been invited in. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, anyway, that's what happens. He gets home. He's kind of <laughs> like, does it? He kind of falls into the bed, doesn't he? Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's almost like he's, he morphs. Like he, he, like he teleports almost, doesn't he? It? It's yeah. kind of it's fucking weird. And then instantaneously, the next day, Corey uh, points out he doesn't have a... Uh, a reflection. A reflection. So it's ramping up. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Away, yeah. You're a vampire. Yeah. We're going to do something about it. <coughs> <coughs> but so, Luke's still like, taking a bit of exercise. Oh, yeah. Nanook yeah, yeah, bites though. his hand off. Yeah, yeah he, he fucking jumps him. Oh, it? when he's in the bath. Oh, because, yeah, because when he's in the bath doing the whole... I'm not a man. That is a classic 80s film trope. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Kid in the bath with... There's yeah. no eating. Uh, soap, like, soap, mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like fucking, the dog's chilling as well yeah. by the bed. Oh, that's and then he, he's, uh, he's by the flipping out. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, doesn't he? That's fucking yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Dude. Awesome dog. Yeah. yeah. That's, believe it or not, that's the reason I got winded. Yeah, yeah, she so, looked exactly yeah. like yeah, totally. you know, but, uh, I believe it. That was, you know, that was the, uh, the original plan. But uh, yeah, so anyway, he his unholy appetites start to manifest, if you like. He tries to have a carton of milk lashes it all yeah. over the floor, yeah. goes upstairs because he wants to eat his brother, apparently. Yeah. At which point, Nanu mothers him down a flight of stairs yeah. and uh, it becomes evident that he's, well, he's transparent, isn't he? Because yeah. he, he she's him. on a date. She's on a date with Max, isn't she? Yeah. Mum's gone out with Max. Sam's kicking about at home. And at this point, Michael is not entertaining that he's a vampire. No. Until he realises after uh, Nanook bites him that he's essentially... Oh shit! Yeah, I was, I to, I yeah. was coming up yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to bite my brother, exactly. and it kind of sla- slaps him sober in a way, yeah, yeah. to where he's like, "Oh, I, I don't want to follow these urges." But at, yeah. the, at this point, this is where Sam starts freaking out in it, and Vic like he's locking the door, and, he, and that's yeah. when he calls yeah, yeah, yeah. his. Now it's because of Frog Brothers Day. This is where it gets interesting because let's let's talk, oh. take a look at Sam's room, okay? So what is that picture? Of, that poster of Rob Lowe in the belly shirt. Okay, on the that's wall. crazy. Okay, so first yeah. of all, he's got the big swatch on the wall. Remember yeah. that? You can yeah. get like a big fucking yeah. swatch. The room swatch. He's yeah. got a picture of Rob Lowe on the wall. In yeah. a belly shirt. In a belly shirt, and he's pulling his kind of... That's a hung all right image. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I know Joe Schumacher, he is that way inclined. Right. Apparently, he, he, you know, he, uh, he sort of pushed a lot of this in the script. It wasn't always... The way it's filmed is not... It's, it's, it's camp, isn't it? There's, yeah, there's yeah. an element of camp to it, and I think Joe Schumacher bought out. So I'm assuming that some of the dressing of the room. I don't know. I guess they go for a teenage audience, weren't they? Rob Lau, very you know, good-looking. Yeah, and that's a typical 80s outfit anyway. It's just funny in 2019 eyes looking at, like, 
Wow, what a what a strange hero poster. It is, yeah, it is odd. Compared, and then you've got like a lot of stuffed animals and a reformed schoolgirls poster on the wall, um, which is obviously. A and movie. then, of course, <laughs> as his room keeps getting decorated more and more throughout the film, as Grandad leaves him, yeah, another another stuffed beast. So the first one is a crazy, like gopher-looking thing with yeah. <laughs> crazy teeth. And he puts it in a cupboard and there's like a load of them in there, isn't there? It's fucking yeah. crazy. But he locks up his room. So while this is going on, she's on a date with Max, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And then they're on she the date. She phones up and checks in, doesn't she, to make and sure... And then all the motorbikes start going around Max's house, don't they? No. Is what that you've got ahead of yourself. What happens there is like, he, he's locked the door, keep Michael out. But in the meantime, Michael's had a nap. And then all of a sudden he's alarmed because he's woke up and his fucking grid's on the ceiling. Oh, and yeah, he's yeah, floating sorry, around. Yeah. He floats out the fucking window because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And then he floats past... Sam's window when he's on the phone to his man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he's like, ah, oh, fucking hell. Ah. You know, and it's, 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 that's why she comes racing on. Because initially he's saying, Mum, we just need to have a long talk about Michael. Michael and yeah, then yeah. she's like, why? And then he starts going, ah, what are you, the flight nun? That was the best yeah. fucking one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Remember, that, vampire? remember that TV show, The Littlest Vampire? Yeah. That had a similar sort of scene, didn't it, where that, the... Tristan or whatever the little baby vampire would go up to the window and knock on the window and she'd let him in. Let him Do you remember in. that? Yeah, nice, right yeah. as well. I'm pretty sure he had frosted tips as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, fucking all the. I don't. I don't know really what the theme is here. Is because he's he's not trying to be boys with the vampires, is he? He's he's totally resisting what he is. He just wants the girl. That's yeah. So that's the whole thing. He doesn't want the fellowship of like being in the gang with those guys. Does I he think he all? wants both. I don't know though. He, he, he seems I mean, to be he, odd. he wanted both till he realised they duped him and made him drink yeah, blood and exactly. now he's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. He wants nothing to do with that, but but he still wants Star. His whole reason as why he got into them anyway is because Star because of Star yeah. as a way to get with her. If they had never been on the table, then he wouldn't have even bothered, would he? Yeah, she's, yeah. she's but, definitely. But the you look. saw like after he started getting accepted for that. Three minutes of film yeah. that go where, where he's part of the gang till he's a vampire. He was like, oh, he's feeling yeah, that a little bit. Yeah, like the, he took the the wine and was being a real badass. Being a little bro, weren't he? It's kind of weird, but yeah, it's. I guess it, I guess the story there is about sort of like fractured, you know, brothers, isn't it? For starters, isn't yeah, it? all that kind of weird shit. But they, he anyway, Sam calls up the Frog Brothers because he thinks they're some sort of experts in this yeah. field. Well, that's what they've Because they gave him the, the yeah. comics. The comic. Yeah. The thing is. I'm curious as to how... Don't they give him a business sport. card as well? No, they put their numbers on the back. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, which, and that comic, by the way, isn't a comic. It's just a cover. Because I sort of got a picture of me with the original comic book, the Destroy All Vampires. Yeah. And it's just literally just a cover. And they did like one inside page later on where they show the Hounds of Hell. Yeah, yeah, and That's yeah. it. The rest is like a Spider-Man comic. Right, right. Then she runs off. She rushes off home. Yeah. Don't she? To get back. And yeah. then do the motorcycles come to his house. Yeah, when she's in the house, she's trying to calm, calm, calm shit down. And Mike, Sam's already kind of warned around to the idea he's trying to like consolidate with with Michael. Yeah. Um, so he's like, oh, it's, it's okay. I got, I was reading a comic and I got right. scared. Then the motorbikes show up and start circling, and it just gets a bit more intense. I don't know at what point the frog brothers turn up because they come fucking plowing into yeah. the house on, on their bikes. Where's Master Adam, the night stalker? You know what I mean? Isn't that the bit when she turns up at the window? I think it's yeah. It's she, after then, I think. Well, yeah, because Sam, Sam is like, Michael, blah, 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 you know, you're a vampire. He's like, no, I'm not. Well, don't let her in. And then well, she's... Whoosh, next minute she's in the well, fucking room, isn't after, yeah. after, Isn't it after the mum gets home that that's when he disappears and goes back down to the hideout and yeah. sees Star? And that's yeah. when they can like then start 
Naked. Hey. Bonking, innit? Yeah, that's where the colour like the uh, well, that my... song you like kicks in. Dumb, dumb, yeah. Cry little sister, fuck yeah. And then after that, it just accelerates really quickly towards the final act, doesn't it? Really, there's not a lot of faffing around. The well, no, they go and try and they yeah. go and try and kill the vampires at the hideout. You're yeah. right. Sorry. There's he, a bit where all the motorcycles are going around Maxie's house. Then he kind of goes out into the garden and they disappear. And then that you're that missing the key. What have amazing I missed? scene. What, yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Oh, shit. Yeah. Scene. You're missing two key scenes. And the, the bit with the how the hell we'll get to. Thorn. Yeah. Maxie's Thorn, dark. What a Thorn's name. Hard name for it's him. supposed to be. He's guarding while he's asleep. Exactly, and, and they show that in the comic. Yeah, the Hound of Hell. But Bell. then that se- what adds on to that scene is Max comes to dinner with the Frog Brothers. Yes! yes. Oh, yes. oh, my God. That scene, we got... We're trying to put garlic on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want Parmesan <laughs> cheese? You want Here's some Parmesan just cheese? Here's a just a minced garlic. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally going... And they don't need to turn the lights out, and then yeah. when he, yeah. he yeah. comes out, he's got a mirror out. Yeah, he turns it on. And they pour water, uh, holy water, water on his yeah. crotch. Uh, well, it's, water, because yeah. it's Does not it holy burn? water yet. Yeah. You fucking nuts. It's freezing cold. He's not glowing. That's and, what he's oh, man. And, so and she, uh, Diane Weist, is pissed off. Yeah. Because it's like three times in a row that Max and her have not been able to get it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't slaughter it. But the best part is, well, I love the fact that, like... Uh, She's bringing him over for dinner, and they're all like, because the granddad's having none of it. Yeah, he's, like, he's off with the widow Twanky, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. her name is. Something like The widow Johnson. What'd you stop for her? Mr. Johnson. That's what I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been building the fence outside with a big wooden stake. Yeah, the Chekhov's gun yeah. of a giant yes. stake. Because <laughs> like they focus on that thing for yeah. about four seconds too long. Exactly. Like, his don't, granddad nailing in the state. Don't introduce a stake in the, th- in the first act that you're not going to use in the third. That's yeah, the yeah third. That's exactly. Thing, <laughs> Check um, off stake. No, but yeah, he, um, so that, that little fucking scene is great. Where, but even a bit where he just goes, so she's coming home to have this home-cooked meal, meet my sons, and then Sam walks in, he's like, these are my de- dinner guests, the frog brothers. <laughs> yeah. two, two fucking lunatics. <laughs> just sitting there. And she's like, oh, you have guests. Sweatbands Yeah, on. like sweatbands. Just staring at that man really <laughs> intensely. What kills me is that they've got no pre... At this point, they've got no previous form for smashing anything. Do you know no. what I mean? They're like, well, he doesn't one. know that, does he? Yeah. He just, just thinks they're some kind of experts. <laughs> like, they've kidded him in to the point the where... It, they haven't even said hi to the mum. No, no, no. They're, they're fucking They're just rude, sitting man. there like... <laughs> Two but, rabid dogs at the dinner table. They are complete social fucking, do you know what I mean? Like pariahs, aren't they? Like their whole character is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I love them so much. So yeah, I guess that's what kicks off there. And then that's when, because Frog Brothers tell him as well that the only way to cure it is to kill the head vampire in it, which is why they go to the... Because Michael's gone out at this point, but I think it's interesting to know at this point, because he pieces out, doesn't he? Come in, Max. Because he, he, yeah, he invites yeah, him yeah. in and he fucks up out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Max says, aren't you going to invite me in because you're the man, man of the, the house. house? Like, it's the only way for him to actually spin it to not be vampire Yeah. yeah. You're invited. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then none of the tricks will work. Voices, none yeah. of the tricks work, do they? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. Obviously, that makes sense. Um, so he fucks up. But at that point, he's looking like a smackhead, don't you think? He looks oh, like yeah, he's he eating like, bad, yeah. the throes of heroin yeah. mineral. Holy shit, like when he gets on a bike and he does his co-op, he looks like he's got the fucking shakes. Oh, yeah. You know he's what I mean? pre-gaming for Rush. Exactly, yeah, he's <laughs> just getting ready. So off they, he goes. Where does he go? Goes there. out with her, doesn't he? Oh. I think it could be where yeah. he got... Where he tries to kiss her up. Getting his neck on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's with them when they kill the surf Nazis, though. 
Is that where he goes then? That's where he goes. He's yeah. up a tree. He goes yeah. where he goes. And he, he goes stays up, on the tree, up while, a tree he, yeah. while they come while and all, harass him. While they're all it, becomes clear. Clear. it becomes clear exactly what it yeah. is. Because that's foreshadowing, isn't it? Earlier on, you've already seen the conflict between like, and those Nazis. Yeah. Let's talk about the surf Nazis that they're about to attack. The moshing around the campfire. The campfire. Oh, my God. I died laughing. Moshing around a campfire to, to walk, walk this, this way. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. on the soundtrack, interesting enough. So I guess I didn't get the license. Yeah. To Aerosmith, Run DMC, Walk This Way. It's fucking killer. Moshing around. But. They should have died. I mean, they were asking. <laughs> it's harsh. They're fucking terrible. Seeds. They're terrible Nazis. What kind of yeah. Nazis fucking mosh to Run DMC? That's fucking yeah. Nazis. Yeah. I feel like they missed the meeting there. And uh, the, the leader that looks a little like he could be an NYHC legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. got that nose. Yeah. It? <laughs> um, is sat in the back because they shot lifted from the Frog Brothers, yeah, the I, surf Nazis. This this has already happened because like, he's not at the, uh, he's not at the party. He's already been banged out because he's in the car. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. This oh, is part. Okay, yeah. So they, they wreck the campfire and then they go get him in the car. Do they? I thought it was the other way around. No, it's the same scene. No, dude, because once again, you don't see them do it. All yeah, yeah, sees I them think pull right. the lid, yeah. lid of the car off, and then she's going, ah, like yeah. crawling, because she's reading a fucking sad sack comic. So oh, she's like, yeah, she's, she's going crawling. Oh, right, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. So they are leaderless at this point, like yeah. surf Nazis. Which, which is why. Like, still which is why they're allowed to see from DMC. Yeah. Yeah. And the Martian, like in memoriam. Yeah, exactly. But that scene is fucking harsh, man. When you like... A bison on top he, of the head. And he pulls the other guy's fucking skull, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, it's pretty... It's pretty it's harsh. Yeah. But prior to that, obviously, th- it's a great scene where they walk up the hill and on the tree, you yeah. notice she cosplayed him real well. Yeah, life. I don't really um, <laughs> In a, a push-down swimming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Petruva, strange cops on. So you're looking... They're on this thing, they're looking they're down. Yeah. And that's where that piece of dialogue comes in where you finally realise what he is. Yeah. For those of us who haven't guessed... Um, and he says, Live like, you, you're a vampire, you know, yeah, sleep, sleep all day, party all night, but you must feed. Yeah. <laughs> what he says it's fucking great. And, and he turns and he's... And they've all fucking vamped out. They're all laughing in the tree. Dude. Yeah. Alex Winter looks insane. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, well good. Um, and obviously they go along... It's fucking muller the entire I mean, that was your problem in San Diego. You see what I mean? Like, if you had those Nazis turn up to your if cafe. Rob and the vampire <laughs> exactly. took them out. Maybe that's why he started wearing his teeth. Yeah. Man. I feel like they, they let you down. Do you know what I mean? You should have got some of the boys. We were looking for protection. <laughs> Rob was too busy lounging around in some mansion drinking Ribena. So Michael refuses to kill and feed. Goes home again. Dips off. See, at this point in the game, you she, think she yourself, turns up at the window. She turns up at the house once she works it let in. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right now. Okay, we're back. With yeah. Laddie. Yeah. Laddie. Let's talk about Laddie. Hmm. Hmm. What do you want to talk about Laddie? What do you want to say about this little fucking weirdo? He's obviously some kind of confederate. Just by his outfit. <laughs> yeah. I just don't... <laughs> He's got kind of like, almost like a My Chemical Romance Black Parade yeah, number yeah, yeah. on, isn't totally. he? Like Ah, Jerry. Don't understand the need for Laddie in the film. Really? I don't know. I think maybe, maybe Star is, is protective of him. I That's think it's supposed it. to be like the loss of innocence and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, it's not like it's not like the the kid they've got in Near Dark, where he's like a vampire. He's been a vampire for ages, and he wants another yeah, kid that, vampire. And that's kind of like a story arc yeah. within that, isn't it? He's just like a little victim. And neither of them have become vampires at this point, full vampires, have no. they? That's the thing. You've got to feed on human yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah. And they haven't, obviously... Him and Star. They lack commitment. 
That's all I can say. For me, yeah. other thing is though, is that because of his age, he can't really control it. And you see later on where he kind of like goes a bit feral, yeah. where she can, can still can control it, and she's kind of like the sort of like she can avoid the blood. She's, loss. she's sort of like yeah. the moral compass because if it wasn't for her. She doesn't vamp out in the film at all, does she? No. No, that's interesting. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, basically, they've got this weird little kid who's a bit like, what's that kid in there? Elmer, is that his name? I can't remember. Something like that. Uh, He's sort of equivalent to that, isn't he? And Michael basically decides that they're going to work together to fucking free these these half and half. By killing David. By taking out the head vampire, which they... Which uh, they've surmised is now David. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is a fair assumption. He because seems like the yeah, guy passed the, the yeah. test. Yeah. So, Cule, uh fucking rev up, steal the car, steal Grandpa's car, and head down to the coast to um, take care of business. Which is, this is another great fucking scene. Mate, the bit, you know when he goes, weapons check. Weapons yeah. check. To me, that is one of the greatest things. That's the with rain grenade in there. Yeah. <laughs> but he throws him a beer. Yeah. It's it basically like these these guys, like, they... Fucking... <laughs> They've got stakes, they've got, got yeah. a water pistol, they've got all this bullshit, and they're yeah. like, uh, weapons check. It's and like then, commando, yeah. but shit. And then he turns uh, and goes, check me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the voices are just yeah. fucking brilliant. It's that fucking voice. Yeah. But then they go down and they're looking around. Michael's staggering around because he, he's fucked at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's fucked, yeah. Where are the vampires? Yeah. And they're hanging upside down like bats. That's cool. Also, yeah. the Frog Brothers have wanted to kill Michael about seven times. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have to keep stopping him, don't they? And Sam's like, no, he's my brother. Like, over and over again. Well, he's fucked because it's daylight, isn't he? He's not asleep. Yeah. Yeah, he drove him there in Grandpa's car. I thought Sam drove. No, Sam drives back. Maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, he's I fucked mean, because it's daylight. Yeah, he's fucked. Because he's only half and half, so he's, he yeah. can kind of can have half. He's weak yeah. and de- dozy. Um, he's no fucking use, is he? Let's be honest. So anyway, they go in, they see the vampires hanging up, and they're like, right, let's. let's well, the let's, first let's thing is them. that the first vampire they come across and they they want to stay. He's star. star. Yeah. And he doesn't like. Don't you touch her? They're like, yeah. They're blazing such a And then she says, "Take Laddie first. Yeah, Bolly's correct. They take them out, but then they go and find Sam and the brothers. Cool down his tongue and they find the, 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 the hanging, boys up, hanging down. upside down like fucking bats. bats. It's this being cool, fucking yeah. awesome, yeah, so cool. <laughs> so they get like they climb up, don't they? And he's got who is it who does the business? Is it Sam? No, it's no, it's, um, no, it's, it's a frog brother. It's one of the brothers, isn't it? Corey Feldman says, yeah. "Good night, so long, blood sucker." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so long, blood sucker. And it's uh, Alex Winter who kills yeah. it. Yeah, dude, that death scene is no yeah. joke. Like he's so much blood, hard blood as goes. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a bucket of blood and, and he's screaming. to the bottom of the cave. Yeah. And he looks oh. insane. Alex Wood's got an insane face yeah. and he looks mental in that thing. Then he's like writhing around and shit. Anyway, they don't need to say it wakes the others up. Yeah. And, uh, and they give it big legs, don't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a he's like threat. Yeah. Dead you're, meat. You're dead meat. While <laughs> they'll actually eat them. So yeah. that's kind of cool. So they peace out. That's, that whole bit is fucking great when they're trying to get out of the tunnel into the daylight. And David's got him. Oh yeah, yeah holding him like by the hand, yeah, yeah. and they're pulling, trying to pull him they're up. But he keeps doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're making a little cruise which is big. This is the point where you realise that the Frog Brothers are a little bit of a fraud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. useless. I mean, fair play. They get first blood. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. bang out a vampire first, but I think it's the only one they actually kill in the movie. They take, no. they take, they take credit. Well, no, for, no, no. They take credit for Twisted Sister. Uh, yeah, yeah, Death by Stereo. Sam killed Death by Stereo. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Frog Brothers. Oh, he's really frozen with a bath, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nanu, Nanu yeah. marshes him in. Yeah. But well, we're getting ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. So they they run back home saying, Tonight's the night, they're coming for us. Yeah. 
Full preparation. Grandpa, also, the Willow Johnson wants to bowl. One yeah. fucking great line there that I say all the time. When they jump in the car, they bez it back and they're trying to get out and they almost go off the cliff. Oh. And he just yeah. goes, Christ, but rubber, does that mean warp speed? I think yeah. that's a fucking amazing line. <laughs> that's a Star Trek reference. Star Trek reference, of course. Yeah, yeah right yeah. my street. So anyway, they peace out, get back to the house and they realise so it's fucking on. Like send Grandpa to go Send them out on a date. Widow Johnson. Yeah. Right, question. We get, I'm going to jump to the end of the film here. Grandpa reveals the fact that he knows... He knew all the time. ...about the vampires all the time. So why the fuck does he leave them to go to the Widow Johnson's knowing full well? He, if they're coming in covered in also, blood... Also, does he not know his grandson is a vampire yeah, at I this mean, point? It, it seems a little fucking... I think he's the... I think he's a vampire. Like he's a vampire hunter, though, isn't he? He is. Yes. Yeah. In the law, in the law that came after, he's a vampire. That's what I've always assumed. Yeah. He's a vampire hunter. So he's he's letting them lure him to the thing, and he's but he's not letting him lure them to the thing. He's letting them lure Max to the thing, which is why he lets them go ham. Yeah. He's outside waiting. He knows that if he has to, he can come in and rescue. He's definitely the rogue element in this film. His grandpa. Do you know what I mean? It's. And he's a, he's very funny throughout. He's great. He's got but a all the time. He's that never, weird thing. The way I see it is that he's never been able to suss out who the head vampire is, and he's waiting for these yeah lads to lure the head vampire there. That's how I've always seen it. Yeah, I mean it, that's that's probably right. To be fair, it's like uh, we'll get back to where we were. So they basically get they go bum rush someone's christening. Steal all the holy water. So this is this where we get the eighties montage, yeah. training like, montage, like eighteen yeah. welding uh, yeah. planks on to yeah. a, to a JCB. <laughs> but yeah, you get like they go like busting on some's christening, get holy water, load up their fucking water pistols yeah, 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 and drinks yeah. bowls with this with this holy water. Um, where do they get the garlic from? They just come back in it. How do they fill that bath? With that little, such little holy water. <laughs> I mean, that's a full fucking bath. I think they add holy water to the to bath the bath that's running. Water. Does that how it works? Can you top up? I don't know. Top up holy water. <laughs> so, so like dilute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vinto, Vinto what? They're smashing open the garlic. Sorry, I... Dude, there's a lot of garlic. And he he yeah. smashes fuck out of a hammer as well, don't they? They must, they must go for some garlic in that house. Yeah. He tries a whole bulb in to season his pasta. You know what I mean? <laughs> um... And it's great. They're just like they're protecting the house. They're doing all the all the cool stuff. Once again, Jason Patrick and Star proving they're completely fucking, fucking useless. Yeah. Uh, and let thirteen year olds protect the home. It's uh, yeah, yeah. But it's a great. I don't know. It, the, the music, everything just ramps you up. Then it? it's like yes, it's gonna fuck it. It's yeah. on now. Which Assault is on precinct thirteen stuff. Yeah, it's not. It gets you pumped, doesn't it? It's like it's exactly like a bit in the eighteen where everyone's like holding shit. Then the mist comes in, yeah. and you know they're coming. Yeah. Well, you see, you also see from their point of view descending on the house. Oh, that's and then you cut, the best part where they run out to save And then you start like, cutting yeah. the house and you realise that the nuke's still out yeah. there. And like, this is what kills me when you're coming down and Sam spends all his time trying to lock the gate. I'm like, bitch, they have to fly over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're flying out. Don't worry about the gate. Just go home. Do you know what but I mean? the, it mirrors that first shot that yeah. the security yeah. guard yeah, gets. Yeah. It's exactly it's right. really... Uh, Intense. It is. It's fucking scary. The first time you see it, anyway. You know, so he right? they, they, he runs back. Jason runs out to get him. Pulls them all back. Nanook gets in, and basically it becomes a siege, doesn't it? Yeah. Like they're in the house. Power gets knocked out or whatever, and then it's fucking. The, the, but the, no the, one invited David. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that. Or Gerardo Rico Suave. <laughs> yes, in. this is true. But does that not mean then that they can't use that they're not immune to the tricks? Yeah. So 
holy water works. Yeah. They can still come oh, into the house. Oh, the yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really that's the reason why. There's nothing to stop them from coming inside. Yeah. But All everything right. that is a weakness. But in other vampire tropes, they wouldn't be able you can't to yeah. cross the threshold. Yeah. Like in uh, Let the Right One In or yeah. something. Yeah. Or for the, the vampire She slam. walks in yeah. and just starts bleeding out of her head because yeah. she wasn't invited yeah. in. Interesting. That's a good spin on that, isn't it? Like, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. No, you're completely right. So anyway, that's how the vampires come in. And they, they I mean, they come in hard. Yeah, well, the they? first one's through the fireplace. Dude, just man, like, rockets out a fucking chimney like, like, and that's I mean this is where you get all the great dialogue comes in this last fucking third you know what I mean yeah. like he I mean that first basically the, the way this breaks down is that the, the party becomes it's like in D&D the party becomes separated yeah. and like everyone's got to take on something or other now the power goes out in the front room Sam's in there and uh, Billy I think his name's Billy Worth the actor yeah um, he comes out and he's like flying around the house chinning everyone yeah and then uh Sam's got the, uh, the the light, hasn't he? He's just sort of shining around. Yeah, he's like shooting around, down at yeah. the rafters and it's kind of like dark. Whatever. And he shoots him with an arrow. He pops a shot off and he's got, he hits the vampire and the vampire just hits the deck. You know, it's like, no, it's quite... No, because no, Michael no, no, comes it's down at first, some point, doesn't it? No, first he comes is, is Twisted Sister. No, nah, dude. No? he goes upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Death by Death by Stereos first. first. So he I, comes... I thought, the, I thought the same as Dan. I thought... Um, Nanook and the Bath was... Yeah, that's first. Nah, you know what? I'm not so sure. It is. Because it's the Frog Brothers with Twisted Sister first. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's been... Because this is the part that makes it even crazier. So Twisted Sister guy is fighting, you know, gonna get the Frog Brothers and Nanook comes and moshes him into the thing. So he starts to melt in the thing. Yeah, yeah. He won't die. He's like slowly melting away to a bat skeleton... And then the plumbing in just, the house yeah, goes insane exploding. with blood everywhere. It's, it's Toilets intense, are imploding. Like the special effects team, like we're like, oh, There's we're gonna have fun with this. Like, we're gonna blow everything. Up. Like, how much is left in the budget? Yeah, just buy dynamite. Like, yeah. Just blow the fucking cherry bombs. Up. That yeah. one toilet that crumbles, implodes, and then <laughs> turns into just a, a geyser of uh, fucking China and blood. Yeah, yeah it's great. So that yeah. happens. They 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 muller in, and uh, in the meantime, well, I guess it's it, happening. So it's, it's concurrently because yeah. then death by stereo happens. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, one of the great lines, like fucking. So ha- Sam shoots this guy with an arrow. It goes in. Yeah, and he drops he the floor. To the floor, and you think, oh, that's, that's pretty anticlimactic yeah. after seeing Twisted Sister get yeah. like yeah, turn into totally. a fucking you know pool pie. Um, anyway, Sam gets up, and so does this dude. Yeah. He's like, you you missed sucker, and they're like. Yeah. And uh, he, you know he's, he's got the full you know vampire face on where he's going to go for him, and he just says only once, pal, and then fucking bangs yeah, him out yeah. again, and yeah. it's like he, his head pops off, doesn't it? Like that fucking arrow goes in, some music starts playing because I guess he lands in the stereo, stereo. Yeah, yeah. of course he hits in the stereo, and like um, something starts playing, he explodes, his head pops off, and uh, who who drops a line? Death by stereo. Corey Hay. Corey Hay. Yeah. Death by stereo. Yeah, because they're running around the upstairs, aren't they? And yeah. they run past on the veranda yeah, thing. Yeah. Exactly. And concurrent to this, Michael and David have been doing the They're like weird, flying around, like having flying a fight, around, aren't they? Tom Cruise, uh, like... Impossible style, and at the end of rafters, they're fighting or yeah. whatever. So that's it. So basically, that's how it happens. Death by Sarah, of course, became a name of a fine California hardcore yeah. band as well, so that's good. Um, Which, when I heard there was a band called Death by Sarah, I was so psyched. Yeah, I was the same. everyone knew the quote. Everyone know? knows yeah. the name, don't they? <laughs> And Michael is fighting David, but David is just 
doing these flyaway, smash him in the face, fly up to the yeah. rafters, yeah. talk shit, fly back down, smack him again. And He's got some Michael's, good moves, man, hasn't he? Like, Michael's you know, so powerless against him. I guess it goes one way or the other. And it, I can't remember what happens. Don't say something like, you're afraid to face me or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Face me, David! He says that really high-pitched fucking voice. <laughs> <laughs> then they almost push each other on some antlers and yeah, he ends yeah. up. Well, I'm, at this point, because it's just um, Michael in his human form, isn't it? and then he can like looks at him and he's kind of, he's turned then. Yeah. He looks cool as a vampire as well. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? He's like, all that. And he fucking slings David onto the antlers. And it, bang. That's it. And he, But he looks cool. That sequence where Kiefer's face goes back to clean shaven and normal, yeah. do you know what I mean? He looks like angelic almost. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, poor one innocent of the, boy. Yeah. One of the yeah. things with this. regards to that as well, because you'll notice that his death is different to the other two who like, exploded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Part of it was because they were intending to bring David back in the sequel. That's right. Yeah, that's, is that that's right? Yeah. yeah, I heard about that. They wanted to keep his character... Oh, um, interesting. I don't know how, though, since he's... Well, I mean, why? When They staked out but his winter and he fucking... Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't like inconsistencies. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, That's what but, it, but that. the interesting thing is, at this point, Michael does not instantly become Michael exactly. again. He's yeah. still a vamp. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh. He doesn't feel any Max different. Is yeah. the guy. Yeah. And then this is when people start to come back and he doesn't want anyone to see him like that, does yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he, ha- he kind of shrouds down. Like, That's, shrouds when, That's when the mum turns up, in it, with Max. Yeah. That's when Max turns up and the truth is revealed that Max... You know, he's the head vampire. Wanted, wanted. Yeah, he instantly talks shit. Yeah. Oh, he's a dick, man. When he walks in, he's just, he jigs up, isn't it? He? He's just like looking around. He's looking at his boys. Well, he goes off to David and sort of yeah. strokes his face and shit, doesn't he? And yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, So obviously he turned them all. He's the yeah, head vampire. He's the head vampire. Because he says to him, he goes, we're all especially one big happy family. Your boys and my boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I still want you, Lucy. I haven't changed my mind about that's that. That's when he changes he goes, it. <laughs> he looks fucked, doesn't he? Like, yeah. he's, he looks like my mum's boyfriend a real lot. Like, it's really? fucking strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In his vampire form. So when did that become a thing? That if you killed the head vampire, oh, the half everyone else turn all have... I don't, know, that... I don't know where that law comes from. Yeah. I think it, it, it's from, from the plot. Movie. Is it? Yeah. Right, okay. From the plot. I don't yeah. think it's like... Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that before. No. They did. They took some sort of liberties, I think, with yeah. some of the, the law or whatever, but... It's all good. I think the Hounds of Hell is that like a good, like one that they sort of like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think I, that's I've, a Hammer House of Horror one as well. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. Like yeah, they have protect to protect protectors, yeah. whether they're human or animals. Yeah. I think actually that might be uh, from Tomb of Dracula. You know, Blade and stuff. I can't quote them. I haven't read Tomb of Dracula in fucking years, but I've got a couple of collected volumes now, so maybe that's from there. Um, anyway, obviously that. It, starts the fight, and they're out of the. Basically, these guys are out of the league, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's fucking slapping. Well, the Frog Brothers, where the hell are they at this point? I don't know. They're just. Uh, they. Because they say. Um, when he reveals himself to be a head vampire, they were just like. Uh, they, they clocked it, didn't they? Straight away, they, we knew you were the, the yeah. guy or something. There's some exposition there or whatever. And then. Uh, That's when he tells them about the tricks. Yeah. Your yeah. tricks don't work if you invite you in. Yeah. Silly boy. Silly isn't it? That's it. I didn't invite you this time, Max. Then he, like, he fucking goes flying in. That's when uh, Jason Patrick kicks off. That's cool, but he doesn't last long because he gets whacked with poker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it seems like a bit of an elementary move on the part of a vampire who's, who's a head vampire just whipping out a poker and giving you a prod with that. Seems a bit... Then you hear the horn. <laughs> Can we give a shout-out to fucking Jason Patrick's stage dive at this point where he comes flying over the top of the thing and shoves uh, Max into the oncoming yeah. fucking massive stake? 
<laughs> and that is so weird. And that's how the film ends, basically, isn't it? Like the stakes come through. Almost instantly. Yeah. No, done the grandpa done the grandfather say it. The grandfather walks in because yeah. he goes to the fridge because they're all in darkness. He grabs a root beer. And he just goes, There's one thing I never could stand about this place. All the damn vampires. And then the light shuts on the fridge yeah, yeah. and you see one just like looking at him. Ding 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 ding. What a fucking movie. Yeah, does man. it does it show I can't remember off the top of my head now. Does it show Michael back to normal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's normal. He's he's yeah. normal. Star's normal. Laddie's the kid's normal. normal yeah. Yeah. Laddie. Oh what? yeah, that's right. That's right. Laddie. Oh. Laddie is so weird to me. He just seems like an odd star. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, when he when he does that. Oh, delightful. But I mean, he does, he does get the great scene where he freaks out and they want to stake Star. Oh, yeah. Holy That's shit. where they are while everything monster. else is going on. Yeah, yeah Because they come down the stairs and he goes, don't you touch her. You know, he's... Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking great. It's I like love the Eddie Monster. Because it comes out of the bed, doing not he? And I was like... Yeah. Holy shit. Like, it's fucking amazing. And it's almost two hours long and it feels like it's 15 minutes. It flies. Yeah. I mean, we've probably made this as long as fucking so It's probably longer than the film. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would say so. But what a fucking movie. It blows my mind that anyone, of certainly of our age, can't enjoy this. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be some joyless motherfucker to like... You know what? I'm watching it last night and it's kind of... I was surprised that it doesn't seem like it's aged at all. It does seem aged. I think maybe it's because kids dress fucked up these days. Yeah, <laughs> right. Dresses like the 80s. We're so homogenised now culturally that like everyone, you know, we walk down the street and dress weird, don't they? Like, well, no, it's a good one, that. Dude, I fucking love it. It's a five out of five for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Good choice, Dan. I think it's probably aged better than, say, Near Dark, I'd say. I, I, I think, think it's probably more... aged a little bit Because it's got the quirkiness to it. I think yeah. also as well, it's a bit more stylized than Near Dark and I think that probably is what Helps it, you know, and also as well, the, the, it's, as we were saying this before, it's a, a film that speaks to people on so many different levels. You can get why kind of teenage girls fucking yeah, love because they're, because they're good looking, they're good looking lads, aren't they? Jason Patrick and that Corey Haim, and also they're representing Corey as well. Is really good in it, yeah. dude. Corey Haim's fucking great. And Feldman, I love, I mean, those three. They're my favourite part of it, like the Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers are, yeah. yeah I, I love those three. Sam's got the great lines, do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. He comes out with some good the shit. The Frog Brothers and the Granddad, I think, yeah. are the two favourite things about it. But you know, like, sometimes the, ah, what are you doing? Uh, those kind of characters, you're like, shut up. Yeah, but they're not Corey like Hayne plays it perfect. Yeah. He's, where he's freaking out, but he's not. He's freaking out, but he's also got, he gets a grip on it, then he's like, yeah. he's loyalty to his brother. It's he, so fucking He's endearing, more you know, in yeah. control than the Frog Brothers are. Oh. Yeah, they have the illusion of control. Yeah. They're actually out of their fucking depth. And, he's and, the, one and the thing is as well, it. when they're kind of like losing their shit, no one sees it. Like when they're in the bathroom and kind of like yeah, yeah. cuddling each other on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no one sees that. And then next time you see them, it's kind of like, oh, we took yeah, we, we the... Yeah, we the voices back yeah. on and it's straight away. Like, oh, no, no, go up the little, you know. But it's, I mean, it's fucking great. Yeah, I, there's so much... To, to enjoy and I, like I said I've watched this film I, I must have seen it 25, 30 times or something a lot I have seen it for a while yeah dude it's a treat I tried to watch it last night but I fell asleep after football I was fucked yeah I can imagine we could barely fucking walk yeah. today I can't imagine watching a film um, <laughs> but we should before we wrap this up I'll just say there are two like I mentioned earlier on there are two sequels even though Joel Schumacher petitioned in the early 90s to get a sequel made that had um, Jason Patrick was supposed to be the lead again and he would be the the bad guy, that was one of the original, that was, that was the pitch. He was supposed to be like the uh, the new head vampire. I don't quite know how they were going to do that. They couldn't get the script together, they couldn't get it made, for whatever reason. 
and it just sort of languishes because it's very much an 80s film. But then they did try and do these, I want to say, late 90... Those, those sequels, from what I saw, only the first one came out in 2008 yeah, or something like it, that. Yeah, it's, it's a recent... And it's a straight-to-DVD. It's terrible. They are it, terrible, it, terrible it Lost Boys 2, Reign of Frogs. Oh, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> the, one's called The Thirst, the other's called The Tribe. And uh, yeah, don't don't ever... Let's just, they call it a trilogy. It's not. There's one Lost Boys film and two horrible, horrible sequels. Yeah. Two cash grabs. Yeah, you don't ever need to see. Basically, Corey Feldman trying to, like, get his career back on this. Feldman is in it? Feldman's in both of them. Oh, and in a phrase. Corey Haim appears in the cameo in the second... Before he dies. Before, yeah, well, if he died after, it'd be weird, but <laughs> it'd be a fucking corpse. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. cash grabs are yeah. cash grabs. So wait, that was right before he died. I think it's because he... For whatever reason, because he's Canadian, it's Corey Haim. He couldn't get work visa or something like that. Because so. he had a heroin I mean, he, Yeah, he was... I think that's basically it. He was yeah. fucked. He makes a cameo at the end of the second one, I believe. And then the third one... And you went for the third after the second one. Well, in the third one, they brought back Jameson Newland, who's the, the brother, you know, uh, Alan... Um, oh, you were like, oh, if both Frog Brothers yeah, are in if, it. Yeah, if it's a actor who hasn't been anything since 1987, isn't it? They must be good. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's diabolical. But, yeah, so we, we forget those ever happened. But I always maintain that they should have had a Frog Brothers TV yeah, Well, show. you know, I will be, uh, and I have, but I will continue to hit up Super 7 for Lost Boys figures. Please, yes, make, make it happen. Yes. Make it happen. Even like a Lost Boys Aladdin. show. A good Lost Boys show. You fucking awesome. We need <laughs> a lad. Frog Robbers show would be amazing. Dude, Frog Robbers, Fearless Monster Bashers. Yeah, the yeah, biggest, yeah. the baddest. That's yeah. what they should fucking do. I, I, I'd wear the fuck out of that show. <laughs> Even just the... the Prostates on the front. Yeah. Twin, twin packs were kind of like pre and post form, so you could kind of like normal David and Vampire David. Dude, you could do some yeah. wicked figures. I think yeah. of the attachments you could do for like... Do you know what I mean? Or if... You, one head off, one head Probably off. One, yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. That would be good. Petition, petition. That's what we, <laughs> we want. But you lost boys. Grandpa. You got to do grandpa. He'd have to come with a truck, though, wouldn't he? Or with Widow Johnson. <laughs> Maybe we'd have to see what range of stuff. <laughs> That's, really... That's never been much oh, remembered. One you... thing. Windex. <laughs> Windex. Windex for after the game. It's when he's putting on, he goes, you walk past from after shaving. Fucking yeah, Windex. Big day tonight, huh? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he smells it. He's psyched. He's pumped. Like, this will work. That's where you should get Jenny. Windex. Windex. <laughs> There's a Machino um, kind of like perfume, isn't it? But does the bottle is like a, oh, really? a window cleaner, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no. Guaranteed yeah. to get the Widow Johnson every time. <laughs> Damn. I guess that's that then, yeah, isn't it? Man. Like, we yeah, fucking went right in on Lost Boys. You've got, you guys are fucking... Uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing it up, Dan. Yeah, Love cheers, that. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for doing it, mate. I mean, you've been down with us since day one. It's, it. uh, it's good to have you. I always get feedback off you every episode and... Uh, yeah. Even if it drives Eager it, yeah. off the wall saying, hey, speak into a microphone. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you know someone's listening makes a big fucking difference. Absolutely. Right? You know, you know it's, it's cool that like, people, anyone listens to this yeah. fucking nonsense. I, like, thanks to, I don't know how much Brian knows about the support, you know, Super 7 gives us, but, you know, we appreciate it. We rate that oh, shit. He, yeah. He, uh, you know. <laughs> I spin it in a, you know, doing a check. Well, it was Yeah, it was charity. Yeah, I sent you an email about that, yeah. But now some lucky winner. Oh, yeah, exactly. So don't forget that. Like we said at the beginning, um, 
Leave us a five-star review. What was the question? What does Vasquez say to Gorman before the grenade goes off? There you yes, go. Mate. So once you, like I say, put that um, somehow into your uh, your, your review. Yeah. And if you are lucky... On and the, the wittiest person that incorporates it the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. That might be how we judge it. Twisting it up a notch. I like that. What day did we say? 26th of April. 26th of April. I'll be 26th. Um, and I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Cheers, Dan. Nice one, Dan. Thank you. Cheers, Bowl. Cheers, Thanks to everyone, Dungeon Punks and non-Dungeon Punks, that have been so kind to me on my trip over here today. Oh, no worries, mate. Or not today, this week. Shout out to Gav Scouse and Liz for... Definitely. Hooking you up. Big, big shout out to Gav and Liz for housing me. Big shout <laughs> out to all the mates driving me around. Yeah, and... Going to City versus Schalke tomorrow, so come on. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll Bye, see you next time, innit? Peace! Lovely. Do I get to choose the outro music? Yeah, man.
Chain, 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 chain letters. letters. Say what you say, Sound Rory. Sound of a word. Yeah. And you change your letter. Have you seen <laughs> it again? And you've got a chain. Who <laughs> <laughs> that? Lenny, was it Lenny Bennett